Welcome to the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lions' Den, with your hosts, Steve Mathis and Tony Berluti. And now, strap in and get ready. It's showtime. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Welcome, everybody, to Pulp and Mech Show. Presented by BTOSports.com. Coming at you live from Las Vegas, Monday night, March 24th, 2014. Appreciate you guys listening. i uh, got a great show lined up. Um, Adam Entegnap is on. Matt Lemoyne. Daniel Blair will be in studio. Nick Way will be on the phone. Maybe Ryan Villapoto. Probably not. And uh, much, much more. Got two tickets to give away to St. Louis Supercross. So get ready. Get ready for that because we're going to do that real quick. And, uh, of course, in studio with me, uh, top mechanic for uh, an injured rider that we'll talk about in a little bit. He's uh, been doing it for a long time. He's been in the show a whole bunch. Tony Berluti, what's up, man? Steve, how are you, buddy? Bummer to hear about Brock Tickle. Yeah, it's it's a real bummer. I'm I'm pretty upset about it. You know, that's where this sport sucks. It does. And, uh, I'm not going to lie, but sometimes it makes me want to get out of it because of it. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Now you didn't see the crash. Really, it was on the other side of the stadium yeah, from I the mechanics. Where, but uh, from what I understand, he tried to uh, seat bounce a triple. Uh, opening laps of the very first practice, and uh, I don't know, just uh, went nose in and didn't quite make it. So That's how I understand it. Press release came out today, uh, T7 surgery on his back. Um, I heard someone said he'll be back in like a month, month and a half. You don't know that. You, you, don't you know that. that but, I haven't uh, heard that and don't know that. All I know is he's a tough fucker, and he's, whatever, he's doing whatever he can do right yeah. now. If he could be back uh, next week, he'd be back. Do you think he did it because he just wanted to stay in Canada longer? Oh, yeah, that's do, what do, it was. Do you think that was well, it? I have horror stories about your medical. Oh, stop it. I don't know. It's just talking to his wife, terrible. Uh, hey, thanks uh, thanks for listening, and our thoughts are with you, Brock and Jessica Tickle. Get well soon. Uh, Brock Tickle, one of the good guys in the pits. We appreciate uh, Tony Bluting being able to come in tonight and, and talk about it a little bit. Bummer deal. Uh, taking your calls, producing the show, holding things down, uh, handling things uh, on the Twitter, on the Instagram. The Devin Gibbs. What's up? Nothing much. How are you guys doing Gibby tonight? Gibbs, 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 Gibbs. Um, check out at Pulpamex Show on Instagram and at Pulpamex Show on Twitter. Devin will be working that most of the night and as well as um, arranging the guests and uh, taking your calls. Yes, sir. 702-586-7857. Uh, got a voicemail. For you this week, Devin. Oh, really? The guy's not happy with you. Uh oh. That's all right. So, yeah. You know, you, right. What do you do now? Um, Who knows? He's got some people that think he's doing a great job. This yeah. guy. This guy's yeah. not one of them. Oh. This guy's not one of them. But uh, can't wait to hear it. You can't win them all. You can't. You can't <laughs> no, like everybody. You can't. No, you definitely can. Um, it's all right. Uh, it's all right. So we'll play that in a little bit. We got a race tech emails, X brand goggles, tear off contest, uh, BTOSports.com, Gabba Gibbs, and uh, the NFAB question of the day. Uh, BTOSports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension, x Goggles, Atlas Neck Braces, Vortex Racing, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Free Gun Underwear, Works Connection, A Chair Bees, FMF Racing, Tech One Designs, 810 Solutions, W Wheels, Black Ops Moto, Mafia Motor Crew, The Moto Company, Optrix, and Guts Racing, Guts Racing, the official seat foam of uh, Monster Pro Circuit. And uh, this weekend, the Monster Pro Circuit guys, Blake Baggett, eating crap, endoing, um, and... Uh, Adam Cincerillo separating his shoulder, dislocating his shoulder. And Martin Davalos lost the front end, but still managed to get second. So 
the PC guys were on a roll. I think they'd won seven races in a row. Prelude, but it was a tough go on them. Yeah, they're they're riding well. Uh, Bogle's right in the hunt right now. Yeah, can Bogle win this thing? Yeah, he'll win it. Really? Oh, absolutely. Oh, stamp it, Prelude. Stamp it. Wow. My money's on him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. He's got some momentum right now. Hey, established in 1990 as a premier off-road seat manufacturing company, high performance seat covers and seat foams for motocross, supercross, and off-road. Guts Racing has worked with every rider, top rider at the point in their career. Lamps and McGrath, Carmichael Stewart have all used Guts Racing. And uh, browse GutsRacing.com for information on many products, such as the Phantom lightweight seat foam used by Pro Circuit Kawasaki. Use Pulpamex 2014 for 30% off GutsRacing.com. We thank those guys for coming on board with us. And uh, looking forward to an exciting show. You can get the show on Stitcher. You can get it on iTunes, on the Pulpamex app. And uh, if you're going to do Amazon purchase... Go to pulpamex.com, click on the Amazon banner, and then uh, that takes you to Amazon. Place your order like you normally would do, and uh, we get a little bit of kickback for that. And I can afford to keep Tony Berluti and Devin Gibbs employed and uh, making some money for their time uh, here in the studio. I really we, don't care. We appreciate that. <laughs> and um, also, uh, new, brand new on the app is, uh, is my song. Yeah? Yeah. Have you heard the, you know, the song I did? Yeah. Yeah, Swiss Corps band buddy did it. and Oh, nice. I put lyrics to it. Good. Simply incredible. Oh, absolutely. Incredible. I'm sure. Not quite thought, as good as Halen, but it's okay. Yeah, it's not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so, well, we talked. We touched on uh, Tickle a little bit. Where do you want to start now? I mean, James Stewart just did what James Stewart is capable of doing and just rode a phenomenal race. Probably came around the first turn in 12th, 15th. Yeah. Uh, did a triple-triple before the finish. The, after the finish, going across Star Strait, he was uh, wheel tapping and, and tripling. Then there was a quad in the rhythm section that only he and Brayton were doing. And uh, they were doing it in practice, but then I think it just got too jacked up for the, for the night show. And just a dominant race win by James Stewart. Amazing. Or do we talk about Ryan Villapoto not riding any of the practices, suspected food poisoning. It turns out it's not wasn't food poisoning. Uh, it was just some sort of stomach pain, something, something going on in his stomach. Mm. And he doesn't ride practice. And then he goes out. And uh, get sixth place in the main event. Yeah, I think we should talk about both of them. What do you want to start with? What, do what was more amazing? With? What was more amazing? Seriously, I'm at a tie. I'm not I... really amazed with with Stewart because we know he can do that. It's just getting consistent in doing it. To me, as amazing as whatever Villapoto had, I don't know. But you know, there was rumors that it was appendicitis. You know, and and then I'm like, well, if it's appendicitis, he's not riding for a yeah. couple couple three yeah, weeks. He's you done. know, he's done. You know. Yep. And then, uh, you know, rumors circulate, and the next thing you know, he's uh, – you hear uh, they're taking the bike down the line. He's going to ride the first uh, heat race. I'm like, oh, you, this is crazy. He hasn't even got a lap of – one lap of practice. You know, he doesn't even know the track. Well, so he used that for practice apparently, you know. Yeah. But, How about the opening ceremonies where he rode almost the whole track around? Yeah. Because first time he'd seen it. I guess that's what happened. I, I wasn't down there yeah, for yeah, that. This, yeah. <laughs> as you um, know. Yeah, yeah, you had a hectic day. So, yeah, that was amazing. I, I mean, I, to me, that was amazing. If he was as sick as it sounded like, he was thrown up before the heat race yeah. and stuff. I mean, you're, you, you're close to the Cali yeah, guys. Yeah, you know? just, just pain, stomach pain. Couldn't huh. stand up. Pregnant? No. <laughs> no, I don't think so. No. Um, from what I understand, and yeah, I, I talked to RV a little bit today. Um, he, he blames Canada for his, his problems. Didn't really tell me what really? they were, but he did blame Canada. Um, Food related or just the no, breathing I, the air up there? I don't know. He just blames Canada. Yeah I, don't, um, yeah. I don't know if it was food related or not, but, you know, there was a lot of people talking about, um, you know, can he race because he has an IV and you can't get an IV on race day and race, you know, this and that. He did but, get one? 
Well, After we don't about really know. Five, eight hours of waiting. Yeah, we really don't know if he did or not. But he was waiting at the hospital for a long time. I bet he was partying with uh, the, your mayor Ford up there. Yeah, maybe. I never the thought of it. You know, that was they, something I never thought about. Yeah, brother. I bet you that that's a possibility. No, oh, that that Rob Ford. <laughs> Rob Ford. Yeah, that's he's something else. I was looking for him. I wanted to hang out with him. <laughs> well, <laughs> after, well, after your day, I bet you were. Yeah. Uh, well, prior, I wanted to. Uh, the the rules though for the for the IV is uh, at no time during the event uh, will a rider receive any type of uh, intravenous hydration unless such hydration is deemed medically necessary by medical personnel as a result of an emergency medical situation. So that's pretty vague. And also, RV wasn't at the event. It was at he was at a hotel. You know what I mean? He never made it to the track, as far as I know, in the morning. No. So he wasn't even there. Once a rider receives such hydration during during the meet. The rider will not be permitted to compete in any further events at the meet, including two, but not limited to any further practice sessions, heat races, qualifying, unless and until the rider is released by the medical personnel who treats the rider for a specific emergency medical situation, meaning a doctor. So doctor at a, the regular hospital where he went to. If that doctor deemed it necessary to get an IV, and then that doctor said that uh, he's fine and he's released from, from custody, then he can race. It's pretty vague, but... This rule, the rule isn't for a guy like RV who, who has stomach pain and possibly needs an IV. I don't even know if he got an IV. I can't seem to get a straight answer. Yeah, you've asked. I, I have. Uh-huh. I can't seem to get a straight answer. But that's fine. None of our real business. But let's assume he did. Yeah. Let's assume he did. Uh, if he's not at the event and it wasn't because of the event, you know, i.e. Uh, uh, hydration, uh, dehydrated from a national yeah. or whatever, uh-huh. then uh, and, and a doctor, a medical doctor releases him and deems it necessary to get it. Then he's in the clear, you know, to race. Yeah. It's a pretty vague – the way it's written is pretty vague. But, I mean, honestly, I don't feel like an IV should – like an IV in between motos should keep you out of the moto because that's a huge advantage. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That, I mean, in his advantage. situation – But in his situation – There was nothing – He gets an IV 2 o'clock in the afternoon or something for a yeah. sickness that wasn't due to the event, was an emergency medical situation. I mean – That's how I would see it. Yeah, like there was a lot of people talking on it about, uh, about it, so – um. Yeah, hey, so. your 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 Canadian accent's coming back a little, Steve. Oh, it is? About you kind of were getting, yeah. I kind of oh, kind of hearing it. You were how I, long were you there? Four days. I was there a while. I see. I was there a while. I can um, hear it. Um. So, anyways, so we're gonna try to talk to RV a little bit, but again, it's a medical thing, and so we can only push him so far. And, and you know, I mean, it's none of our business as far as that goes. But let's try to find out what what happened and what what you know what went down and all that, and we'll see. Really, you're you're gonna dig into it. Well, I'd like to know what happened. Like. Wh- is he going to die? Is this cancer? I doubt if he's going to die. You, but I mean, just he got as, sixth place. He ain't going <laughs> to die. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it's interesting. Is this something that's going to affect him again? You know? Yeah. Uh, but pretty gnarly to go out for a gate drop. I know uh, coming up at 630 here, Nick Way is going to be on the phone. Mafia Motor Cruise, Nick Way. And RV asked Nick about the track. Like, hey, what, what's out there? And Nick's like, okay, well, you want to hit this thing in second. You can quad there. You're gonna be triple. Oh, know? really? Yeah, yeah. You know, but uh, and I think he watched some film. That's what I figured. Yeah. A lot of film, you know. I think he watched some film, but uh, hey, it's you, still got to be gnarly. Do you think there's any correlation of what you're saying about the stomach thing? Like towards the end, Ricky was starting to have uh, some stomach issues. He was, yeah. He was pooping his pants a lot. Is right? there a correlation there? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know enough about Trainers? that stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Alden Baker, what you're saying? Yeah, I no, I love Alden, but yeah. I don't know. No. Hey, uh, you got to ask. Maybe him. too much is too much. But I mean, really, like I think Ricky was—he uh, was—he had irritable bowel and he was pooping his pants. I don't think he was in pain. RV, this was a, a pain. You yeah. Know? I mean, this was different. I don't huh. think, as far as I know. 
Okay. But I think it's a little different. But, I, hey, these are questions that, uh, you know, you got to yeah. ask. You got to wonder. Sure. For sure. No doubt about it. Um, coming up here, Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com. Tony Berluti in studio. Daniel Blair will be in later, I hope. And uh, Nick Way, Matt Lemoyne, Adam Entenap, Daniel Blair, like I said, uh, and more coming up. Uh, you know who was also at Toronto? Uh, I don't know. Who? Ross Rollerball-Peterson. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, right. Yeah, he was. Did you spend some time with him? Um, Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I, because yeah. I he heard. He did the Supercross Live thing with Holly. Okay. Then he was brought up in the in the um, uh, stage to be interviewed during oh. the night show. Oh, awesome. And then I, then I hung out with him in the press box for about a half hour, 45 minutes. I guess Holly and Marshall, they went, all went to dinner the yeah, night before. Yeah, Friday night, yeah. Yeah, that was good. Uh, rollerball. Yeah. That's good. First time I'd seen rollerball, probably since I raced against him. Like yeah? In, in 92 or 93. So you've talked to him because you've done it. Oh, yeah, I've, I've talked to him a ton, but seen but him. that's that the first, first time I've seen him, yeah. How'd he look? Good, great. Yeah. yeah. You know, he's had some rough times in his life. That's but, what uh, I've heard, yeah. But he looks great. He's a, he's a, a foreman on like a rig, oil rig thing. That's what I so. heard. Uh, let's get to some calls before we get to uh, Nick Way. Raining yellow. Yay. Hold on. Hey, I, I got a question about bike setup, but I want to say first that uh, that Toronto track was awesome as far as variety of rhythms that could be done. It was pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't know. It's just when you got follow the leader, it kills it. But seeing that, you know, guys doing different rhythms side by side, that's pretty I think that's what Supercross is all about. Well, I, yeah, and, uh, I don't know if I really like their their uh, their split lane that they had, but uh, you know, yeah. You just loved it because the rhythm, uh, your your guy had it dialed. That was the thing to see. I mean, you that, loved it. I know. Uh, <laughs> I got family that's not a fan of the guy. They give me a hard time about it, but even them. Even they said after the race, James is, James is the man. Yeah, it's nothing to do with whether you like him or not. He uh, was amazing. I can't believe they put a poll up on TV. They they put a poll up on the TV show. Is James Stewart one of the greatest of all time? And there was yes and <laughs> no. That was kind of disrespectful. Who voted no? <laughs> Who? That was that was uh, yeah. Even Kevin Windham hinted at like this. This shouldn't even be here. Why are we doing this? Oh, that's I spoke right. I spoke to Windham in the morning, and he's like, "You're not going to believe what they're asking us to do." And he told me about that poll. He goes, and we're supposed to take opposite sides. And I go, yeah, yeah. Good luck with that, K Dub. It's ridiculous, but uh, my, I actually have a question for once. Calling, believe it or not, is uh, you're hearing more and more bike setup, bike setup, bike setup. All I know on my bike is to adjust the clickers in or out. What, what, do, you know, other than tires and and uh, the clickers, what are we talking about here? Perlute. Well, what are we talking about that you're having problems with? Well, not necessarily me. I just, you know, you, Stuart keeps mentioning, you know, you got to nail the setup, nail the setup. You know, I, I, I don't mess with my bike when I ride it. I just ride it, but I'm not. Clearly, I'm not a. There's, there's at a that t- level per se. No, there's a, there's a ton of things you can, you know, offset, um, bar mounts, bar mount height, uh, rebound, compression, uh, rebound and compression in the forks, rebound and compression in the shock. Um, you know that kind of stuff. Uh, chain torque, chain placement, where the chain, where the wheel is in the swing arm. That's how these guys. That's how uh, uh, down to the detail these guys get. But it, most of that though would be dialed in before the season starts, though, right? It's bar mounts, the offset, all that. No offset gets changes here and there. Uh, hard track, tacky dirt. Uh, there are certain yeah. riders that are like James Stewart. Very. There's not a lot, but I'd say less. But um, 
James is always trying to find the better, better, better all the way till race time. And, and, and he might come up with something better. And if not, he goes back to something else. He's a guy that, that feels that he can get his setup better and it's going to make him perform better instead of just working on his ability, which he has, you know, better ability did, than anybody. Did know? the Suzuki guys, the Yosh guys, do they come over and say, hey, we tried this and James likes it? Or can you go over there and say, what did, hey, we're, Brock doesn't like this. So we hey, don't share much. Okay, all right. You yeah. know, at the test track, we do. Yeah, you can't. You know, because you're right days, there with them. But yeah, yeah. yeah none, none of that really transpires. Okay. And we kind of got our own program. There's some stuff on his bike to this day that I think is the wrong wrong direction. But I'm not going to bring it up. He's running the old frame, I believe. Yeah, not, not and it's not that. No, but are you? Do you guys? Uh, no, we okay, don't. Okay, Alessi runs it. James runs it. Yeah, yeah. they like the older frame. I think James needs uh, Tony to swap teams and be James's mechanic. They uh, need to have the greatest and the great. Oh, jeez. Come on. Hey. Uh, <laughs> thank all right. You. Hey, Thanks, God bless. Brock uh, Tickle hopefully heals up. Uh, you Ra- know, raining yellow. Never cool. Well, hold on. Stay on the line here. Yeah. Nate. What's up, guys? Nate, you don't like raining yellow? No, I love raining yellow. I just I oh. want to call and and formally congratulate him. Uh, it's raining yellow is spreading like wildfire. After the race, several people yelled, it's raining yellow. My brother texted me, it's raining yellow. Yeah. It, you know, it, it's going around. Okay. So, I, I, uh, I, I do like to think I, t- I, I should take credit for that, I think. You should. Yeah, I think I started it. Yeah, I that. guess you should. You, you should. started it? I started raining yellow, yeah. You started it, and I spread it. I spread it. I don't, think, I spread it I don't think anybody noticed it until Raining Yellow started just screaming it at the top of his lungs. Well, no, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Raining Yellow on the line here has helped me uh, spread Raining Yellow the saying around. Absolutely. Most You've heard definitely. the Yoshimura behind the scenes deal they got every Monday comes out. Uh, it was the two races I was able to go to. You can hear me in the background saying it's Raining Yellow. Oh, uh, you're into it for sure. All right, thanks. You got any raps going on? Yeah, can you rap about Subway or anything? Uh, I can't freestyle. I got to write it down, but I'll tell you what, next <laughs> Monday I'll be on it. Congratulations <laughs> on your win, Rainy Yellow. Thank yeah. you. All Take right. it easy, you guys. See ya. Uh, all right, Nate, anything else? Nah, that's it. Just uh, hoping and praying Tickle gets better sooner, and yeah, uh, yeah that's about it. Thanks hey, for listening, thank buddy. You very thank much. you. Thanks, guys. All Bye. right, thank you. Hey, if you want to win St. Louis Supercross tickets, Two tickets courtesy of Vortex Racing to St. Louis Supercross. The official bar and sprocket of Tyler Bowers, the official sprocket of James Stewart, who won this weekend. Uh, call in now, 702-586-7857. First two callers are going to play off for, for the chance to win the uh, tickets to St. Louis. First two callers, uh, we will uh, play it off. James, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on, guys? How are you? Good. Have a, Steve, have you seen the TV broadcast yet of the race? Uh, I have and I have not. Yeah, I have I've, some of it. Well, I haven't seen everything. Well, I, I was more or less calling to give mad props to Adam Cintarillo. Yeah, because I like from like on when he saw it on TV when he pops out his shoulder, and the TV you know has the camera on him in the medic area, and you know my buddy's sitting next to me going, he's going to get back on his bike after this. Yeah, and we kind of doubted it, and we were blown away when he did it. Yeah, I saw. Well, I saw it in person. You know what I mean? I was watching. Yeah, him. I mean his first crash in the whoops, he hit his head. He, that, yeah. that did not do his shoulder in. Uh, hit his head, and then from there, he uh, went through the whoops maybe, I don't know, three laps later, and then his shoulder popped out. Yeah, it and was the, and then unbelievable. In, then, he, then they go and put it in, and then he tries to ride, then he pulls off, and then he make, tries to race the night show, and it goes out again. Yeah. 
So, pretty gnarly. Oh, yeah, wicked gnarly. No. Kid's, kid's going to be a champion someday. He is, man. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, he, what he, is, it could happen this year. He, huh? I talked to him today. Uh, he's he went. He's going to see his doctor tomorrow, and they'll know more tomorrow. But I, I bet you he races. I bet you he um, tries he'll, to I race. think he'll try. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's not going to – I think he'll try, and then it's no good he goes. But, you know, he did have – I'm not 100% correct, but I think, I think he had shoulder problems as an amateur. He I, I figured as much. Yeah. Because how I – the reason why I knew that, yeah. or I think that, is he was telling – the asterisks or the AMA guys or whatever when he pulled yeah. off track, how to put how it to, in. How to do it, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, thanks, man. Thanks, Jim. All right, thanks. All right, see you. Uh, two tickets, we got them. We got the players off for St. Louis, but let's get to Dylan. Dylan, what's up, man? Good, how are you? What's happening? Thanks for listening. Um, just had a question. I know it's a long, long way out, but uh, you don't hear the coster say many positive comments about Bubba these days, uh, and I know he's kind of over the designation stuff. Um just want to get y'all's take on maybe possibly, if, you know, him deciding to take Bubba this year. I know it's far-fetched, but what do y'all think about that? Well, I think I think Ryan Villapoto is the best rider in the world, and if he's healthy, Ryan Villapoto goes. Um, I think if James and Ryan Dungey are close, he goes with Ryan Dungey. And if Ryan Dungey gets hurt, he may have to pick James. But he just doesn't feel like he can depend on Stewart. He just doesn't, and Stewart's not a big fan of Roger. Roger told him at the last of nations, hey, don't blow this for us. That was his, according to James's big pep talk. So <laughs> neither, yeah, side, just... neither side's a big sure. fan of each other. But if, if it has to happen, Dungey gets hurt, Filippoto gets hurt, James makes it through the season, and you, I guess you have to pick James if, you know, if certain things happen. I but, mean, I think it's blown out a little. I don't think that Roger has the, the final say on who they get. I don't. Oh, yeah, he does. Come on. He does. But for the There's a lot time, of people I mean, that are so involved with that. Mitch, Mitch, even being one of them. So you, you, you actually think so? I don't know. Yep, I think, I think, he, I think he does. Yeah. Yep, I really All do. Right. And like even Mitch last year, Mitch didn't even go to the Monroe Cross Nations. Yeah, he wasn't really talked, consulted. He wasn't, he wasn't that pumped on it either. That no one really like, hey, Mitch. Well, he didn't have any rider, did he? No, but he still thought he was going to be part consulted of the deal. Or yeah, oh, asked okay. about it. He wasn't. Huh. So treated like a dog will well not a dog in this house though a dog in this house gets treated very well <laughs> that's right but uh yeah we'll see man it's an interesting problem but like you said uh dylan it's a long way off but i mean yeah well it should keep an eye on it for sure i just, i saw two interviews in a row where he talked positive on him i know we hadn't seen that in a long time yeah no absolutely no i uh yeah thanks man uh, last thing before we go kirsten says hey to pookie she's laying beside me uh, okay, yeah, uh, Pookie should be listening downstairs, so uh, trying to get her on later. Thanks, man. All right, see you. Pookie don't listen to this show. Sean. Yeah. Jim. Yeah. Jim, you want St. Louis tickets? Yeah, we go to St. Louis, and all of our friends go there. It's like the hometown race for us. Okay, and uh, Sean, you want tickets for St. Louis? Yep, yep. All right, let's battle this thing out. Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com. These tickets provided by VortexRacing.com. Go to VortexRacing.com and uh, look at their bars, their V3 handlebars, as well as their sprockets on there. And uh, use uh, go to sponsor deals on PulpMechShow.com if you need some bars or sprockets from Vortex because there's a discount for you. All right, guys, how much do you listen to this show? Jim? Uh, a little bit. Way, way too much. Okay. All right, well, because these questions are going to be a little bit about the show. All right? Okay. All right, a little bit about myself, a little bit about the show, a little bit about Tony Berluti. All right? 
First, when you when you know the answer, shout your name out. All right. Best out of three. Best best out of three. First person to two wins. All right. Two. Name two riders that Tony Berluti has wrenched for. Sean. Okay. Yep. Sean, go ahead. Uh, Tedesco and uh, Byrne. Yep, you got it. Okay, Sean went, Sean's got that question. Good one. All right, uh, Jim, you ready? Yep. All right, if, 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 if Sean gets this one, you're, you're, you're going to be in trouble. All right. That's right. Okay, all right. Uh, name two riders that I worked for. Sean. Sean, go ahead. Ferry <laughs> and uh, who's that? That was my problem. I was thinking about the names before I yelled my name. How long do they get? <laughs> 15 seconds. <laughs> Who's the guy you cheat with? That's a tear off. That's a tear off. Sean? You, you, five? Uh, four, I'm on. I, I can't think two. of it. Okay, Jim, do you know two riders who I worked for? Uh. Yeah, I sure do. I know about five of them actually, but I can't. I can't name them. Well, then, wow. you, then you don't. All right. <laughs> other than Tim Perry. Other than Tim Perry. And, okay. Uh, All right. Next question. Right now, our producer is Devin Gibbs. That's his name. Who did Devin Gibbs' job before Devin Gibbs? Sean. Sean. Jim. Sean. Okay. Tits. Tits. What? Yep. Legendary. What was Tits Legendary's real name? Man. All right, Sean, we'll give it to you anyways. You got it. Good man. Good uh, man. Jim, we're really sorry. Hey, hey don't hey. be. That's all right. One second. Hey, Jim could take the tickets. I, I'm going nope. to St. Louis anyway. So. Yeah, so are we, but I'm going to try cool. to find some poor guy that needed them. Well, somebody's getting these tickets. If you guys both have tickets. Just give them to me. <laughs> all right, Sean, stay on the line. We'll give them to you. You can give them away. Thank you, guys. Figure it out. All right, thanks, Sounds Jim. good. Uh, all right, Sean, stay on the line. Thank you. Two tickets courtesy of Vortex Racing for uh, – for the for the uh, for Sean to uh, give away as he sees fit. Uh, line two, Troy. What's up, man? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. What's happening? Hey, I was just curious uh, what the feeling is inside the pits and inside the riders and stuff with the films that Troy Adamitis does. Are they positive? Are they negative? Is he spinning it in the, in the light that they're all okay with and cool with? Yeah, you know, I haven't talked to anybody too much about that, um, really. But I, I I probably should. Um, I like them. I think they're good. Have you, you ever heard anything them. negative? No, I never really heard. Access. I never heard anything. I've never, yeah, heard, never really heard anything too negative. I have heard. I've heard negative from two um, uh, two uh, managers in the pits. Yeah, that told me that Troy's films sometimes seem to portray the sport in a poor light. I mean, I get it. I see what they're saying, but all in all, the things are amazing to me. Yeah, they are. It's just a, yeah. it's just a look at a sacrifice. He does great work. He does. He does. Yeah. Uh, I th- I think the, the overwhelming that the reaction is positive. Yeah. You know. So uh, I do. Uh, I have heard a couple of th- people say that, but uh, you know, those are the people that want the sport to be framed in a you know rainbows and unicorns. Right. Out, well, you're out, into you know? it. They're amazing, don't you? They think? are. Yeah, do, absolutely. Do you enjoy them? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think they're great. Yeah. I think they're great, and I think you got more respect for the guys uh, that he profiles afterwards after you watch it. You're like, yeah. oh, okay. The only thing I didn't like was um, one of the shows last year or whatever, uh, Tommy Hahn was talking about how rough it was and how nobody believed in him. Right. And I know for a fact a team offered him $80,000 to ride for them. You know, all and he stayed and home? He, and, he, and he decided to do his own thing, oh, okay. which is cool. No problem. It's a free world. Do what you want if you want to ride a Honda. You want to have your own sponsors and be successful. That's great. No issues. 
but then don't go on camera right. and say no one wanted me. Everyone forgot about me. Right. Because there was a team with a contract that was saying, we want you, Tommy Hunt. Right. That was the only part I was like, eh, you know. Uh, but that, maybe I they mean, wanted some know, attention. Yeah, I mean, whatever. So, um, all right. Thanks, Troy. Yeah, no problem. Thanks, guys. All right, thanks. You know, that was Troy uh, Adamitis talking about the – or that was Troy on the line talking about Troy Adamitis. I wonder if it was Troy Adamitis calling in I to don't see. think so. No, I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> calling in to be like, hey, how's everybody think of my films? <laughs> Oh. So, all right. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening, and uh, we appreciate it. W Wheels, official wheels of Ken Roxon, Ryan Dungey, and Jimmy Albertson, among others. So most of the top privateers, a lot of the factory teams use W Wheels. Um, they'll build you a set. Talon hubs, um, anything you kite with uh, any kind of rim you want, any kind of color, color combo. If you've got an old scoot and you need refreshing, you need a set of wheels on it, um, they'll do it. They'll build up for some bitching colors, and uh, they'll be stronger and better looking and easier. W Wheels dot com thank those folks for uh coming on the show we really appreciate it so uh you think bogle's gonna win this thing oh absolutely he, he he uh he gets trained by uh robbie renard ah you see the correlation mathis am i sounding like you and tim ferry or what no they just got yeah, a, they got good, a good yeah. a good group down there and when that guy came out as a rookie i was real impressed with him and he's been injured and stuff i mean mm-hmm. I, I i don't know i I would love to also see uh see um So Davalos Davalos is four well. up on Cine Cirillo. Yeah. He is five up on Bogle. Right. And twenty four up on Baggett. Baggett's out of this thing. Yes. Four three rounds left. Yeah, he's out so of it. So I don't I don't know how that's gonna work. Um and Cine Cirillo's hurt. And Bogle's five back. Yeah. So you still like Bogle. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Hey, let me let me ask you this. Yeah. Did you see or hear about that thing that uh, Davalos did in, in practice? I caught the end of it. Unbelievable. I'm surprised they didn't show it on the broadcast. The, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if there was cameras on there or whatever, but. Well, it showed it, it on the big screen. Oh, it did? Okay, So yeah. that filming there doesn't go to Fox? Yeah, I guess not. Yeah, I, I, mean, not. I think it does if they want to. They want to get it. It was pretty amazing. Over the berm and onto Jackson Richardson, who was just sort of idling up to the triple. Did you so you I, saw, you I saw caught the end of it, of it. On, the, on yeah I saw the video in real life or vi- yeah. up on no no up the on big the screen, screen. Up on yeah the screen. so anyway wow Davalos has got like nine lives he's gonna probably right? run out of lives I mean the guy does something like that just about every week I, I and you know and, and, in the, and in the main event he loses his front end like which is so Martin Davalos losing his front end like that he, I just that's why I'm thinking Bogle he looked solid in that main event did you I, watch it oh yeah no, yeah. no I had I mean you know definitely if you want to look at momentum right now it's in the last couple laps he was a little squirrely but he looked yeah. he uh look, I don't know Bogle looks got a, good interesting question for for both of us in the uh, BTO sports Gabbett Gibbs about Bogle and I I want to get your opinion on it because uh he's he's uh He's a bitching guy, a really great rider and stuff, but he did something at the end of the race that I didn't like. Okay. We'll talk about it a little bit. But All right. Um, hold on. So, I'm curious. Yeah, okay, here we go. Did, did the arena cross thing, is it over? Uh, this weekend, I think. Oh, coming up. Yeah, but Bowers has an 18-point lead, though. Okay, yeah, you, yeah. Met, you mentioned yeah. Vortex and Bowers. Yeah. So, yeah. I, was, I, I didn't know if it was over yeah. this week. So, yeah. now he's got a huge point lead after this, this week, huh? Yeah. Uh, AtlasBrace.com. Follow them on social media at, at, at AtlasBrace, Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. They're giving away one brace a month. Uh, they're rotating through all their models and uh, official brace of Ryan Villapoto, Jake Weimer, and many others. Designed and built by a racer, and uh, their, their trade-in program was hugely, massively successful. And I hope you guys took advantage of it. 
but it's over now. And uh, if you want uh, the best stuff out there, best neck brace out there, atlasbrace.com. And they they uh, welcome Nick Way to the show. Nick Way. What up? Mafia Moto Crew. What up, Berloot? Hey, what's happening, Nicholas? Ah, oh, man, sorry to hear about your guy. Yeah, it's a terrible thing. You know, I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. You guys are gnarly. And uh, they're coming from a guy, Nick Way, he suffered a back injury. That's just, what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, you guys are gnarly. Ago. Right. It makes me feel good that Nick's riding as good as he is. Nick, were you laying in the creek when you crashed? No, my bike went in the creek. Oh, I, bike. I, okay. I, I went, you, you did not. I went onto the water truck road. Okay. All right. Yeah, just <laughs> checking on that. Uh, also, welcome to the show, our own uh, Jason Thomas. JT, what's up? What's going on? JT. S- selling fly gear. Mr. 215, what up? <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was cruising back in. That's your bedtime. Um, I actually, I actually was there about 1245. Bedtime, 2.15. <laughs> oh, God. Can you explain? Post-race post, post bedtime, 2.15. Can either one of you explain why I'm the poorest out of us three and I'm springing for a hotel room on Saturday night? Can, can any, any of you guys explain why, it was, why I paid it's for that self-explanatory. room? It's self-explanatory. That's why you're the poorest. Because because I'm too stupid and I pay for rooms. Well, yeah, something like that. I wasn't planning. I wasn't planning on staying at, in a room, but then my uh, mechanic and father decided they needed to leave like right after the race, so I had no. And then I was like, yeah. Then I was going to stay with Hedgy, and then I don't know where he went. I clearly wasn't too concerned, so I wasn't going to stay very long. I didn't think. And then you were standing around. I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to hang out with you guys. Then I didn't realize that JT was staying with you too. Right. I, I just, yeah. Okay. That's how that went. And then why were you freaked out about sharing a bed with JT? And you, just, <laughs> and you decided to sleep in the middle between the two beds. Well, which probably made, it made me a little nervous when you were, like, rolling around because I was kind of in a vulnerable position. If you fell off that bed, it could have been not good for me. Right. So, <laughs> Catastrophic. So that's why you should have yeah, you know what I'm saying? You should have snuggled in with JT, one guy on top of the sheets, one guy underneath the sheets. <laughs> right? Yeah, at that point, it's just like, dude, I really need to think about getting my own room. I was just kind of chilling. <laughs> I was just counting how many times you snored, which is at least a few thousand. You, he's, he's, it's pretty strong, for sure. Um, he's flexing, flexing the door. Well, mm. I'm paying for the room. No one's paying me back, so I can do yep. whatever I want. Speaking of that, our, our, uh, our post-race uh, pizza celebration that was the kickoff to your new healthier lifestyle. Yeah, how's it going? Yeah, how's it going? It seems to be going well so far. Nick's like, you gotta, eat, you gotta eat better. Let's order a pizza. And I'm like, I thought you said I gotta eat better. He's like, this is. No, no, this- I was trying to get room service, and it was like an hour and a half, and you were like, bro, just get pizza. And I'm like, all right, well, just, I'm gonna get it with no cheese then. Yeah, dude. And you're like, who gets like when somebody no stops cheese? drinking, like, they just have a huge bender the night before. You know, that's what I was thinking. Great plan. And I'm like, you know, we'll have, a, we'll have a celebration of the new lifestyle. Well, let's celebrate the healthier lifestyle by eating a pizza right now. Right? Right before bed. We just powered this thing down. The, the line of the night to me was, hey, JT, Nick's going to stay in our room tonight. And Nick's, JT's like, what? You're a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you share a room? <laughs> uh, I, don't have it. I, I didn't get the internet. I'm, I clearly, I'm worried about other things, dude. <laughs> Clearly. Getting sweated about bringing this sham. You turned the internet off on your phone when you went to Canada. There again, you're a millionaire. <laughs> exactly. I'm hoping to be a millionaire well into my 40s. There you go. <laughs> oh, man. I, and, yeah, yeah, it's just comedy. Um, anyways, uh, both of you guys, uh, we're talking about Toronto a little bit. And uh, 
Nick, your Toronto went pretty good. Season high finish for you. Or maybe tied, but I think it was the best finish for you. Um, so that that's yeah, good. Yeah, it went okay. It went okay. I I rode. I was happy with the way I rode. I mean, I would like to finish better, but right. I felt like I rode rode better for sure. Was the track good? I liked the track. I thought it was awesome. But then again, I'm in Canada, so I think everything's awesome. But <laughs> I thought it was good. Yeah, no, I wasn't bad at all. It's uh, right. yeah. I mean, hey. I think, uh, there was obviously some options in that rhythm lane, but it, it was kind of weird. It was like right. you could do some big stuff, but it really wasn't that much better than. I mean, I, I saw. I watched the race on TV yesterday, and I was shocked how much Barsha just messed it up the easy way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Which, I mean, because it got pretty tough to go, because on-off three-whatever was, like, pretty fast, and then, um, obviously, Stewart and some guys were going over that other tabletop, well, which you, were, kind, of, kind of came into play because the off of the tabletop was getting harder. The, the Were you going uh, over the table in practice? Because some guys were, lots of guys, not lots, but lots of guys were doing that. Um, in practice, I just stuck to the the main line, which okay. I thought was going to be the fastest all day, which was on off out of the corner. Okay. And then I didn't even I messed it uh, I messed the rhythm line up a couple times in the semi. Yeah. Getting off the tabletop, and uh-huh. so I think at the beginning of the main, I started doing the over three. And then what uh, what was the deal with the whoops? What made them so tough? Were they just ruddy and like cupped out and soft? Is that kind of like? Yeah, I don't I don't know. It was it was. Uh, they weren't really. They weren't that big. No, but no. they they kind of like you would get. It, I don't know if that double set you up weird. It was like, and I because I saw a lot of guys looked like how I felt like I was just riding the front end to them, and it was like you'd get in like the second or third, fourth whoop, where you would like really get on the gas, and there would be some ruts. So that's kind of like where you would shoot you left or right, typically. You know, where yeah, yeah. not like comfortable. Because so it had it had that going for him. That's for sure. Because JT in the in the main event, whoops were the guys were struggling. Yeah, you had to go to the jump. I'm, I'm a fir- firm believer in that. <laughs> and, yeah. yeah, if you tried to still blitz them, you had no clue where you were going. Right, right. What I saw. Um, Pike was good in them. Man, Pike had them, those things dialed, and I think it was just close your eyes and grab some throttle. He's good at that. Yeah, he was not scared at all. Pretty good. He's there. good at that. <laughs> uh, Mafia Motor Crew, uh, Pulp Crew saves you 20%. Uh, I saw a bunch of guys wearing it this weekend, Nick. Uh, probably probably uh, big fans of yours. I uh, saw some guys walking the concourses with it. So I'm sure they stopped by the truck if they could get in the pits and try to bro you Yeah, down. I mean, re- re- regardless of their they're fans of mine, they're probably just repping their own crew. Yeah, it could be. That's true. Yeah, screw your crew, right? Yeah. Um, right. Uh, hey, Nick, so uh, what RV did, um, not riding practice, have you ever done anything like that, even at a local Baja race? Well, honestly, maybe the first five years of my entire racing career, I missed practice pretty much every time. I don't know if my dad decided he wanted to get to the race late <laughs> or what was going on, but it was okay. pretty normal for me to get my gear on in the truck on the way to the race. And my dad raced at the time, and I saw him race many times with jeans and a pair of work boots on. <laughs> okay, so really, so RV. <laughs> so. Well, I mean, clearly this isn't the same level. I know. but So at a professional event, no, I've never seen anybody ever skip practice line it up. 702-586-7857 if you have a question for Nick Way or JT or the great Tony Berluti. Uh, I understand that uh, you told RV like, hey, so it's a triple out of this turn and I think you can go four here. Is that kind of, You kind of gave him some advice for the night show? Well, I mean, obviously it was one of those things at the beginning where uh, you mean like, you know, I could talk to JT because I trust him and his like, you know, riding over the years like, be like hey, what about this or yeah. that? Because 
obviously it was pretty obvious that the one triple where the, by the tunnel was pretty far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the other, other one was pretty short. And then the finish line is pretty much like you just coast to take off. And then you kind of need to be coached on like, hey, if you want to go on off down that rhythm, I need to go to this side because it's got a better lip on the tabletop or right, whatever. Right. That's kind of. Uh, him and I talked a little bit about that, but yeah, yeah. Obviously, ha- having the semi was helpful for him. Right, right. Uh, yeah, it was impressive. I don't know. And then, of course, uh, 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 Thomas JT JT uh, James Stewart. That was. Did you think he was going to win? I, I I thought, I thought after that start, JT after the start, I'm like, he's yeah, there. He goes he's not going to win this. I, I really didn't think so. I really didn't think so either because I didn't think he was overly impressive in his heat race either you know he so i, I didn't i thought that kind of came out of nowhere you right, know right he had some really good laps in practice but yeah. i didn't know i did not see that coming at all just because i hadn't seen that really from him all day other than just flashes of brilliance here and there but not consistent laps like that just you know he was a lot better than everybody once he got going so yeah. no i didn't see that coming. well and I, and I knew he was gonna like because i had seen some video i had Wes has a video of him doing that rhythm, like the rhythm lane we talked about, the long yeah. lane, where you, you could do it a few different ways. Right. And uh, I had been behind somebody who had gone over three on the tabletop you know, or over the tabletop yeah. three or whatever. And uh, it wasn't really, it wasn't even faster, I didn't think. But then compared to if you raced the on-off. But then, so I had, uh, I had video James specifically. Yeah. I had him, I timed it like three different ways in which he had, on that, uh-huh. and I was, and obviously I got the section before where you go across the start and there's those four rollers and then the three two and yeah he was really impressive right there so I mean <laughs> I figured he's gonna be yeah. I figured he was because even just in that section from the corner after the finish line to the next corner he was had to have been a second close to a second faster than anybody right there well we you know lots of people are going to talk about the three three Berluti before the, the before the uh, finish mm-hmm. and or no uh, after the finish. Yeah, after the, the finish. For the finish, a lot of people are going to talk about that rhythm section uh, and the going over the, all the way over the table that a lot of guys weren't doing. But to me, whatever he was doing in that roller section, tap tap tap, mm-hmm. and then three, that was that was insane. Well, I, I don't want to yeah. dis I don't want to discredit Barsha. I don't want to discredit Roxon. Yeah, but those guys were struggling. They yeah. were out front struggling. I, I the point I'm making, mm-hmm. those guys didn't get a real breakaway and get away. You know. Yeah. I agree that Stewart was on it, but Stewart was superior than anybody that night because those front runners really weren't, I don't think, going that fast. Well, Roxton went from first to fifth. That was weird. Yeah. You so, don't expect that. Did you hear yeah. anything about that? He said after the race that his legs got tired. Okay. He thought he might have did too much work during the week or something. That's but possible. But his legs got tired. So, and then Barsha. Well, I, saw, I, I thought the same thing for Luke because I, when I watched the race back, I saw, you know, what they're talking about. There's a bunch of different ways to do that rhythm win, and I said that I was – pretty confident that going on off three was the most consistent and it was if anything it was like a wheel slower than going over four right and uh i, I watched on tv and barsha went to go on off and he clipped it off and didn't and then end up doubling the whole section probably seven times yeah that's what i was gonna <laughs> say I, I i saw it quite a few times that he screwed the yeah, whole thing I mean, up. literally it was probably seven times and he yeah. cased it the one time really yeah. hard so just Berlut James sucks. Is that not 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 at all? He was <laughs> just kidding. he I'm was kidding. just so far. Yeah, I mean, so where he started from? Yeah. It's not like at the beginning of the season when you had Reed, when you had some guys that that had yeah, a breakaway. RV at hundred percent. Chad and, out there, right? 
And Dungy's not really killing it either right now. I don't know what the deal is there, you know? Yeah, he's solid. He's you know, solid. But yeah. But yeah. Basically, he's... And, uh, and to be honest, when I saw when I saw the 3-3 three, three before the finish line on tape, yeah. I was, like, embarrassed that I didn't hit it. <laughs> because Stewart would come out of the corner, and he would hit it so slow because he was obviously wanting to hit it in first gear. Yeah, he lined up, to get, right? Yeah. To get the pop. Yeah, yep. so he would, like, hit the corner so slow, and then just be like, Bleh! so he would obviously wind out in first. Yeah. So, because to me, like on track walk and whatever, it looked far. And then once you got riding, to go two three wasn't was super easy. But like the three had gnarly ruts. So like you know you're looking was like well, it's hard to it's hard to one of those things that like maybe you over jump the double into the face of the three to time it. It's like yeah right when you're jumping into ruts. Mm-hmm. Well, that's sketch. But once I saw on, once I saw on TV how slow Stewart hit it, I was. I was embarrassed that I didn't. <laughs> yeah, Bright- Brayton and Stewart were the only guys I saw do it. Did JT? Did you see anybody else? No, those are only two. Yeah, that's all. That's the only guys I saw doing it. Um, Ken, what's up, man? You got some questions about a new bike setup? Yeah, I was just wondering what the riders would recommend doing first as far as suspension, like trying it out. I mean, I'm nowhere near anything like we were watching this weekend. But uh, uh, when you yeah, on set. a new bike, I don't know. It's just kind of nervous, just hitting jumps and whoops and all. And Racetech.com. Racetech.com, Ken. They'll dial you in. Are you, like, super heavy or super light? For I mean, are you, are you what kind of weight are you in here? Uh, I'm, I'm, like, around 175. And what kind so, of bike uh, you got? I got a new YZ450. Ah, you're probably dialed for spring right, wouldn't you think, Nick? Yeah, you'd have seen. Yeah. You, you probably so it's pretty, pretty close. Yeah, pretty close from there. You want to get your oil changed. The stock oil isn't great. So you'd want to get your oil changed after not too much time on the bike, racetech.com. And uh, you'd want to uh, grease your linkage. That's a Yamaha. Why are we asking, why are we asking you? We've got the expert in studio. He's doing pretty good. A little, you moonlighted a little bit. As a <laughs> moonlighted? But you're, I took riders you're to the top. Out, you're cut out to be media. Ber- Berluti and I took riders to the top. That's what we did. We're winners. <laughs> Well, that's why I called. I already did the greasing of everything up. I took it all apart, greased everything, put it all together. Now I'm just trying to get it dialed in and just wondering what's the best way to start out, um, making sure it's, you know, kind of neutral there before I end up on my Well, seeing how, you, seeing how you took everything apart, though, you should probably check your torque specs as to how you put it back together because you could be affecting the way that she's handling right off the gate. Tell them, Luke. Okay. Yeah, and, and, and for sure make sure that you got – your sag set right you you've obviously done that right yeah 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 well you're you it sounds yep. like you're doing you're starting out the right direction yeah don't just but I, I don't just get a lot of stuff. differing ideas are you from a sag cold weather region <laughs> no florida oh really <laughs> yeah uh-huh. are you going to croon pretty, is that, is that where you're pretty going? thorough with your setup i'm i'm, I'm into it <laughs> Can can don't That's just awesome. don't you should just, make some crazy changes ASAP. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then if that doesn't work, go the opposite direction all the way. <laughs> no matter how you how you feel on the day, it's got to be something with the bike. So just change, when in doubt, change something. <laughs> Absolutely, Ken. It is always the bike's fault. That is that's one lesson number one for Nick Way. Lesson number two is refer to lesson number one. Um, well, congratulations, Nick, on all, getting close to that top ten. You'll get there soon. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, thanks. I'm trying hard. Uh, hey, Ken, and don't don't tighten down like Nick said. Uh, don't tighten down the fork uh, bolts with just you know. Don't just reef on them. Use your use your torque wrench. Get a good torque wrench. Look at the torque. Right, specs. I did that. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you, you got, you're on it, bro. So I'm trying. You know I'm what actually? Do it right. You know what actually changes how the how we handles quite a bit is the pivot bolt torque. Tell him, Luke. 
Yeah, I don't on, on that. I'd about fifty pounds. That's the, that's the cow. That's the Suzuki spec. The Cowie spec is seventy two, which is holy smoke. That's tight as that's super tight. Right. Yeah. Don't snap. How it about off. me knowing the Suzuki spec and not having ridden a Suzuki? <laughs> oh yeah, you have. <laughs> well, I know, but not. I didn't even pay attention because you know you were helping me. I didn't. I wasn't paying attention to the torque spec at the time. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Okay, well, torque specs are really important, so thanks, make sure that thanks, all your torque's good, for sure. Uh, yeah, thanks, Ken. Thanks for calling. Nick, there's a possible rumors that Toronto is going away next year. Are, would, are you going to miss it? Did you like going up it? I mean, was it going to Canada a pain in the ass? Did you? Well, I mean, obviously going to Canada is a bit of a pain after – I never thought that it was, but then now that I you know brought my own truck there and – need to fill out the manifest and all this other stuff, and it obviously turned into a little bit more of a headache than I ever thought by just going there being a rider. Mm-hmm. Uh, but obviously being from Michigan and it not being so far away, obviously I would like to, you know, I, I would like to go back. Um, yeah. But, I mean, I understand if, you know, they want to change venues or JT, don't you think that it's, it's the race of the year? I do. Uh, I'm not going to go that far. I, I like it, though. I do like it. Berlute? Um I like going up there once you get up there. Getting out of there is a pain in the ass. The new system they have is no quicker. To me, it's slower. The scanning of the passport? Yeah, that, all that shit. That ain't that didn't work. I got Nexus. So You got what? Nexus. Oh, yeah? The global entry. Yeah, Nexus. global entry oh, wow. thing. Yeah, I just go right on through. Pretty much like a baller status. Yeah, okay. Uh, you're pretty. You're pretty recognizable, anyways. Uh, question for you, Nick. You're like the only dude. You're like the only dude going to the U.S. with a maple leaf shirt on. Yeah, it's like it's <laughs> excellent point. Uh, he's got poutine on his shirt. Poutine uh, stain. He's good. Hey, Clearly, sir. he's Canadian. JT, you just refused to try my poutine on Friday. Just would not even try. Hey, he, it. hey, he's just bummed he didn't come back to the hotel with poutine on his pants. You know what I'm saying? These colors don't run. I said, JT, just try this Putin. Try it on Friday. What the hell? No is way, it? man. No way. What as, is he, it? as he dumps a bottle of ketchup on his fries. What's Putin? It's French fries, gravy, and cheese curds. Wow, so good. Yeah. Oh, so good. Hey, speaking of cheese, speaking of cheese curds, heart attack in a bottle. All, I was super, super early in the morning. I was leaving. I almost took your your fake Cheetos. You better not have. I would. I, I was going to take your. Are those things called cheesies or something? Uh, this new healthy lifestyle. <laughs> like, this new healthy lifestyle is kicking off with me stealing your cheesy. I guarantee oh. you, I would have heard the crinkle of the bag, and that would have been it. I would have... Like Chester Cheetah. There's no way you would have got. You would no way you would have made it out of that hotel room alive. I'm like, bro, what are these? They're like, why are you getting Cheetos in Canada? Those aren't like Cheetos. They're next level Cheetos right there. I'm like, well, the value pack of 16, you really need those? They don't got them in the U.S., bro. They don't don't have them in the U.S. They're the best Cheetos out there, and I can only get them when I go to Canada. Berlude, I'll give you some on a commercial break. All right. You can try them out. You're lucky you didn't get a VIP brought you some. Yeah, JT's VIP brought me some uh, one week. Yep, Anaheim. Hawkins Cheesies. All right, uh, question for Nick from Denny. Danny, what's your question for Nick Way? Hey, what's going on? It's actually Benny from Utah, but oh. it's cool. Guard your grill, son. Uh, <laughs> what's up, NYK? Guard that grill, okay. dog. What's happening? Hey, I just want to ask you um, yeah, what, what your plans are post-race career. I know you're probably just going to stick with the Moto Mafia casual wear thing, but you're planning on just doing that and that only. If you're planning on sticking around in Southern California or maybe moving – Back to D. Witt. 
I'm planning on just bawling uncontrollably, but I'm just trying to figure out the means in which I can. Don't make cry that. about it. Yeah, um, listen, Nick Way, you're going to ball uncontrollably, but you won't pay for a hotel room on a Saturday night. I thought Dude, you meant cry about what? it, like bawling. Oh. oh. No, no, I'm bawling, like killing it in general. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Bawling, but I just don't know how I'm going to do that yet. Let's uh, let's make the poor media guy pay for the room, though, whatever you do. You can you could run with uh, Mathis's plan you unleashed on me on the weekend about how we're going to get rich. Oh, yeah, tell him, JT. Oh, tell him. Something. Yeah, this is Mathis's master plan. I, I said... We just need to invent something. <laughs> <laughs> that's it and there's that's that. the whole plan the I, and i'm widget. still waiting for the that, ball to drop that's, like, that's, fill me in that's number one uh number two is still yet to be determined but that's okay. the first step right you keep per, me posted right prelude that's right you got something we can invent prelude i'm working on it what do you got no i know if i come up with it i'll i'll fill you in on it look at some jim hale took janky gloves and made eight Bajillion dollars. There's a lot more. Can to I tell it you that. what you didn't do, Mathis? Marketing. Capitalize on this radiator lowering deal. He just went ahead and gave it to Dubok. Ah, oh, tell me about it, right? You know, I mean, you are a bit of an inventor yourself. Thank you, thank you. I believe I signed something that said anything I uh, invent at Yamaha was in Yamaha's property, though. I, I don't think I could have took that, but I did. Uh, yeah. Speaking of inventing something, Berlu, you still make those things that the, the transponders look to? No, they changed the bracket, and so when I add some the, the the actual bracket that the transponder goes to, it's it's different. And I after that, I just let it go. Yeah, I saw the one uh, I saw this weekend that Chad has one that's like a billet little thing that goes off his clamp. Have you, have you seen that one? No, we run a, a carbon one, but it, it, that sounds bitching. I like the carbon yeah. fiber because it doesn't the harmonics. I've seen I've seen the other ones break. Some really? of the stuff break. Oh. Yeah, uh-huh. hey, Benny, thanks, man. Thanks, Benny. Who's Traveler has to play harmonics himself. Uh, <laughs> Brody, we got him. Yeah, because I, I did, I did notice yours. I did uh, notice yours because I thought that like you were maybe making it still. No, and, and, uh, I was, I was like, well, because I was trying to figure out how to make one work for mine because you're you're bolted on the other side of the clamp or something. Oh, that that's I'm, right. Could, do you run the uh, Pro Circuit clamp? Yeah. Well, pr- what's Pro Circuit use on their bikes? Uh, I don't even know. I think they might actually zip tie them right to, the, zip to you or whatever. It was a great radio. You two guys talking about brackets for transponders. Great, <laughs> great radio. Okay, well. Hey, uh, who was more impressive this weekend, JT? James Stewart or Ryan Villapoto? Uh, I'm going to go with Stewart. I think, I think Villapoto manned up and did what he had to do to win this title. Yeah. But if you want to just talk about impressive, I'm going to go with Stewart because – I haven't seen him just step to the plate and, and kind of show everybody what he's capable of like that in a long time. Nick, who was more impressive, James Stewart or Ryan I'll agree with, I'll agree with JT because um, obviously Villapoto is a three-time champ, and a lot of these tracks are pretty cookie-cutter to us experts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't, And obviously having the semi, I don't think it's a that big a deal. Uh, as far as like missing practice, but obviously, you know, no one knows exactly how he was feeling. But um, yeah, I told the Cali guys, I said, I don't know why you guys are stressing so much. He, if he can race, he'll he should be able to get round top five. <laughs> if he makes it, he'll be top five, right? Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know. I mean, right. So. Yeah, watching him in the main event, he actually went at uh, 
went at Pike, and I think he got him back, didn't he? Uh, did Pike ever get in front of him? But he was he, he, yeah, Pike was ahead of him, but yeah, he, he got him back. He was attacking guys. You know what I mean? Like he wasn't just going backwards or anything. He was racing and and going and attacking guys. So the beginning, know? he dropped back, and then did, towards yeah. the end, he, he was picking him back to, off, like, get a second wind or whatever. Yeah, you think you can see how weak he was in the whoops, though. He was way off the pace in the whoops. But everywhere else, he was he was pretty decent. Oh, you think you think yeah, you, you think you would have been faster, JT? No, of course not. I, I, I can I'm barely kickstart a motorcycle these days. But you could just see that his weakness, like from being in the hospital all day, you could just tell he he, he didn't want any part of those whoops, really. Yeah. So. No, I was just being a typical internet chat room douchebag guy. Like you. Think no, I, I'm well, pretty and, sure that I've made really, it very clear really, that like, I can't I do so, much. Well, having the uh, having having like uh, the respect, obviously for RV got to doubt was good, but I think just. Uh, there was some stuff out there that Steve was doing that was just impressive. Yeah. Just basically that, like like we talked about that lane after the triple where you 180 come back and there's those four rollers and he was wheel tapping two of them and hitting that section like doing like 40 miles an hour where everyone else was doing like 15. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that was, was that was one, that was one of them and then right. obviously he was murdering those whoops. Yeah. You uh, think we're gonna see that the rest of the the rest of the season? If they bring well, that same track, maybe. No, come on. <laughs> no, I agree. I agree with you because there's just those there's those spots where you carry that much speed where like you know the rollers that was that was actually that was a big that was a big part of it. Uh, last call I mean, I, for Nick Way and JT. Uh, Jeff, what's happening? Yo, uh, Jeff here from uh, Canada. Oh, Jeff from Canada. What's, what's up? up? What's up, Jeff? Canada? Eh? Uh, Do you have any yeah, poutine Jeff, tonight? Uh, Jeff, you have any poutine? Uh, at all? N- no, no poutine. No, no. Maybe a little poon tang later. What about the cheesies deal? <laughs> Jeff, you know what I'm talking about with the cheesies? Hawkins cheesies? Uh, you, you guys make fun of Canada, but uh, it's not all poutine and beers up here. Should be. Oh, I love Canada. I you guys are doing something wrong, man. Oil rigs. Matt so, just thinks it's all about poutine and cheesies. That's it. Listen to this. I got a little inside scoop on the Villapoto thing. Okay. All the way up here in the Northland. It, um, is it... It might not be a stomach deal. I got a little inside scoop that it may be a knee problem. What do you think? Why, if it is a knee problem, why would he mm-hmm. not just tell it's my knee and I have a knee problem? Uh, not sure. A lot of mind games going on in Supercross. Mm. What do you think? I need to, I need to start playing some Jedi mind tricks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had a Jedi mind trip on, on JT. I said, we need to invent something. And then I was trying to be vague about it. So he would tell me his invention. <laughs> and then I would go, exactly. But he didn't. These are not well, like, the droids like you're the, looking I like for. The car, I like Move the carbon along. fiber, uh, carbon fiber, whatever mount brackets instead of the aluminum ones. That's a good idea. Yeah, Berlut made them. No, but Jeff, honestly, I mean, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Like, I have no reason to doubt what the word was. It wasn't food poisoning, from what I gather. It was something sort of stomach painish. But I don't know why, if it was his knee, why he would, um, you know, why he wouldn't um, just say, "Yeah, my knee hurts," and you know, I'm looking after it, and I got a knee problem. Like, I don't. Nobody's going to target his knee. They, these things aren't uh, fighter jets out there. So yeah, you know, yeah, we yeah. saw we saw him have a knee problem after Glen Helen going into Hangtown in 2010. Yeah. And was it 2010? 2009? 2009? Yeah. Uh, and he he just you know he basically he didn't hide it. He was at dinner the night before, limping around and tried yeah. to ride, but he couldn't. So. I don't think he would have hidden it the same is, way. Uh, that ride, that ride that uh, that Stu did, that would uh, that reminded me of MC back in the day, just making yeah. just making fools of everybody else. A young Nick Way came uh, to mind from my mind, Jeff. <laughs> All right, thanks, buddy. Nick, 
Right on. Thank you. Last call. I know I said that was the last call, but Nash. Gentlemen. Gentlemen. Nash. What's going long on? Time. Yeah, long time for Nash. Eh, I've been MIA making it happen, but that's all right. I'm back. Okay. Nick Way, I got a good question for you. All right, my man. You ready? You badass moto pimp. All, right. all right. Give me the top two things that you like about this Cowie that you're riding now. Uh, access to the Cowie track. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, help with some parts. It's like a buy one get one. You get to walk through the Cowie truck. I'll take one of these. No, no. Thing. I mean, I mean. Obviously, I've ridden Cowie a, a bunch in the past, and I know the bike pretty well. And it has it has good power, sure, and it, it it's super stable. He's in that. I don't know who's in the Cowie truck more, Nash, Cincerolo or Nick Way. It's a tie. Mm, I like that. Seriously, poking around, sniffing around. Oh I like that. God, he's got hey, a hey. he's got a sandwich in his hand. Usually, he's got a banana. He's uh, looking at film or times, and then he's out. He's he's got a second. It's like a second home. I, I love it. Now, 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 listen. You you all are taking me back on memory lane. Nick Way, how many times did did Mathis try to drive across the border to get some of these Cheetos that he keeps talking about when he was your mechanic? Um, to be honest with you, I didn't even know about it when Big Nasty and and Mathis and I took a trip when was when I rode KTM that time. We went to Santa Lee, the oh eight. Yeah, oh eight. And then he, he was talking about poutine and all this stuff, and I'd never even heard of this stuff. No. He's talking uh, about, and he's talking about mixing two-stroke oil, a little yeah. bit of this, a little bit of that. I knew what I was doing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he knew what he was doing. He was just basically playing. He was but he was trying to bomb me up on purpose. But I'll tell you what. Nick, I, was, I was thinking he wasn't as experienced as he as he was because, he, <laughs> you know, he's not that guy. He's not the personality type who's going to tell you how awesome he is, right? I didn't know. He's pretty humble. Uh, pretty humble. Yeah, no, humble, humble Steve. They call me Humble Steve. <laughs> humble humble uh, Steve, definitely. Nash, Nash, it wasn't as gnarly as uh, when I worked for Nick. We were driving to a national, um, and JT was also riding in Michigan at the time. And JT borrowed my Ford van with Canadian plates on it <laughs> and a bike and drove to the national. And he used Canada. He cut across Canada to save some time going to yeah. New York. And Who wouldn't? So he pulls in the border. In a, with a Canadian license plate, he's an American. The bike in the back is not his, and they just let oh, him boy. through. I don't even know hey. how that happened. Well, they knew it was your yeah. truck, bro. Well, that's, that, that's what I was saying about Toronto for me. It's not, like, that big a deal, like, going across the border. Because, like, I, when I first started racing, this was obviously pre-9-11 when the security got way tighter. But when uh, when I first started racing professional and whatever, like, my parents would always come, or we would drive or whatever when my dad got out of work or whatever. And, uh... Like we would go, we would go across Canada every time, whether it was Binghamton or somewhere on the East Coast, like Bud's Creek or something, because that was like was quicker, quicker than going go. south. Uh, How much time do you save doing that? Seriously, I don't know, but JT uh, was was bringing an illegal vehicle, illegal bike, and everything just to save time. Yeah, no title for my bike, no nothing. No. Hey, you don't need that. You're a baller, JT. Hey, one, Wait, honestly, yeah, he's a, he's I, honestly, rapper. I had probably had like a wife beater on. Uh, some kind of board shorts and flip flops, knowing me at the time. This was pre Mohawk. And though. Mohawk would yeah, they're probably like this idiot can't be doing anything wrong. He can't be this dumb. Like there's no way you would try to pull this off. I was like, if I get my Mohawk, van back, Mohawk would have got him flagged. Yeah, if I if I get my van back after that, I was like just gonna be thankful that it wasn't seized. It, it had it. have been a lot easier. One, one though, final huh? question. Yeah. yeah. Nick Way, what's the odds you you know bring it, bring it back home to race the champions one day? You know, giving the crowd a thrill. No, oh, jeez. Nah. Giving a crowd a throw, brother. Come on. Do they pay start money? If you do it, Weege has the flag at it, too. <laughs> oh, my God. That is Weege. my dream. Nick way out on the track. Weege flagging the flagpole double. I always had a good time there. That place was cool. 
That place is. I can cool. get out there and go lap down just for old time's sake. <laughs> yeah, dude, JT, why not, man? It'd be awesome. Timmy dominated. Be awesome. Timmy dominated there a few times. That's right, Mathis. He loved it there. Uh, they all love it there. Nash, thanks. Cheers. Have fun. All right, gentlemen, we, uh, have, to, we have to run. MafiaMotoCrew.com. Pulp Crew saves you 20%. Uh, get it and, uh, and be super sick. Um, and uh, thanks, Nick Way and uh, JT. We'll get you back on um, after our next set of guests. Thanks, guys. Please yeah. never hit me with that plug again about you get it and you'll be sick. That's just that plug is out. Okay. Yeah, I'm just pulling sponsorship right now. <laughs> what? Please tell me what to say then. I'm just trying to fit in with the kids. You just pulled sponsorship right now. Uh oh. I think they both hung, up, hung up. I hung up on one or both. Nick Way and JT on the show. All right, we'll take our first commercial break of the night. Coming back with Matt Lemoyne, third place for Matt Lemoyne. And uh, Adam Entenapp will be on, more Jason Thomas, and uh, much, much more on the Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com. Stick around. Mafia Moto Crew is an apparel brand based on the behind-the-scenes grit it takes to be a motocrosser. There is a long line of MX racers since the late 70s dubbed the Mafia. They were the baddest of the bad. Mafia riders had no problem riding and racing in the worst of weather conditions. Most of the time, they rode on worn-out equipment without receiving the exposure or respect they deserve nationwide. When it came down to it, Mafia riders were some of the strongest riders and many reached the top level of the sport. This no-quit attitude and determination has made the Mafia a crew of respected standouts. Mafia riders were notorious for undermining authority and they always stuck together. That is what the Mafia Moto Crew strives to uphold today. Rep your crew by placing your order at MafiaMotoCrew.com today and enter discount code PULPCREW at checkout. Rep your crew. The Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. us. We at BTO Sports want to give that to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code Pulp MX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Check, check. Mic check. Privateer proven. When riders choose, they choose Race Tech. Supporting the world's fastest racers. Providing factory level products, support, and service to the everyday rider. Supporting riders like Michael Lieb, Vince Freeze, Chris Blows, Cody Gilmore, and the Motosport.com Spine Chillers Arena Cross team of Nathan Skaggs, Mike McDade, Willie Browning, and more. Join the Racetech team by applying for rider support at Racetech.com. 
Use the Pulp MX code to save 20% at Racetech.com. Racetech. NFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From Nerf Steps and lighting accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and bed access models, NFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. What makes an Atlas brace unlike anything else? It could be that the unique design sits around your spine and sternum. It might be the carefully engineered flexibility, or because of the adaptive response to natural body movement, or it's that they are easily adjustable in both height and length, or maybe it's because they're available for people of any age, size, and height. Perhaps it's because they are the choice of champions like Jake Weimer and Ryan Villapoto. But maybe it's simply because when you ride, you like to dress for the occasion. Whatever the reason is, there's Atlas, and then there's everything else. For 2014, X-Brand has taken a definitive step forward. With our new Volcano, Phantom, and Limited line, our style now mirrors our unmatched performance in terms of comfort and clarity in all conditions. We've added to our crop of top athletes including Mafia Moto Cruise Enforcer, Nick Way. Also, Crossland Racing's top Jimmy Albertson. Why spend more for a name when you can save money, look great, and enjoy elite optical performance? We offer a complete line of laminates, lenses, nose guards, and zip-offs, so head to your dealer today and demand X-Brand. You can also order direct at eksbrand.com, and Pulp MX Show listeners can enter Pulp Show 14 to save 30% today. Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connection's proving ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and Fasco products too. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Visit them on the web at W www.worksconnection.com and use the keyword PULPMX for 20% off your order or visit your local outlet and check out the new lineup of products for 2013. 
2013, Tech One Designs is back and better than ever with a new and improved website, new products, prices, and more. At Tech One Designs, we are now offering helmet wraps, GoPro wraps, smartphone wraps, and neck brace decal kits. Either pick from one of our present designs and add your colors, logos, name, and more, or design your own. You dream it, we'll make it. As a devoted supporter of the Pulbamex show and its listeners, we want to show our support by offering a 20% discount on your next order. So go to techonedesigns.com now and enter the discount code PULPMX20 at checkout to save money today. In 1973, Don Emler started FMF in his Hawthorne, California garage. 38 years later, that garage is a 90,000-square-foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility where, proudly, everything is still produced 100% under one roof using only the best American material. The only thing more important to us at FMF than winning is our customers. So here's a big thanks to our fellow riders for giving us the 2010 Reader's Choice Award in every major U.S. motorcycle publication. It's the passion that drives us, so thanks for making us number one. FMF, built in the USA, proven on the track. Is your bike missing that final piece of the puzzle? Does it feel like you're just coming up a little short? Can your bike use more power? It's easy to get noticeable power gains throughout the entire RPM range with the Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil. Install one now and you're set for the tracker trail. What this innovative product does is increase the energy at your spark plug gap, which allows more energy to be released in your combustion event. Besides the power increases, you'll get better starting, quicker throttle response, and then expect to be impressed. The Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil is available for two and four strokes, as well as vintage machines. Used by Michael Lessie in Supercross, Matt Lemoyne, Gary Semix, and other top riders. Black Ops Moto is happy to provide the Pulp MX Show listeners a 15% discount off their order if they call in and mention Pulp MX. Dealers and distributors are also welcome. Check us out at blackopsmoto.com and like us on Facebook. Learn what others have discovered and feel the instant improvement for your bike. Listeners, it's time we talk about your underwear. Free Gun Underwear. Based down the road from Pulp Studios, Free Gun is the underwear for racers. Free Gun is worn by Mike Alisi, Ashley Fiolek, Albertson, Blows, and a host of other action sports athletes. Why Free Gun? It's made of 92% polyester and 8% elastine, which means unlike your old school Homer Simpson cotton underwear, Free Gun wicks away any moisture to stay dry throughout the day. Comfort. From cross-training to racing, Free Gun becomes part of your program the first time you put them on. And style. Construction, prints, and a wide band to let you show your true colors. If you ride, if you train, if you sweat, upgrade to Free Gun. Don't be a homer. Wear Free Gun underwear. Tired of wearing the same old moto hoodies and tees as everybody else? It's time to check out the Moto Company for something different. All shirts and hoodies are top quality heavyweight cotton at affordable prices. All orders over $75 get free shipping. You've got the gear for the track. Now show your passion off the track with t-shirts, hoodies, and hats from the Moto Company. MotoCompany.com Vortex Racing, the leader in top quality racing components for over 15 years, is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show. 
All Vortex racing products are made with the best materials and the tightest tolerances. All because Vortex Racing is owned and operated by guys just like you. Enthusiasts and riders that demand the best. We have over 1,000 different gear choices to suit your needs and track conditions. All sprockets are cut from 7075T6 aluminum and come in an assortment of colors. Want something even stronger? Check out our full line of laser-cut steel sprockets. Besides sprockets, Vortex offers V3 oversized motocross handlebars that are 29% stronger than the competition. With years of research into these bars and top riders like Arena Cross champion Tyler Bowers putting their trust in them. You know these bars can take the abuse you'll give them. Remember, there's a reason champions choose Vortex. So the question is simple. Do you want to join the ranks of James Stewart and FMX legend Ronnie Renner? Choose Vortex. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com. All Pop MX listeners are getting hooked up with a discount on any Vortex Racing product. Just email Jake at VortexRacing.com with the promo code PULP2014 or call him at 800-440-3559, extension 222. See you on the track. everybody. Paul Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com. Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension, X-Brand Goggles, Atlas Neck Braces, Vortex Racing, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts, Free Gun Underwear, Works Connection, a Cherubis, a Cherubis Plastic, everybody. 40 years making the best stuff out there. The world leader in aftermarket replica plastics and accessories. A Cherubis offers everything from replacement replica plastic kits to a wide variety of high-quality products. Roxon, Dungey, Villapoto, Reed, they all use a Cherubis. www.acherubis.com. Find them on Twitter and Instagram at a Cherubis USA for some of the best photos out there that James Lissamore takes. Uh, and uh, so welcome back to the show. Nick Way. Yo, I'm here. We, we, we were supposed to do some stuff with you for uh, X-Brand Goggle Tear-Offs, and Moser made you questions. He's very upset. We have to run through some X-Brand Goggle Tear-Off segments with you. Hey, I got a secret for you. I'm talking on the phone is not uh, the only thing I'm doing today. <laughs> That's about it. I like it. Uh, and please continue to not do any other MX radio shows. Please. I like that contract we have. Exclusive. Uh, I'm kidding. I'm joking. Uh-huh. Um, oh, I do. I would like to retract my smart-ass statement I said about Kawasaki. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, because I was asking, you know, like, a couple things why I ride a Kawasaki, and then I, you know, I said some not-so-serious stuff about 
stuff that they do to help me. But uh, I do like the bike. All the bikes are very good all around. We, we, I, I feel we, like we all know you're joking. Uh, you're Nick Way. But the but the cow but the Kawasaki. I I, I do like it. It, it uh, it's a good bike. They I, they actually. If you want to know the real reason why I ride a Kawasaki, is they helped me out as an amateur for like years and years and years and years, and obviously through my beginning part of my pro career. And I appreciate their help. And honestly, at this point, I don't expect to get like nine free bikes and twenty thousand in parts. So, you know, I do get some help from Kawasaki, and I appreciate it. And but most of all, I'm using Kawasaki because you know they had my back for years. Berluti, no there one, no one took him seriously. I, I, I didn't take you serious at all. I, I, I actually liked your humor there. I thought it was funny as fuck. Yeah, I, I'd rather just stick with they let you ride the track. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I know, but you know what I'm saying. Like, I, I mean, know. I'm pretty, I'm, a, I'm a pretty appreciative dude. Like, I know. I yeah, know. but I think people yeah. know you've been riding it. You know, since you've been privateer these last few years. You know, it's yeah. a, and it is a good product. Yeah. And how's the X brand goggles working? Terrific. You got your new case this weekend. You're very excited about that. Because I think yeah, X brand. Honestly. I was thinking about it. X-Brand goggles are so good that Mathis can't mess them up. <laughs> what a slogan. We're going to put that in the ad. Seriously. Right. Seriously. Right. Honestly. Like, if I'm, like, if I'm like going to make some goggles, I'm thinking, like, who's the last dude that want to be the goggle guy? No, no disrespect, Steve, but it'd probably be you. Stop and it. I've had, I've had no problem. Okay. And, uh, honestly, X-Brand goggles are so good. Mathis can't mess them up. X-Brand.com. E-K-S-Brand.com. Pulp Show 14 saves you 30%. All right. Our friend Moser wrote these questions for you. Uh, we're going to do these later with Berluti and JT and myself. But for now, before we get to Matt LeMoyne, Devin Gibbs, what are Nick Way's questions? All right. Hey, speaking of Matt LeMoyne, props to him. Yeah. I was so he had a good weekend. He's yeah, a good I rider. and I'll, that's, cool, that's cool to see a privateer, especially in the lights class, because, you know, I know it takes a lot of engine work and yeah. maintenance and what compete. So that's, that's sick. Not only is he a good rider, he's a really cool guy. So we're happy to have him. All right. All right. Uh, Nick. How much money were you willing to spend on a Saturday night for a room? Clearly nothing. Uh, yeah, nothing. yeah. Well, willingly? Willingly, yes. Oh, wait, well, I mean, up to 150 That's reasonable. All right. All right. 8.6. All right. Yeah, yeah. But instead, instead, I paid for the taxi, which I don't know how much was. And plus, I paid for I paid for the pizza, which was thirty bucks. So essentially, I paid for half the room. That's for a good Matt. point. I didn't. Pay and for, I didn't pay for anything. And pizza, and right. I paid for uh, another uh, tight guy, Weege. I paid his sixty five bucks to his hotel from the airport. I said, "Hey, we split in a cab because he was in line. I got in line." <laughs> oh, I was, yeah. You know what? I, I got the, You know what? I got this guy. Oh, he was so happy. Probably so stoked. He'd have to buy a ta- yeah. ca- taxi. That's why I was saying. Brayden is out. I'm in. When you saw me. <laughs> All right. All right. Next question. Uh, what is the worst sleeping conditions you've had to, uh, at night before a race? Oh, uh, dude. One time, uh, we went to this like I don't know. I was actually those, those whatever those races that you dominated. You and Kelly Smith, Mathis. Oh, uh, East Coast Four Stroke Nationals. Yes, two times. Yeah, they had. Year, it was right? like it was like in the fall. I was younger, and they had like it was pretty decent region, regional type races in which they also had the four stroke nationals at in the, which I did not have a four stroke four at the time. We dominated. Uh but my it might have been like years before that honestly, but me and my dad went somewhere it was this little hotel we got like somewhere in southern Illinois and it was like I, I remember keeping put my hooded sweatshirt on to sleep on top of the bed. <laughs> Gross. Yeah. All right, next question. That, and then, that honestly, that other place at Millville where everyone used to always stay. Oh, that one turned into a shithole. Yeah. Dude, that place is terrible now. Oh, terrible. I, I haven't stayed there for f- 10 years, I bet you now. 
The one no, I like I don't I don't know like when, I, when the, the it, weekend I got hurt no. in uh 2012 I stayed there and I was like I can't believe this place. You stayed Oh yeah, no. It, last time I stayed there they had a they had a, a puppy convention and it's just puppies barking and pooping in the hallways. Oh okay. Um <laughs> it's you should be one, familiar with that. It's the one Berluti in the parking lot and in the parking lot there's a um It's across from the pumping much, bro. Yeah. Yeah, across from the pumping much. Well, across from the pumping much is is it, it, it used to be called Oh, never mind. I'm the Holiday Inn, yeah. The Holiday I'm Inn. I'm getting my CDs mixed up. I'm thinking Waldorf. That's the one. Yeah. That's the one. I thought I thought it was terrible. Yeah, it is. It's, it's, a, sh- there, it's a shit it's box. Terrible. No, it's a terrible. Yeah, it's yeah. terrible. I was thinking Waldorf. I don't know why. I got my CDs mixed up. All right, next one. All right. Bogle took a selfie with Double D, Diana Dahlgren on the podium this he weekend. Uh, but which rider has hooked up with the most podium girls? Oh, he can't answer that. Dude, uh, let's, be re- let's be real right now. This is a... This is a, uh, this is a subject in which i'm very upset at the current riders <laughs> all right let's hear it nobody nobody is nobody's got game i don't know if it's because the lack of the education so they don't really got enough like you know vocabulary to pull up on these chicks who are you know i'm gonna get i'm i'm with you it's a little bit harder to spit game at chicks these days a lot more educated against the anti-player moves right <laughs> i hear you yep i know but but let's be real i bogles bogles uh his actions are refreshing. You know, <laughs> yeah, right. when you're younger, I've, I mean, I've been quoted, when you're younger, it's about the bitches and the champagne and the trophy. <laughs> yeah. And ain't nobody focused on the bitches in the game right now. Wow. It's good to see that, you know, Bogle got his, Bogle's girlfriend was standing right there. I saw her because I went to the restroom behind the podium. And I'm like, who's this girl? Uh, yeah. And it must be Bogle's girlfriend. And so he's still up there taking selfies. So I, I like his game. Believe me, be real. it seems like Chicken and Denny, when we last had them on the show, that's what it was all about. Well, I mean, obviously, the racing for Bogle was very serious because you don't win if you're no. not serious. Right. And obviously, he came off from some injuries in the offseason that sounded like they were pretty tough to come back from. So props to him on his dedication and his obviously good riding, but... Really, I'm just stoked on, I'm just stoked on his commitment to trying to, you know, <laughs> have a little, have a little fun with the ladies. Yeah. Uh, any more questions? No, that was it. But uh, I will give it to Will Hahn. Once he signed to Geico, he was being interviewed by Diana Dahlgren, and he asked her out on a date, and she said yes. Yeah, I don't think well, that, ever, that never happened because he got hurt in the yeah, first but, practice. Yeah, and the thing is, is Diana is like, she is just not having it, right? Like she's. You can kid with her all you want because you know, like she's not having it. Like no. she's not interested. She's yeah. not. She's not interested in the dirt bike boys, right? Yeah, uh, I, I bet. So everybody, everybody jokes with her because they know that she's not having it. But uh. I mean, in ge- in general, though, you know, people need to step their focus on the lady game up. There's a bunch of dudes who are just trying to hang out with dudes around here. That's jacked me. up. I definitely agree with you. Yeah, I definitely agree. Thanks, Nick. We got to run. Right. Thanks for clarifying that, though. Yep. <laughs> I see it. Uh, all right, let's get to our next guest, Matt Lemoyne. But not before Devin Gibbs tells us all mm. about this cool, exciting product called Optrix. I have a story. This Optrix. Saturday, I went to the lake. A little cold, but I did go to the lake, and I actually brought Optrix. my Optrix case. Didn't want to drop it in the water. Um, and it was doing so well, I got a little ballsy. I did. I hooked it up and put a little mount on a tube and went tubing with it. Huh. And it lasted. It's held up good. I was I was scared for the, the uh, clip for it to come off and it go flying and me lose my phone forever. 
uh, but it worked and it was awesome. Uh, and then oh, halfway through the nice. day, I cut my hand open a little bit and uh, started bleeding all over it. And it's bloodproof. Also, found that out. Uh, so if you guys want to get a sick case, do some cool things with it. Optrix. Berlut's got one. Yeah. Yeah. How do you like Optrix. it, Berlut? It, I I think it's going to work out great. I haven't really used it much. <laughs> I can't tell you, but I'll tell you what. It's it looks it's solid. I'll it's a what, nice product. I'll tell you what. I get a lot of feedback from uh, DTS Legendary, who does the Fly Racing Moto 60 show presented by NFAB on Thursdays at noon. Yeah. Pulpmex.com. He yeah. comes around. He does. Mm-hmm. Thursdays awesome. at noon. Awesome. He does some marketing gig for Optrix, and he says that the listeners of this show are uh, ordering cases by the shit ton, and it's working out well. They're awesome. pumped, and they're excited, and... Thanks to Devin for reading it every week. And so Optrix.com, and uh, there's a code to save money. Again, there's a code to save money. Bulpamex, 15%. Yeah, there we go. All right, let's get to our next guest, Matt Lemoyne. Hey, uh, you guys want to win a set of plastic by a Cherbies? I, I mean, I think they do. I, I, it's great plastic. Uh, Why wouldn't you? Contest at com. Contest at com. Send me an email. Just put a Cherbies in the uh, – uh, subject line, if you don't spell it correctly, you are not going to win. Spell it correctly in the subject line. I'm going to pick a random emailer, and they win a set of plastic for their dirt bike, courtesy of the folks at Cherbies.com. A-C-E-R-B-E-B-I-S. Handguards, too? Anything they want. Yeah, yeah. Nice, I, yeah. Think, I think it works out. They make good handguards. And, uh, of course, uh, uh, 810 Solutions, the number 810solutions.com. Uh, we have a Jeff at A10. Uh, he can hand deliver the products to this St. Louis Supercross this weekend. Twenty five percent off any orders uh, ordered right ordered now through this weekend at St. Louis. Jeff at the number eight ten solutions dot com. Brought bar Rhino Global Products. You name it. Uh, Jeff at eight ten solutions can hook you up and give you twenty five percent off any kind of supplements. You want to be uh, a little bit better in shape. You want to re, uh, get refreshed after a workout. You want to uh, build some strength and all that kind of stuff. Check out eight ten solutions dot com. Next on the line, he had a career best third place in Toronto. He wears fly racing, fly racing, the official gear of uh, Matt Lemoyne, Weston Pike, Short, Gerke, Entenap, many others. And check out their hard parts line. They don't just make gear, everybody. They make out some cool hard parts. Uh, flyracing.com. Let's get right to him. Matt Lemoyne, welcome to the show. How's it going? Good. Hey, congratulations, man. Great job. Thanks a lot, man. I really appreciate it. Right. 702-586-7857. You got a question for Matt Lemoyne uh, about uh, his season, about his career, or anything in, in particular. Give us a call, and uh, uh, he'll try his best to answer it. So, Matt, I don't know what you did in Toronto, but you won the heat. You had a strong main event to get third. Whatever you did that morning, whatever you ate, do that again, because all day long, man, you were great. Just keep keep doing that. Well, if that's the case, then I need to um, drive up to Canada okay. from Detroit. Yeah. And I need to sleep on the side of the street inside the motorhome. <laughs> so that'll be that'll be my start. I guess this weekend I'll go up there and uh, do a camp out in the rig with my dad, and my mechanic. That's on the side of the road. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, yeah. I guess if it works and you don't get raped or killed or anything else on the side <laughs> of the road, uh, just do that. I think St. Louis will be a little warmer, probably not much. But man, what was it? Like, what was the deal with you? Just, uh, I mean, look, we all know you've got. A lot of skills. You're a great rider. You've been in the game for a while. But there's no doubt in Toronto you were a little better than usual. So did you like the track, the dirt, your bike? Was working great? What is there anything, one or two things you can really think about that made you just ride like that? I don't – to be honest, I, I don't know. I just – I just – I kind of went into the weekend with an open mind because I, I had such a great week training and uh, – 
I don't know. I was just feeling it. Just I think my confidence was a little bit higher, mm-hmm. and just feeling feeling good all week. And I think each each day you have a good day. It builds and it builds and it builds. Mm-hmm. And I can't take Gareth Swanepoel. I've been working with him, and okay. you know I think he has a lot to do with it. And uh, I don't know. I think I just built up to it. I had um, a couple good practices. My times weren't that great, but. Uh, just felt solid, and uh, yeah, I guess I did like the track a little bit, and uh, the dirt was pretty good. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know, I got off to a good start, and that's that definitely helps a good yeah. start, and uh, especially six laps, and just giving her the berries. Once I got the lead, I was like, "Holy crap, I'm in the lead! I'm going for it!" <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and it just escalated from there. And I think it's what I needed to yeah. make that next step to. Uh, to build from that. Yeah, maybe Swanepoel can really help help you out because there's no doubt, like if you talk to other riders about Matt LeMoyne in the pits, you know, man, that guy's got some talent. He's fast. He's got skills. You have a lot of respect, I think, anyways, among your peers for your talent. You know what I mean? And, and how fast you can ride a dirt bike. But it hasn't always come together the way you'd like it to be. So maybe this is the springboard you need working with Swanepoel just to be more consistent and, and, uh, and you know, be a top five guy. Uh, each and every week. Maybe this is the start of something for you. Let's hope so. Yeah, it's 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 been awesome. I've been working with him for about five weeks now, and it's so great to be like on a constant, you know, routine. Everything's on schedule, and uh, like I said, when you feel good, you ride good, yeah. and the results come. And you know, it, it makes the week a lot easier having a good weekend because then you're motivated to do everything the next week rather than right going into it and having a bad week, then you kind of dwell on it for a couple of days and your week's all, you know, and then it, until you have a good week, it's hard to do that. So right. um, having a good week like this week, going into the St. Louis, you know, definitely I'm on a high right now and uh, yeah. just trying to keep it going and especially into the three-week break, it'll make it a lot easier on me. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you. Uh, that heat race was amazing. You pretty much annihilated everybody, it looked like. <laughs> it's it all started with the the start, you know, like, and then I, um, I kind of seen Adam, you know, I, I don't give or take, I don't know if he was a hundred percent, but, uh, I seen my opportunity there and I was like, you know what, I'm not gonna, he's, he's a little punk compared to, you know, what we've been racing with. I was like, he's the rookie. I'm like the veteran here. I need to take charge of this. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I just took advantage of my opportunity and just ran with it. Yeah, I, I think that your skills have been phenomenal. I think everybody knows it. You just yeah. got to showcase them more often. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's no definitely. She gave me the statistic on the podium, and I was like, oh, we don't need to hear all that. Let's just <laughs> let's focus on the here and now, and let's forget about all that. Um, hey, how was that? Uh, how was that triple out by the tunnel on a 250F coming around the turn? Oh man, that one puckered up my butthole every time I went over <laughs> it. Was I gnarly, swear, yeah. I jumped. I would like roll into that corner. And I would like turn my head and look at the face and was like, okay, which one of these ruts can oh, I hit yeah. wide open without just like geeing out in it? And that's that's and pretty much second wide open, right? It just yeah. maxed. <laughs> oh, so it looked a few times you got you got a little buck wild. And one time you didn't even jump it. Uh, but, yeah, one uh, yeah. time, yeah, one time I doubled it and I thought Jeremy was on the inside of me, so I like literally I scrubbed it so hard that. Mm-hmm. I just did like kind of a flying Superman thing. Yeah. 
and then just landed in a full tuck chicken wing and was just <laughs> wide open through the loop. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Jason's got a question about working with uh, Gareth. Jason, thanks for calling the Pulp Mech Show, presented by BTOsports.com. What's your question for uh, Matt LeMoyne? Woo! Matt Lemoyne, Team ML78, son. Very excited. I like to hear. Yeah. <laughs> you know who it is, man. Hey, uh, with uh, with Gareth being your trainer, how much do you attribute that uh, to the speed that you've uh, been gaining? Uh, I don't think it, it's so much the speed. I just think it it's feeling better on the bike, training smarter, training you know, like doing everything that you need to do to get better and feeling stronger. Obviously, the stronger you feel each lap, the faster you can go. When you start getting tired and you start getting mentally fatigued, that's when you start making mistakes. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Hey, uh, I hope that all this keeps going, uh, and I am driving your wagon. Always have been. He's on the bandwagon. He's on it. Hey, I've been driving this thing, man, for years, years I, and years. I'm just chilling the stop uh, rocket, what's, listening to the show. What's sweet? What seat does Swisscore have? Because he's also been on the bandwagon. Is he? Is he? He's, he's uh, be... Well, yeah. You know, I mean, Swisscore has got that video equipment and whatnot that he brought to Dallas yeah. uh, last year. Yeah. He, uh, but you know, he didn't go to Dallas this year like I did. Yeah, I mean, he just, did have a kid, but mm-hmm. I mean, Screw uh, I would have gone. He's just not a fan. Thanks, Jason. That's it. That's it. Thanks, man. Uh, yeah, it, it uh, it's been uh, it's been an up and down season for you, Matt. You had a bike problem at the first round that put you in a big hole, and then from there, uh, like you said, the starts in Toronto were key for you because I don't remember I don't remember you getting a great start where you're like, oh, look at Lemoyne, and then like you work backwards. You know what I mean? You always seem to be coming from somewhere around tenth up to where you've been finishing. How besides Toronto? How's your how's your outlook on the season? What well, how do you think it's been going? Uh, Toronto and Detroit was all right. Like that's. That's where I need to be, and if not further up. But um, other than that, you know, it's just starts. That's the main thing. I always kind of felt good, and uh, putting myself in bad positions, you know, like having to roll jumps and stuff because people weren't doing them in front of me or, Mm -hmm. you know, like that type of thing. And when you allow the leaders to already, like, on the third lap to be 30 seconds out front, I don't care who you are, you're not going to catch them. Mm -hmm. So that's I think that's a big key is getting out with that, front runner group and breaking away from like all the BS. And I think, uh, that's what I need to do. And that's what I need mm-hmm. to put myself in position to get more podiums yeah. and possibly some wins or, you know, whatever, whatever's there for the taking I'm going to take. I follow you on uh, Twitter and Instagram. And, uh, I saw that your family and friends had a little welcome home party for you into the airport. That's really cool of them to do that. That's, that's kind of neat. Yeah. You know, it really caught me off guard. Yeah. <laughs> I went into I went in off the plane, you know, I got off and was just kinda lounging around expecting my wife to pick me up and go eat and obviously go to Bass Pro Shop. But um <laughs> other than that, like it, when I turned the corner and I seen all of them, I was just like I was truly I never get embarrassed and I was just like <laughs> I was so embarrassed and shocked, like it just caught me off guard. I just like kept walking. <laughs> but it was super cool of them to do that and they're all yeah super pumped and uh Finally, giving them something to cheer for, you know, makes me that much happier. Right. Uh, I don't know if you're if you've read some of the stuff that I've written about you uh, this year in my column on Racer X, but one of the things, like I always think, you you rode four fifties last year. You were having a good season. You tore your you tore your knee up early, which kind of sucked. But I mean, you you're a privateer guy. You've been a privateer for a few years. Um, 
why not 450s? What, what, I mean, you can make you're, – you're more than a main event guy. You know, you can probably creep around the top ten in that big class. And, and of course, the money in the 250 class, I mean, it's, it's pretty silly compared to the 450s. So with a guy like yourself, I always wonder, why not 450s? Can you, can you explain why? Um, part of the main reason was I wanted to – I want to go out there and I want to win. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, I want to go out there and I want to be on the podium. And I think when you start, like, say for this past weekend, you start being in that position, you get used to being there. And, uh, you know, it would only build to go to the 450. I think last year riding the 450, I did good. But, you know, I was kind of stuck between 10th and 15th. And I don't want to be there, you know. Like, I want to be riding in the front. And I think I need some some more kind of coaching and improvements before I can ride inside the top 10 on the 450 consistently. Mm-hmm. So that, yeah. that had a big thing to do with it. And just coming back from a knee injury and uh, not being as strong and stuff like that, you know, like the 250 and all have an awesome bike. Like Adam and Jackie Smith at Jab and my dad put mm-hmm. together an awesome 250F for me to ride. And if you have a competitive bike, why not do it? Yeah, yeah. That, well, that's. I mean, I'm, I'm sure. I mean, obviously, your bike got a good start this weekend, and you got third, so it's awesome. But I always think like you guys, uh, yourself, a Jimmy Dakotas, a Jake Canada, or whatever. Like the motor and the the package of the machine is so important in that class that I feel like you guys. And I mean, I, like you said, the guys at Jab Motorsports are great. But I'm always like, it's got to be frustrating when you sometimes, or maybe not, but when you sometimes pull alongside one of those guys on a Geico or PC bike, and and they they pull you a little bit and you get a perfect run at a corner or whatever, you know, I mean, that's gotta be, yeah, it is, but you just, you gotta take, you gotta take what you're dealt, you mm-hmm. know, and there's, it's not everyone has it and you gotta just run with it. You know, yeah. like it, I don't even think of it that way. It's I'm fortunate to have what I have. And, uh, I don't like, I'll look at those guys just like another person. I don't say like, Oh dude, you're on a better bike than me. You know, you're going to yep. beat me. Like, Hell no, dude! I'm going out there to beat you on your better bike, and that's going to make me feel better about myself. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, are you in constant contact with guys like Mitch Payton or, or uh, Larocco or Jeff Myshack from those teams? And uh, Bobby Reagan, I know you wrote, you wrote over there once before, so I don't know how that went. But uh, you know, you want to get yourself in the in those guys' eyes, right? You want to get in their uh, their targets. Yeah, you know, like it's not even so much that it's uh, every it's being able to ride dirt bikes for a living. You know, like that's the awesome thing and yep. uh just i'm thankful for that you know a lot of people don't get to do it and uh there's a lot of people not racing because they can't afford to race and uh other than that dude man it's just i have a blast doing it and i think now finally my work and everything that i put into it is starting to pay off a little bit how many force have you gotten in your career too many <laughs> why do i seem to remember you've gotten fourths like a few times yeah, yeah, okay. I've gotten I've gotten quite a few fourth places, and okay. and it all all the fourth places seem to come on like the last two or three laps where <laughs> yeah, it just it just ruins your day. Uh, Seventy three points, you're eighth in the points. You're only three points back of sixth, and then Vince Freeze is uh, fourteen up on that. I mean, if you can get inside the top five, there's three rounds left. That would be a that'd be a good season. Would you be pumped on that? Oh yeah, for sure. But at the same time, as I don't even look at the points, I just I go into each weekend doing the best that I can do, and at the end of the day, like whatever the points are, they are. Like, yep. if I go in there and I rode like how I need to, the points will come. Right, right. So, um, 
Hey, Fly Racing, big sponsor, a uh, big partner of, of ours on the on the Fly Racing Moto 60 show. And, of course, this show itself, uh, what's your favorite color and set of fly gear that you got? Is there one that gives you luck? Or are you going to stick with the Toronto stuff? Or is there a colorway that you like? Um, I really, really dig in the new Bennett uh, fly gear. Oh, yeah. It is yeah. the stuff that I wore this past weekend. Mm-hmm. It is so light, so comfortable. It is awesome. And if I wear it all day on Saturday at St. Louis, don't be surprised. <laughs> just keep wearing it. Just tell Max, I need one color, <laughs> one set. That's it. And I'm not, yeah, I'm not even going to wash it. I'm just going to wear it from last weekend. Yeah, yeah. Just keeping it going. Yeah, just run it. No doubt. I, I think that, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, all right, man. Well, hey, thanks for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Great job in Toronto, man. And uh, uh, I hope, yeah, it'd be awesome to see you get up in there in the mix and, and you know, be a top five podium guy and uh, show these the PC guys and the Geico guys that, uh, hey, uh, you know, you've been around a while, but th- don't forget about me. It's, it's cool to see a, a guy do that. I like it. So congratulations. Well, thanks a lot for having me on the show. And I just want to give a big shout-out to um, Jab Motorsports and Fly Gear, Sky Goggles, Never Summer Industries, FMF, Speed Graphics, everybody that helps me out, Nova Gloves. Mm-hmm. And every, make sure everybody's sending prayers, Brock Tickle's way. Um, really waiting to see him get back on a motorcycle soon. Yeah, absolutely. I hope it's not going to be too long. From what I think it'll be sooner than later. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. yeah. That'd be great. Thanks, Matt. All right, man. Thanks a lot. Good Thank job, you. Matt. Thanks, see you. All right, Matt Lemoyne, everybody. Jab Motorsports, Matt Lemoyne. Uh, yeah, it's good to see uh, a guy do do good like that. Um, Love this guy, right? You now. just uh, the privateer. It's like, I mean, he's he's getting help, but he's you know he's a privateer and uh, third place. It's it's impressive, uh, like you said, especially in that class. You yeah. know, when you can compete against those guys, you know, absolutely. It, it actually makes it even better. You know, really, if mm-hmm. you think about it. Uh, speaking of competing, yeah. BTOSports.com, Gabbit Gibbs segment. Let's Gabbit do that Gibbs. right now. BTOSports.com, Gabbit Gibbs. 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 All right. Gabbit Gibbs segment. Uh, these are your questions. Uh, Submit it uh, on the at Pulpamex Show and uh, on Twitter. Uh, Devin takes them. The best ones. Three, four thousand of them per show. Somewhere around there, huh? Uh, consistently, yeah, and uh, he picks the best <laughs> five, six, seven, and uh, all right. With that, let's go. Oh, but but by the way, BTOSports.com, proud sponsors of the BTO Sports KTM team. If you're in the market for a set of tires, go ahead and surf those other sites, get the best prices, then go to BTOSports.com, and uh, they'll better it. I almost guarantee you. And use the code PulpMX at BTOSports.com on checkout to save yourself big. Uh, can't thank the guys at BTOSports.com for all they do for myself. And for the show, and Berluti, and Gabby Gibbs, and everybody. All right, let's do this. All right, Tyson Stagall at T-Dog 829. Uh, is this right enough for Mitch to consider LeMoyne as a take on a chance pick? Ah, oh, see, now you're going to make me do, now you're going to make me say, talk crap on Matt. Oh, uh, okay. Really? really? I, not talk crap on Matt, but I, as I've said on other shows, Matt LeMoyne, Jimmy Dakotas, Kyle Cunningham, Cunningham, maybe not. Maybe Kyle Cunningham's in that verge, of, verge that that on verge of being like that. Alex Martin, um, Peters, these guys. Don't and don't shoot the messenger here. Don't shoot the messenger. But Geico and Mitch, they don't. They've seen these guys. They've seen them for years. They don't hire these guys. Yeah, they do. Who? 
Who Steve, do they hunt? They've d- Mitch has done it a lot of times. Who? He goes for okay. Okay, how about how long has everybody seen uh, Davalos? That's exactly what I was going to say. But Davil, but wait, my my point being is Davalos has never been off factory equipment. He's been in that circle of factory equipment. Still, I mean, a, a privateer like Dakotas, like Lemoyne, like Peters, like Alex Martin. These guys, once the team managers managers decide that quote unquote you can't win, and I'm not saying it's right or wrong. They've decided these privateer guys can't win. They don't get shots at these nah, things. I disagree with well, you. Well, I've seen it happen. Mitch does it. He's who? been. I just mentioned the one. Yeah, and then, no, okay, Dakota's okay, how I about. Davalos doesn't count. Okay, you're thinking like, an, I, I know there is. I, got, I just can't think of it. I mean. I mean, he got Chris Gossler, but Goose, he needed yeah, a fill-in. Yeah, like that. Goose, Goose was a fill-in. Okay. He needed an injury fill-in, so we got Goose. And, and Goose, he did a good job. And Goose did a good job for yeah. him. Matt Walker. Was an injury replacement guy that yeah. you know. But how, how about like in and like at Sorby or whatever? That was kind yeah, of out of the blue. Sor- yeah, Sorby was a French champion kid, but I just you know. Well, with, I don't know. I with, I actually thought that when it would be awesome. I'm thinking Lemoyne. I'm thinking Mitch Payton possibly with Lemoyne where he's at right now compared to where Davalos was, where as far as in his career as where Lemoyne is. Is Lemoyne doing better than Davalos was? How many years has been Lemoyne been in the two fifty? Uh, this is Lemoyne's uh, fifth year. Okay, he that started long? in '09. Okay, okay. when Davalos in his fifth year, how was he doing? Was he doing this good? No, Davalos was better. Okay, yeah, Davalos was better in his fifth year. Okay, um, although he never won a race, uh, he'd done multiple podiums and things like that. Hmm. I, I, it, it's the way the sport works, and that's why I, I said, I write, hey Dakotas, hey Lemoyne. Go to four fifties. I start making money. I agree with you. You're not going to get that shot. He's got. He got a third. He needs to back it up. He needs to back it up yeah, a yeah. couple times. And I think if he, somebody will give him an okay, opportunity. If he backs it up, yeah, for sure. But these guys seem to come and go. You know, like and managers go. Ah, that's that guy. You know, and and I. I mean, I'm not. Again, don't shoot the messenger. No, I'm not. I just. I'm don't just shoot a disagreement. I'm just disagreement with you. I, I think Lemoyne would be a perfect fit for BTO team. Within the next couple of years. But all right. Next question. All right. Next question. Uh, Adam Armberger, or at Red Dog 15, uh, of Seeley, Anderson, and Wilson, who will get the best 450 ride and the biggest salary of 2015? Seeley, Wilson, Anderson? And, yes. Who gets the best ride? Yes. I, I would think Seeley's out. Is Anderson for sure out? He's got to go to a 450? I don't think he has to go to a 450, but I think he wants to. Yeah, well, how many years is this in the club? This might be. This might be. He, if he wins the title, he might have to get out. Anderson's been so, in for a while. Yeah, Anderson uh, was a rookie in twenty ten. So yeah, three years and you're out. If you win the title after three years, you got you got to leave. Oh, okay. They change so, the rule every year, so it's yeah, hard to yeah, keep no, up I, with. I know, but now it. If you win the title and you've been in the class three years, you're out. You don't get to defend. Is that right? You don't get to defend. Okay, so then he's out. so. I, I'm gonna go with Wilson. I don't think. Yeah, I, I think, as I've written, Wilson, if you count motocross as part of the thing, and you should mm-hmm. if you're – I mean, we're not in motocross season, so fans have a tendency to forget about it. Dean beats Cole outdoors all day long. Yeah, you're right. So that's still – Supercross is more important than motocross. The managers place more importance on the Supercross than motocross. But still, in a motocross world – I think Dean's got the, the best, and it's shot. the last thing they do. Yeah, I think Dean goes to uh, KTM. I think he rides alongside Dungey. Huh? That's what I think. Really? Yep. All right. All right. 
Uh, Spags, uh, what unnecessary quirky things does Berlute do to his bikes now as he did when he first started, just in case it might go wrong? That's to me. Yes. Uh, just probably tighten one bolt about 20 times per day. <laughs> that, that's which kind is of it? Quirky. Which bolt? Which bolt? No, all of them. Oh, I'm just saying oh. you, you, we just – you know ones that got you know lock, you know lock nuts on them and stuff that's not going to come loose. But you're you're always checking them and torquing them. It's just kind of a nervous habit. Yeah, like once you torque something, that's it. The torque spec says that thing will never come loose. Yeah, it's what it's rated to be. It's but you still check it. Sure. Yeah. What was that one bolt that you kept checking over and over again, Steve? That to a point where it broke because of how long practice or whatever was taking that one year. I remember you were telling a story about that one time. I don't remember. Mm. I'm not denying it, but I don't remember. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. At one two a and m, uh, Steve, being a mechanic, were you mad when Bogle ghost rode his bike? As he fumbles through paper and no, trying to change the channel. I, I can hockey. hear the, No, I can hear the TV through your through your mic. Oh. Ah. Uh, okay. So Bogle wins Berlut. Right. And ghost rides his bikes. Ghost Ride is his bike. So is that what you were talking about earlier? Yeah. So we're going to touch on that. I don't like it. I, I don't was, like it. He was looking for something. He was looking for something that was a little corny. I agree. It wasn't that impressive. He wanted to do something. Then he did a burnout afterwards, right? Yeah. He just he wanted to celebrate the moment. Don't hurt the motorcycle. It helped you. It well, helped you win. I That's the first thing I thought, too, is, you know, you know, you're screwing up the equipment, but you know, look what the NASCAR guys do—they blow up their engines after they win. I got such a respect for a guy like Dungy, who, when his bike breaks, he pushes that thing off. Have oh, you that's ever noticed badass. that? Oh, have you ever noticed his, his sure. Suzuki days? His bike broke a few times. That guy pushed his bike back. He didn't just lean against a tree or whatever. I like that. Yeah, I like that. I got it. Um, I don't like it. No? I, I know no. you just won your first race. I know uh, we're all happy. Hey, we're all happy. Don't do that. Don't hurt the motorcycle. Mechanic put a lot of work into that, a lot of pride into that bike. I don't, I don't think the mechanic was probably too pissed. I would be. I'd I think be. if the mechanic said that to him after his race win, he'd be like, oh, shut up. If it was you, he'd be like, Mathis, shut up. I just want to race. Let me celebrate. I kind of get what you're saying, but at the same time, he was just looking for something. and It was something quick he saw. He saw that little knoll and just rap, you know. But uh, Just don't like it. All right. I don't like it. All right. Uh, Evan Reamer. Uh, for Baluti, yeah. In your box van days, did you ever pull over and say, "Where the f am I, and what the f am I doing"? No, I don't believe so. I did pull over to put gas in it because I ran out quite a few times. But fortunately, I had a gas can on the back with gas just in case that happened. Yeah, you're always trying to push it right, to push so, the limit. Yeah, you're like, how, how far can I go? I had a CB radio that helped too. I, I never really got lost, and I had good guys to run with. The yeah, back in the day, I mean, and I did it too, but. I mean, it's maps. You have the map open on your on your yeah. lap, and you're looking at your map, and like it's Rand McNally. Crazy when you think about how now you know you use the the, the GPS and the yeah. iPhone, and yeah, it's just nuts. I feel like that's so much more dangerous too to unfold oh, a map. Sure. But oh, now you can't, you can't even pull out your phone and look at it. That's against the law. But you got a map in your hand. The cops don't have no problems. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, Jesse at average super fan. Uh, there's rumors of Toronto or the, the Toronto round being clipped. Do you know anything about it? Yeah, I heard it was being clipped. Uh, then I heard, much, <laughs> I, heard I, I think it is. I think it is. The, the Feld guys wouldn't tell me. They said they didn't know yet, but I think they didn't want to tell me because they knew I'd start crying. 
Uh, I heard Montreal as a substitute, but I don't see that at all. Why would you go to Montreal, not Toronto? The the Toronto, the the we can't go back to Toronto because they're getting grass put in is not true. They're not getting grass for a number of years. Pan Am Games I heard this weekend was a reason why they weren't going back to Toronto, and that's not true. That doesn't take place till June. So I don't know, I, but I think it's done. Yes, I do think it's done. Tragic. You're telling me. No more Putin. Mm. Nah. Uh, all right. David Andre, I think that's right. Uh, 62% versus 38% prefer the James Stewart being one of the greatest uh, supercross riders. Poll question. We should take the 38% uh-huh. of the world, round them up in a truck. Drive them off a cliff. No, oh. not that harsh. Mm. You ever seen Red Dawn? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Take them to that drive-in movie theater where all the parents were uh-huh. and the dads. Mm-hmm. And it's all barbed wire. Mm. Put them in there. Mm. Just feed them some scraps. Make it rain yellow on them on a daily. I, what a, those thirty-eight percent don't need to be among us. <laughs> if you don't think it didn't say the best, it said one of the best. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes. They're just haters. If you don't think he's one of the best, yeah, you yeah. should be put in this drive-in theater with barbed wire and never be seen again. Yeah, I mean they're, they're don't just, kill you. They're, they're just haters. I mean, I totally yeah. understand with when people ask, "Do you like this certain writer?" And no, I don't. You know, people say to me, like, well, do you like Dungey? Personally, not a fan of Dungey, but he's an amazing rider. And I say that every time before I say Absolutely. That. He's an amazing rider. Yeah. He kills it on the bike. But as a person, eh, he's maybe not my favorite. But James Stewart, I, it did, I, for, there weren't a time where I didn't like him. But as a rider, he's amazing. He's yeah. amazing. Yeah. No matter uh, what you say. He also adds, uh, is Pookie on Suicide Watch after the AC crash? Yes. She keeps asking me, why do bad things happen to good people? Mm-hmm. So, all right, and then our final question, Gabbit Gavin, or Gibbet Gavin, uh, what do, what does Berludi and Steve think about the KTM linkage that Langston developed? Do you guys see that? Don't know anything about it. Uh, Langston posted a picture on Instagram. I actually saw it. He uh, his company Langston Langston Motorsports uh, developed a linkage system for KTM. Is it like completely different than what they they got? Yeah, it, it looks I, like an aftermarket uh, linkage system. But they have linkage now. Yeah, he made an aftermarket one for him. Is it just a longer pool rod yeah, just, and stuff? I'm, I'm guessing yeah, that's just, all it is. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Well, uh, maybe he's just jumping on the bandwagon of people that do it. Mitch sells sells them. You know, yeah. uh, pretty much a lot of the suspension companies sell linkage. Yeah. Yeah, I had the Pro Circuit uh, linkage for a while. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Well, yeah. All right. Is that it? That's it. BTOsports.com. Get it, Gibbs. That's the segment. All right. No outro. As no you know. Hopefully, by now. F you, dude. Uh, no intro. All right. Uh, no outro. Let's go to uh, commercial break. Number two, Tony Berluti's in studio. Daniel Blair's going to join us at nine, the main event. Nine? I we'll thought be... it was eight. Yeah, he, he moved it to nine. Okay. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to that. Jason Thomas will be back. And, of course, the seven deuce deuce will be on right after we come back. From the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOsports.com. Stick around. Why won't you? Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. Us at BTO Sports want to give that to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply.
Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket motorcycle suspension modification company. For over 30 years, Racetech has been supplying riders, racers, and tuners with the industry's best suspension products, period. Paul Theed has taught most of his competition the ins and outs of suspension. Why does he reveal his secrets? The more you know, the more you'll choose Racetech. The creators of the do-it-yourself gold valve kit, a revalve in a box. Visit Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Or check out Paul Theed's Motorcycle Suspension Bible, your guide to everything suspension. Racetech Gold Valves provide a plush feel with drastically improved bottoming resistance, increased traction, control, and consistency. Racetech's high-performance springs are high-performance because they're extremely lightweight for their rates. Use the Pulp MX code to save 20% at Racetech.com. Racetech. NFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From Nerf Steps and lighting accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and fed access models, NFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. What makes an Atlas brace unlike anything else? It could be that the unique design sits around your spine and sternum. It might be the carefully engineered flexibility, or because of the adaptive response to natural body movement, or it's that they are easily adjustable in both height and length, or maybe it's because they're available for people of any age, size, and height. Perhaps it's because they are the choice of champions like Jake Weimer and Ryan Villapoto. But maybe it's simply because when you ride, you like to dress for the occasion. Whatever the reason is, There's Atlas, and then there's everything else. For 2014, X-Brand has taken a definitive step forward. With our new Volcano, Phantom, and Limited line, our style now mirrors our unmatched performance in terms of comfort and clarity in all conditions. We've added to our crop of top athletes including Mafia Moto Cruise Enforcer, Nick Way. Also, Crossland Racing's top Jimmy Albertson. Why spend more for a name when you can save money, look great, and enjoy elite optical performance? We offer a complete line of laminates, lenses, nose guards, and zip-offs, so head to your dealer today and demand X-Brand. You can also order direct at eksbrand.com, and Pulp MX Show listeners can enter Pulp Show 14 to save 30% today. 
Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Purge Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connections proving ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC lovers, and Fasco products too. Works Connection, your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Visit them on the web at W www.worksconnection.com and use the keyword PULPMX for 20% off your order or visit your local outlet and check out the new lineup of products for 2013. For 2013, Tech One Designs is back and better than ever with a new and improved website, new products, prices, and more. At Tech One Designs, we are now offering helmet wraps, GoPro wraps, smartphone wraps, and neck brace decal kits. Either pick from one of our present designs and add your colors, logos, name, and more, or design your own. You dream it, we'll make it. As a devoted supporter of the Pulpamex show and its listeners, we want to show our support by offering a 20% discount on your next order. So go to techonedesigns.com now and enter the discount code PULPMX20 at checkout to save money today. In 1973, Don Emler started FMF in his Hawthorne, California garage. 38 years later, that garage is a 90,000-square-foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility where, proudly, everything is still produced 100% under one roof using only the best American material. The only thing more important to us at FMF than winning is our customers. So here's a big thanks to our fellow riders for giving us the 2010 Reader's Choice Award in every major U.S. motorcycle publication. It's the passion that drives us, so thanks for making us number one. FMF, built in the USA... Proven on the track. Is your bike missing that final piece of the puzzle? Does it feel like you're just coming up a little short? Can your bike use more power? It's easy to get noticeable power gains throughout the entire RPM range with the Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil. Install one now and you're set for the tracker trail. What this innovative product does is increase the energy at your spark plug gap, which allows more energy to be released in your combustion event. Besides the power increases, you'll get better starting, quicker throttle response, and then expect to be impressed. The Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil is available for two and four strokes, as well as vintage machines. Used by Michael Lessie in Supercross, Matt Lemoyne, Gary Semix, and other top riders. Black Ops Moto is happy to provide the Pulp MX Show listeners a 15% discount off their order if they call in and mention Pulp MX. Dealers and distributors are also welcome. Check us out at blackopsmoto.com and like us on Facebook. Learn what others have discovered and feel the instant improvement for your bike. Listeners, it's time we talk about your underwear. Free Gun Underwear. Based down the road from Pulp Studios, Free Gun is the underwear for racers. Free Gun is worn by Michael Lisi, Ashley Fiolek, Albertson, Blows, and a host of other action sports athletes. Why Free Gun? It's made of 92% polyester and 8% elastine, which means unlike your old school Homer Simpson cotton underwear, Free Gun wicks away any moisture to stay dry throughout the day. Comfort. From cross-training to racing, Free Gun becomes part of your program the first time you put them on. 
and style. Construction prints and a wide band to let you show your true colors. If you ride, if you train, if you sweat, upgrade to Free Gun. Don't be a homer. Wear Free Gun underwear. Tired of wearing the same old moto hoodies and tees as everybody else? It's time to check out the Moto Company for something different. All shirts and hoodies are top quality heavyweight cotton at affordable prices. All orders over $75 get free shipping. You've got the gear for the track. Now show your passion off the track with t-shirts, hoodies, and hats from the Moto Company. MotoCompany.com Vortex Racing, the leader in top quality racing components for over 15 years, is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show. All Vortex Racing products are made with the best materials and the tightest tolerances. All because Vortex Racing is owned and operated by guys just like you, enthusiasts and riders that demand the best. We have over 1,000 different gear choices to suit your needs and track conditions. All sprockets are cut from 7075 T6 aluminum and come in an assortment of colors. Want something even stronger? Check out our full line of laser-cut steel sprockets. Besides sprockets, Vortex offers V3 oversized motocross handlebars that are 29% stronger than the competition. With years of research into these bars and top riders like Arena Cross champion Tyler Bowers putting their trust in them. You know these bars can take the abuse you'll give them. Remember, there's a reason champions choose Vortex. So the question is simple. Do you want to join the ranks of James Stewart and FMX legend Ronnie Renner? Choose Vortex. Yeah. 
Silent Lucidity, Berlute. Yeah. Queensryche. That's your song. Like it. Good song, though. Underrated. Yeah. Underrated. Hey, look. Love this guy right here. I'm guessing that uh, 75% of you people listen to this show right now. 75% of you need suspension work. You're too fat for your bike. You're too fast for your bike. You haven't changed suspension oil in 10 years. You haven't checked your sag. You haven't done any of that. Race Tech. Racetech.com. Supporting riders like Michael Lee, Vince Freeze, Chris Blows, Cody Gilmore. Cody Gilmore made another main event yeah. this weekend. Guy's on it, man. He is. Getting uh, better. Paul Feed has taught suspension for over 30 years, and he knows the ins and outs of the stuff. Visit Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, information. Check out Paul Feed's Motorcycle Suspension Bible, your guide to everything suspension. Racetech's high-performance springs, high-performance because they're extremely lightweight for their rates, tested, developed, and proven by the world's fastest privateers. Racetech.com. Trust me, you need some suspension work. You have to get suspension work done. Uh, and you can get a discount using the code Pulpamex. Change your oil. Get it revalved. Get some springs. Vintage bike stuff also. Racetech's on the leading edge of that. Let's uh, let's get to some emails for this week. Coming up with a seven-deuce deuce right away from Ross. Ross says, I Raz, R-A-S. I have never had the opportunity to see James Stewart ride from the seats in a stadium, but I have watched him for years via the TV. He is not the king of Supercross, and he will never catch McGrath's 72 record, 72 wins. I agree with that. He's not going to get McGrath's 72. He's got 49 now. Uh, you know what's funny is I think there's a resurgence of him. It's you think he could do it? I would never think so, but it, all of a sudden the guy's freaking. I, I think he's having fun. He maybe he's going to stay around longer than what I thought he would. I, I, I don't know. That's that's a tough one. I don't think so, but it's possible. Rass says he's crashed too many times to catch King Jeremy's record. These crashes are the price he has paid for his innovative riding style. But when he gets it right, he is the fastest man on the planet. Toronto 2014 is what I am talking about. James has taken unbelievable risk over the years for entertainment with creativeness that has fueled his passion. Much respect. Corey sent in an email. Hey, Steve, do we generally see at least one or two riders from the 250 class hop into the 450s and race a few rounds? With that being said, is there any particular reason Anderson didn't do it this year? I can't help but think that he may have helped his stock for a team next year, especially considering Dino and Cole have done just that and done well, in my opinion. I know he's in a title hunt, but Seeley is so, so, and he is out there. Corey, I just, uh, yeah, I just, I mean, he just he's leading the title. I thought it was weird that Seeley did it, but Honda needed a rider, so he jumped in. He's got the previous experience. So, yeah, it's just one of those things, I think, that, uh, just, I don't know, just. Uh, if he did move up to the 450 class, where would he go? Would he just ride a 450 for Rockstar? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Jet City Woman now. Keep yeah. running. Now I got Jet City Woman. Steve said, uh, I used to hate the guy. I don't know why. But after listening to him on your show and reading his articles, I love the guy. Who do you think he's talking about? Uh, I'm not sure. Keith? He's Nick a Way. David Villeman. Oh. He's a great addition to the show. Steve said that. I used to hate the guy. I don't know why. David Villeman getting a new fan in Steve Clark. And, of course, those emails brought to you by Racetech. Racetech.com. Just get some work done, okay? Sinjin. What's going on? How are you? Uh, first off, uh, best wishes to uh, Kiko Berluti. Thank you, Sanjin. That's cool. And um, 
<laughs> Mark, so I have a couple things. Uh, first, you were saying Cincerello's shoulder problems in amateurs. He did. He, I remember his last year, right before he went pro, he got shoulder surgery. Yes. Um, and then talking about, oh, Lemoyne and how Mitch doesn't really give people a chance after they get on a like, support ride after they lose their factory ride. What about Durham? Durham went to 1110 and then got picked up by PC. There you go. Thank you, Sinjin. So suck it, Steve. Suck it, last- Steve. Okay, right on. You guys picked one. I've got years and years of experience to back my point up, but you guys got me on one guy. Good job. There's more than one. But yeah, no, there's no, more. Yeah, but okay, and then Durham, lastly, Durham was a private jet for uh, two or three years, probably. Uh, he worked for wrote for Star, and then he wrote for Eleven Ten for two or three after that. So yeah, that's it's a good point. And uh, it, yeah. yep, Durham is a good example of that. Okay, and, uh, and then so, last thing, yes, uh, Jimmy. I believe that's his career best, right? I believe before that it was 15th. That's his now, career best? Yeah, so 13th. We're, we're moving up, you know? Well, and you've been watching Albertson Projects. You know, he's training harder than ever. So just give us a couple weeks, and him and NYK will get right in that top 10, I think. Like, I think Jimmy could hit his 10. Do you think that your, your anti-pep talk on Jimmy uh, about how you want to see him do better was the reason why he did better? No, oh, there's no doubt in my mind. I mean, he obviously listens to the show and listens to what I have to say. I think so. I think so. So, yeah, I, I, I could see him getting a 10th. So I'm calling it now. By now and the end of the season, a 10th place. And, and when the outdoors comes, I mean, who knows? We're, we're going to be hitting podiums, maybe even wins. Okay, with talk like that, uh, you're drunk. But thanks, Injun. Uh, all right, later. See ya. <laughs> uh, hey, want a set of plastic from a Cherubis? Contest at com. Email us, and we're going to give away a set of uh, plastic for your motorcycle. Um, but uh, let's, with that, let's get to our next guest, Berlute. Yeah. Seven Deuce Deuce. Seven Deuce Deuce. <laughs> you know it. And main event guy now. Main event guy. Oh, I mean, you know, just throwing it in there like nothing. Just doing it like hey. I should all day, every day. Hey, Berlute. So after practice, Racer X is doing a little video with, with uh, Adam. Yeah. He goes, I was faster than Villapoto in practice. And he, <laughs> Perfect. He was. Perfect. He was. Dude, I was watching oh, you do your God. start, I think, in the heat race. You're so laid back and casual. On a start? Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah, you don't give a f- – you're just chilling. No, bro, it's – I mean, that's what I'm kind of about. I'm, a, I'm about having a good time, and it's like – Dude, I've I've gone through the whole ranks and I'm at Supercross and it's like, dude, why stress out when you get to ride two wheels and just rip it? No, I, I think mean, it's and awesome. Too, on top of that, it's like, dude, the track is so prime that it's like, why even be all pumped up and like, like getting all nervous when you could just have fun and just rip it? No, you seem like you're always having fun. That is cool. I was so conflicted, dude, in, in and, the and sem- that's what it's all about. I was so conflicted in the semi into uh, that because. Uh, you know Jimmy D or Jimmy Albertson, one of my one of my favorite guys out there, a good buddy of mine. And uh, you were in the qualifying spot, and here comes Albertson, and I'm just like, oh my god, I'm so conflicted. I don't know who, I don't know what's going to happen here. But luckily, <laughs> you put it in the LCQ. So, well, like I mean, Mathis, I totally understand you. I know you're my favorite. You're my like I'm your dude. It's all good. I know you got to cheer for Jimmy too. He's a cool guy. But uh, <laughs> dude, if um, you see me go through the rhythm section, I shouldn't have made it through the semi. I mean, I was like boner air to super endo to boner air to super endo to whiskey throttle. 
I mean, every lap. For some reason, I just couldn't get that left side rhythm section down. I was pretty bummed. Yeah, yeah, it was tough, though, man. It was gnarly. Hey, uh... Yeah, but, what? Go ahead. Oh, well, I just... Uh, you and Nick Schmidt were uh, uh, pretty stoked, I heard, down on the line to see RV coming out for opening ceremonies. Oh, dude, we were so pumped. Like, seriously, we're like, me and Nick are like, dude, yo, bro, you got to take a piss? And I'm like, yeah, dude, I got to take a piss. So he's like, dude, I know the secret spot. So we like right. rolled down into the um we rolled down into like the Blue Jays dugout in the back and it's like all saying you know what I mean it's all sketchy back there you got AMA people looking at you with the computers right, right? and we're like we're going in and take a piss and we're like dude yes track was sick qualified good did it did we're like hell yeah bro and I come out of the bathroom and uh, I'm walking down and Villa Poto's like just mean mugging walking like a boss and I'm like. Dude, dude, Nick, Nick, Bill is racing, bro. Bill is racing, son. And Nick's like, dude, I told you, boy, I told you. It was so fun, dude. I was laughing. He's back. He's on it. Um, Comes out of the bathroom slash dugout. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Straight up. Adam Entenap, the 7 Deuce 2, is on the line right now on the Pulp Mech Show, presented by BTOsports.com. Also, too, JT, you're back. Welcome back on the show, Jason Thomas. I'm back. What's up, Deuce Deuce? You know. Just chilling, keeping it real. You're, you're, you're the two two motorsports out there now. Well, yeah. I mean, I've been. I just didn't get the name in time. You didn't. You didn't. <laughs> that's a good point. Those bastards. Uh, but okay, so that's your fourth career main event. Yes, sir. Uh, and uh, first one of the year. So, and then how did the main go yep. for you? Like, how was it? Uh, um, Dude, the main sucked. Seriously, <laughs> I mean, I was like. I was pretty bummed. Like, I was riding really good at first, and then I made more mistakes in that same rhythm that I was making mistakes in the semi, mm-hmm. and I just couldn't keep it together. I was super bummed. I needed to go single over table, triple up, double, triple, triple into the corner, and uh, I just didn't quite get it. I was, like, going outside, step on, step off, triple, single over table, and it wasn't working out. So... <laughs> It wasn't. I just was like, I was just like, my arms were just dying because I was going step on, step off, case, endo, double, whiskey wheelie, <laughs> and then table over single, and it just was not going good. Uh, JT could probably he's probably done that a few times late in the late in the main events. Uh, that was usually when it was coming together for me. <laughs> right, 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 right. You were working it out at that point. Yeah. Uh, um. No, it was good. It was a good ride, man. And, and and the guy that won the LCQ, I'd never heard of him until this year, but he rode great. Jeff Man, Man-, Man- Dude, didn't Man- he? Yeah. yeah that guy was Daniel Manet, dude, he, Daniel. he like ripped the start and put a hot lap down and just killed yeah, it. Yeah, no, good for I him. I was pumped for him. Right, right. And you know what the funny thing is? That kid, the um, Daniel Manet, he, uh, he's like 15 minutes from where I live. Like me and him oh, are bros. Dude. The, uh, the, uh, did you see his uh, surfer? Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. What was up with that? Oh, sick. He, he was just pumped. Yeah, huh? no, I yeah. think that was just um, pure excitement. Yeah, no, you know what I mean. Yeah, good job. Hey, where are you right now? Um, take a guess. <laughs> On the road with Teddy Parks. Dude, you nailed it. Walmart parking lot. <laughs> nah, uh, Walmart dude, again. Mathis, you're on fire, bro. Are you going to get the Watch practice? for falling prices, bro. Watch for falling prices. <laughs> oh, dude. Hey, Walmart, I can tell you, like, what aisle do you want to know what's on? You know what I mean? Uh, I could, I'm pretty much a professional Walmart. Hey, I, I had your back on the line. Mathis is like, is he going to get in? I'm like, oh, yeah. 
We're good. Oh, in the LCQ. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, JT, bro, you remember that um that pulp in that show? You were talking about how like those fools that have OCD and like go like do weird random stuff, but do the same thing every time on the line. Oh on yeah, the starting line. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that was Austin Howe, bro. I didn't notice it, and I noticed that like Daytona, and then I yep. noticed it a lot this weekend. And you totally opened my eyes to it. And I was I like, watched him do oh, it this weekend that's as well. Gnarly. Freeze is oh, yeah. number like, one. Yeah, freeze is bad. What did what did Howell do? He went. He goes. He like. Uh, what does he do? He uh, he claps his hands three times, and then he uh, goes. And then <laughs> that was a two-stroke helmet, I think, or something. <laughs> he makes, yeah, he makes two-stroke noises. Well, his fourth. I make two-stroke noises. That's what it's four fifty. <laughs> oh, okay. He gasses the throttle a certain amount of times. You know what I mean? Uh, JT hated you guys. Hated guys like that. Leave me alone. Uh, just no, I didn't hate him. It just, uh, it just I mean, annoying. Well, it was just weird because, like, um, I mean, I don't know how other people think, but it's just weird to think that, like, that's actually going to make you like not get hurt or like win. Yeah. Um, I, you I, know, have either one of you gotten the Alessi thumbs up? That was that's weird too. And the starting line special. Yeah, on the starting yeah, line. Yeah, it, whoever's next to him. Huh? Yeah. Hey, good luck. I'm yeah. just like, oh man, that's like straight out of like being a five year old kid or whatever, you know? <laughs> oh, um, I've seen it. Uh, yeah, it was a solid ride in the LCQ Seven Deuce Deuce. Are you going to get to ride this week? Yeah, I am actually. I think I'm going to go to this uh, this track like an hour south of St. Louis. <laughs> Should be real. And uh, bomb, I'm going to go. Weather. I'm going to go rip it up. Should be balmy weather for you. Oh yeah, it's going to be sick. I think it's going to be like 40 degrees Tuesday, and then 60 and 70 um, Wednesday, Thursday. So it should oh, be good. Man. Nice. <laughs> Watch for earthquake. Oh, yeah. Oh shit, that's life on the road, folks. On the dude, Petty, Petty Park's journey. For Ludi, dude, how's your boy doing? You know what? I think he's going to be riding before people know it. You know, I think I think things are going to be okay. I mean, it's a serious deal, but uh, he's tough, and he's going to fight through it, and he's going to, you know, do the things it takes to be back out there. Yeah. No, he – I mean, that was a gnarly crash. I'm just – I was bummed for you, bro. That sucks. Uh, I appreciate it, yeah. I'm bummed, too. It's it's a bad deal. They put you in the fast practice again, seven deuce deuce. That's good to see. Yes, dude. I'm pumped. I hope so. Does that, that help practice, you? practice, dude, like, people don't understand how much better it is. But, like, <laughs> the track's better. The guys are better. I mean, yeah, like Mathis, um, like, not like Mathis, like uh, Thomas was saying, you don't really get to watch the guys mm-hmm. in the A practice, which kind of helps sometimes. Yeah. But really, like, when you got Adam Cincerillo out there going so big on the 250, <laughs> right. you just kind of watch what he does. And anything he can do on a 250, yeah. I can usually pull off on the 450. And Sometimes not so much, but like, it's just so much better being out with the faster guys because it forces you to keep that higher intensity and that pace right, up. You right. know, yeah, you qualified seventeenth, right? Hell yeah, was that sick or what? Yeah, that's dude, badass. that's your best. That's your career best, dude. That's a. That's a PB right there, a personal best all day for the seven deuce deuce. I mean, yeah, it was in Canada, whatever. There were some guys out, but still. Nah, bullshit. 17th yeah. pretty damn good. That's what I'm talking about. Um, well, dude, you know how it goes, Mathis. Everybody's like, dude, Canada, da 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 da. Usually there's not some guys there, blah, whatever. But 17th, personal best all day. Hey, where were all the Canadians, Mathis? 
if we 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 don't show up. Doesn't Fasciati or whatever no, any of those we, guys come out? We race nine times a year in the summer, and we want a hundred grand for those nine races. That's what we want. We do not race. Hell yeah! We do not race these things called nationals or supercrosses, Berlut. No, we must save ourselves for these ten very vital twenty motos a year. I, I remember a guy named Wah that was pretty badass. Oh, Rollerball or Wah. Those Wah. guys raced anybody, anywhere, anytime yeah. to get better. Not our yeah. guys now. No. No, no, no. Uh-oh. We did have Davey Fraser, uh, a, a national rider. He didn't make the night show. Oh. Props to him for Lights? going out there. Or a 2 yeah, class. class. Uh-huh. And Cole Thompson, though, season best fifth place. Well, yeah. He's, for Cole Thompson. Yeah, he's good. But uh, don't get me started, brother. Oh, I'm very sorry. Angry. Sorry. Um, uh, all right. Let's take some calls. We got uh, Sean. Sean, you want to uh, congratulate uh, Antonap? Yeah, I do. It's Sean Lynn from Lompoc. You guys were kicking ass for us there, uh, making us back on the map. Hell yeah, you know. You guys look good. You and Manet were flying. Dude, was and that sick or what? I was so pumped. So- I was ripping it. Oh, no, you guys look so good. And, you know, everybody's going to talk the crap. You know what? You sign up, you put your money where your mouth is, and you go. Everybody knew where the race was. Well, they well there. next weekend in St. Louis, dude, I mean, I don't know if everybody was watching or not. I mean, I'm sure you were, but that whole shot and that semi was sick, too. That was like the highlight of my weekend. I was hey, pumped hey, on that. Yeah, if I can just carry the semi whole shot momentum, I'll be in next weekend for sure. Oh, uh, no, it was – and Matt, is, I, I was listening to you guys on the phone right here, and it, it's so fun to just talk to you guys because, like, I spent time with your buddy Ross there in Canada – or, or uh, I should say in Australia, and – Maludi and all these guys. I mean, your show's been great listening to it. I hadn't listened to this thing at all, and um, I saw on Racetrack that your uh, Indignap was going to be on. I was like, oh, hey, I want to listen to see what show's been great. Thank I totally you, dig it. Go, uh, go back through the archives and dig dig through and listen, and yeah, we appreciate it. We'd love to, love to get the new listeners. Thank you, man. Yeah, yeah, no, like, say, uh, the story was like, uh, Ross Pitt, he uh, had to stay with him in this house in Australia. We raced at the Perth, uh, oh, yeah? Silver Earth. Perth Dome there, uh-huh. and uh, hung out with Jeff Leask and went water or uh, jet skiing with them, and it's just it was great. Did, uh, and and uh, Rollerball, he he's a character, all right. <laughs> yeah, those were probably uh, the party days for Rollerball, and he probably still dominated. By the way, I'd just like to say that. Hmm. So. I can tell you one thing: is we were both on the Suzuki team there in Canada, and um, I was having trouble with one of these Italian riders. Can't think of his name right now. And rollerball came up, and I'm, you know, at that time I was probably 5'8", 125 pounds, so I pretty much wasn't going to slow that guy down. But what my theory was, I moved over and I let him by, and he took out about three guys, and oh, I moved yeah. up easy three <laughs> positions. So it was good for me to move out of the way, let him take care of a few people, and I got a better spot. Smart move. Let, let him rollerball people. <laughs> he was. Thanks. It was, it was, Thanks, it was too great. Thank you, man. All right. Uh, JT, you you saw you met the rollerball. You reconnected with him this weekend. Your old oh, riding, yeah. your old riding good coach. time. Hadn't uh, seen him in fourteen years. Yeah, do you feel like he could? He looked pretty good. Like he could perhaps finish top ten in the main. He looked better than I expected him to. I'll be yeah, honest with he you. Was good he rollerball, was, strong. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, seven deuce deuce. Hey, uh, people, you got? Yo. I saw you got a, a t shirt out. Where can people go to, to get one of these T-shirts to support your efforts and support yourself out on the track? Um, they can email supportae722 at aol.com. Okay. Or uh, you can contact me on my Instagram, my Twitter page, my Facebook. Yeah. And or if you can't get a hold of um, me, which you're going to be able to no matter what, um, you can get a hold of uh, 
Wanda Reese. Mm-hmm. She has, uh, she's my main sponsor. She, uh, she hooks me up big time. She bought my, uh, my motorcycle and, uh, helps me out a bunch. And, uh, she's just doing a great job. She put this whole t-shirt thing together. So, yeah, it's uh, awesome. without her, you know what I mean? You, uh, yeah. and you got a lot of our listeners, man. They, they really like you. They're, they, you've got this little, uh, seven deuce deuce club going on with our listeners and, uh, People who like the dude, show I love it too. I love them just as much as they love me. I'm just, you know what I mean. I'm just a normal dude yeah. trying to make it in super, and that's what the sick part is. Is that it's just so much fun to and uh, like enjoy the fans, enjoy the people, and uh, yeah. have fun doing what I'm doing and spread the love. You know, yeah. I don't think that's. I think uh, not enough people do that because it's just you take it too serious and then it flies by and you didn't get to enjoy it. You know. Yeah, I liked your column a couple weeks ago on pulpamex.com where. I mean, a lot of privateers talk about how rough it is, how tough it is on the road, and it ain't easy. But a lot of them make it sound like, you know, this is the worst thing in the world, as if someone forced them to go racing. Your column was the exact opposite. Yes, it's tough. It's not easy. But you're having a blast living living this life. Well, I mean, dude, it's that's what it is. It's just it's crazy how, how many people and how many privateers are so bummed. And they're like, dude, it's so hard. I don't have no money. And that's like, that's kind of part of the life, you know. I mean, right now, if you want to make it, you work hard and you make it. But um, you got to enjoy what's going on right now. Like when I'm like 50 years old and I'm telling my kids, dude, I was racing Supercross, and dude, there's this one time I was in the woods and I hacked down some trees and I made a trail through the woods and I ripped it the next weekend. Yeah. I mean, that's just that's sick right there, and it's just. It's just enjoying and learning and just having fun while you're doing it, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely, man. you got a great attitude for sure. Do you meet Pulp fans every weekend? Oh, dude, every weekend. That's awesome. I mean, dude, That's I great. have people, seven dudes, dudes, all day. <laughs> I mean, and it's sick. If you're listening right now and you're a fan of the seven dudes, dudes, please call me out in the middle of everywhere you possibly can. Come up, give me a hug, take a selfie. Sign something, do something, because I freaking love it. And and, uh, and you heard Wygant yelling at the seven deuce dudes in Daytona, dude cool. in Daytona. That was sick. I I really I didn't even have a name in Daytona. It was the seven deuce dudes from Lompoc, California. It was. Hey, we got a voicemail from you from uh, from a, one of our uh, voicemails every week. I just thought we'd play it to this guy. Sort of captures the uh, seven deuce deuce and uh, everything else uh, in this voicemail. Let's, let's let's play this. All right. Yo, Steve, and everybody else, whoever's on the show with you tonight, I just got one thing to say. Seven motherfucking deuce, deuce in the fucking maze. I mean, my fucking Subway sandwich. And fucking, uh, yeah, that's about it. Anyways, get Adam on the fucking show. Stoked to see him make the main. Seven fucking deuce, deuce. <laughs> That's it. I love it. That is so rad, dude. <laughs> oh, God. How many, uh, how, many, how many Subway jokes do you hear a weekend? Is it 20, 30? Oh, my gosh, dude. Way more than that, Mathis. My Twitter feed and, like, dude, it's to the point where the AMA guys come up to me on the line and say, dude, Black Forest ham. She's is really, really whack. And I'm like, what? Gallagher, you're saying this to me right now? <laughs> and I'm just laughing, dude. It's so uh... sick. I just, the thing is, is like, 
there's some people that are bummed, you know what I mean, bummed that I cuss and that stuff, and I, I apologize for the cussing because, I mean, I know that's not right, and I love the kids and stuff. Yeah. But, man, I'm doing this for fun, dude. I mean, how funny is that? When you get past the cussing, that is funny as hell. We, uh, I mean, uh, it's hysterical to this day. We have a group text going, myself and JT and a few other guys, and JT, I think you just dropped, you were talking, I don't know what we were talking about, you were like, it's really, really, really whack. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's in my vocabulary <laughs> now. It's, it's just in there. It's dude, in there. I said really, 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 really whack. <laughs> I mean, dude, I said it like five times, and it just rolled off the tongue so sweet. Oh, People quote that line all the time, dude. Rudy, have you heard this Subway rap? No. Oh, we, no. Need, to, we need to play it. Yeah. We'll play it when we go out tonight. We'll play it. Last okay, time. that's you cool. better play it again because I laugh. It doesn't. I made that thing like a year ago, dude. Yeah. And if I need to smile, which I'm always smiling anyway, I just need the super grin. Yeah. Then I just put that on, and it's oh. just money, dude. Good times. Well, hey. I mean, everybody I show it. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. Everybody. Everybody I show it to, dude, just they absolutely love it. And I love to put uh, smile and laughter in the I, world. I don't understand how you did it. You said you did it in like five minutes, ten minutes. Like you just kind of just just freestyled it. Yeah, no, straight up. Um, I was in the van rolling to Texas, and uh, me and Teddy P, we were, we're driving through the middle of the night, and uh, we we got, you know what I mean, we're rolling down the road. We got the mic going. We got the whole setup, and we're, we're like G'd up. We're feeling like gangsters. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> I'm going to throw a freestyle down about the next thing I see on the road. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, you see one of those little exit signs, and it said Subway, Subway, Subway. And I took off, and it was so funny. I couldn't even believe it. I just did that in one pass. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's, uh, it's on our app, everybody, Pulpamex app. It's under bonus content. It's, uh, take a listen there. Um, thanks, man. Thanks for coming on the show. Always good with the 7 Deuce Deuce. Congratulations on the main event. Uh, a good ride. Heck, yeah. yeah. I hope. It's uh, it's gonna be in there next week too. I just, uh, I appreciate everybody listening and uh, being a fan and keep it up. And uh, thank you guys. All right, thanks, Adam. See you, Adam. Heck yeah, have a good one, boys. Keep later, Rudy, right, Thomas, Mathis. I love you guys. Keep it real. All right, later, man. Peace. Seven deuce, deuce, JT. Strong. You, that that fly gear. You, you need. To I would keep... say somewhere between strong and quite strong. <laughs> <laughs> man, he's something else, right? I love how Gallagher is telling him. Black Forest Ham. Yeah, that guy oh, makes yeah. my day when I see him. You know, I'm so I'm pretty serious at the race, and he makes it light. It's cool. Yeah, he's a good guy. Um, all right, and with that, let's move into our X-Brand goggle tear-off segment. It's the X-Brand tear-off segment. Fifteen-second rapid-fire Q and A. Fire. Rapid fire. Hey, uh, X-Brand goggles, eksbrand.com. Now with grips. Fantastic. Soft titium. Soft titium grips, mm. uh, half waffle pattern. Uh, Chris Blos is using them. AJ Cantonzaro's got a set. Uh, Nick Way, Kyle Chisholm, Michael Lee, Vince Freeze, Top Jimmy, Jessica Patterson. God, who else wears X Brown? Cantonzaro, Jace Owen, Frederick Norin, Devin Gibbs. Devin Gibbs. You name it, they wear X Brown. Just about everybody does. Robert Lind. X Brown is, you know. Michael Lessie, Kyle Cunningham. Killing it. All right. These, got, these questions submitted by Corey Mosier. They need to be answered, JT, in rapid fire. Rapid fire. And uh, let's do it. All right, Baluti. Yeah. If Brock stays with RCH next year, will you remain his mechanic regardless of who else rides for the team? 
Ooh. I I would like to. I don't like to switch around. I like to stay true to my guy. Kind of fooled me. Shit. What are you talking about? Yeah, you've had a ton of rotters. I know, but I always stay. I stay true to them. Burner. They, I had an opportunity to work with your with other people, and I I don't like to switch around. I wonder who's going to work for the new guy. Which uh, guy? Your new guy. You got next year. The new one. I wonder if Kelly's going to come over or how that's going to work. Yeah, who knows? Mm-hmm. All right, let's go. All right. Uh, JT, what is the sketchiest thing you've watched another rider eat the night before a race? Uh, insert, insert drink instead of eat. <laughs> He's probably got a lot. Yeah. You know, JT. You know. Sketchiest thing. I don't know. I've seen, I've, you know, when you go to these races in Greece and Guatemala and these third world countries and some of the riders are from there. And they're just, they're eating stuff. I don't even know what it is. Like, I can't even, I can't even recognize it. So, protein? stuff like that. When you go places and the natives are eating their, their normal stuff, it's, it's not so good. What's the most disgusting thing you've ever eaten? Uh, I don't know. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sketchy. Like, well, not sketchy. I'm pretty sketched out by, especially on race weekends, doing anything abnormal. So No, but I mean, just, I, I just in your life, just, just, just sketchy. Oh, uh, probably that chicken sandwich. With Nick and you, <laughs> what? Remember that chicken sandwich in Germany? Oh yeah, the gas station. Ooh. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That uh, was sketchy. Yeah, that 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 chicken sandwich is definitely not on the up and up. Yeah, no, that was yeah, that was <laughs> sketchy. All right, that ne- is sketchy. Next question. All right, Steve. In light of Way's hotel sleepover, what is that was just the- bizarre, by the way. JT it was bizarre. He stayed with us. It's bizarre. He slept on the floor with a robe as a blanket. It's bizarre. He wouldn't <laughs> sleep on. Like one side of the sheet with you in the, in a king size bed or queen size bed. Yeah, like I wasn't trying to make it weird, but I'm like, yeah. we can build like a wall here, yeah. like because he has a he has a bad back. He had a bad back before he broke it. You know, like he's yeah, yeah. he's not good with his back, so he's gonna just lay down on the floor sideways on a towel. I'm like, come on, dude, you're gonna like what? put yourself you set yourself back here racing wise. Yeah, you like, give him a pillow at least. Yeah, he had a pillow. Oh, but it's like, yeah, of course. I was like, dude, I, I, I even offered to lay on the floor instead. Like you're gonna, like I was kind of worried. Like you're not gonna be good after this. Yeah, like, not so good for you. Like, what do you like? Yeah, hey Nick, I'm really gonna try to pork you here. We're was it the night before and, the race or after? After. after. Okay, then he was good. Don't you? you... No, he, he has some issues. Like he has to do like all these weird exercises to to be able to ride during the week and stuff. So, yeah. all right, not worried about it. Next all right. Well, no, no, we're not even done with the next question. Oh. Uh, in light of Way's hotel sleepover, what has been the most dudes you've slept in one room with? Oh, jeez. In one room? Yeah. Oh, lots of dudes. I slept in a <laughs> uh, like in a in a hostel one time in Belgium. Lots there was of dudes. At least at least a hundred in there. <laughs> lots of dudes. It was uh, like a it was like a you know like a hallway with cots in it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, jeez. That's not safe, by the way. I slept right. on my bags. Oh. Because I was so scared to get my stuff stolen. Oh, I bet. Yeah, I've never slept in a hostel. No way. No way. Um, not, good, not a good move. I wouldn't recommend it. No. All right. Next question. All right. Berluti. Uh, having witnessed a writer's career be greatly affected with uh, a shoulder injury, what's advice you would have for AC? Uh, I, He's talking about Renard? Uh, yeah, Renard the, yeah. had bad shoulders. Uh, but yeah. um, I think that he should uh, get it fixed right away. Yeah. But but uh, there's no way he he uh, he races this weekend. I think or he tries to. I agree with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, th- yeah. I think there's a championship money on the line. Yeah, parents yeah. that push him, but I right. I think you should get it fixed and right, right. done okay. right. All right, all right, JT. Uh, what rider is the weirdest or most conscientious uh, about their food choices? Uh, 
I don't know. I haven't really ever been around too many guys that are that super weird. Um, How am I? Chad used, to, Chad used to do some stuff to his food, that, <laughs> but it was more like because he thought it had like, like bacteria and stuff in it. He, he would eat whatever. He didn't really care about that. But yeah. I don't know. I, I haven't really had too many experiences with weird stuff. Yeah. Moses' questions are weird, though. Mm, very. Always. Yeah, he's, he's pretty weird in general. Yeah. All right, Steve, yes. uh, in one word, explain why Stewart was so fast this weekend. In one word? Yes. Explain why he was so fast in one word. Stewart. That's tough. That was the answer. Stewart. Stewart. All right. Moser. Jesus. Moser. Hmm. All right, Berluti. Uh What are the differences between your bike and Stewart's bike? Uh, I think the frame, like Steve was talking about, uh, there's probably a, a lot of little personal things, you know. But uh, most of the engine components and stuff are pretty similar. So probably frame. All right. All right. And uh, JT, who do you think is going to win the 250 East Championship? Berluti says Bogle. Uh, Berluti. I think Davos, gonna, Davos was my pick before the season, and I'm sticking with it. Berluti. We have the red plate now. Berluti is on the Bogle bandwagon. I heard him. Yeah. I heard. Yeah. But we have the red plate now. Things are looking up. We do. We're looking good for this thing. I agree. I'm, Dav- I'm on Davos' wet bandwagon. JT, do you see oh, that you're, practice? You're, you're coming on over, huh? Oh, I'm always – you know, I'm always on his That's bandwagon. That's so funny. <laughs> hey, did you see that practice thing, JT, when he f- went over in the other lane? Oh, yeah, I watched it live. Fucking gnarly. I jumped out of my chair, <laughs> almost out of the press box entirely. <laughs> All right, next question. All right, Steve, can my buddies Debo and I sleep on your floor at Seattle Supercross? No. 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 Right. He's going to have Denny Stevenson there. They're not going to need to sleep anywhere. Mm-mm. They can simply just, just go right to the race. So. All right. That has been. X-Brand goggles, EKSbrand.com. Now with grips. Pulp Show 14 saves you 30% off. Um, let's roll right into Daniel Blair's in the studio. He's going to come in the next commercial break, by the way. Good to see you, Daniel. And uh, let's roll right into the NFAB question of the day. The unfab question of the day. Dress up your Jeep, truck, or SUV with the hottest-looking, hardest-working accessories from NFAB. Proudly built in Houston, Texas. They offer pre-runner, rear-runner, light bars, conventional lighting, anything you need for your truck, Jeep, or SUV. N-Fab.com. Thanks for those guys. Uh, proud sponsors, uh, Brayton, Nicoletti, Grant on the JGR team. It is basically the JGR Yamaha NFAB Yamaha team. And... Uh, with that, the question I got for you two jerkies. So we just saw James Stewart dominate Toronto in a great ride. But Berluti and JT, what are the best rides you've ever seen from James Stewart? What's the best ride you've ever seen from James Stewart? Me or JT first? Anyone, either one, whatever. Is there one that stands ahead, out? Uh, the, the one that stands out in my mind is the whole thing that coined the Bubba Scrub at uh, – at, uh, where was it? Bud's uh, Creek. Bud's Creek. The one twenty KX one twenty five. Yeah, that 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 just it was like you know he brought a whole new new deal to the to the sport. Yeah. I, I and then the way he rode, you know, I was really impressed. It's pretty what strong. Think, what do you think, JT? Um, I'm gonna go with Indy two thousand seven. Indy two thousand seven. Uh, he he was dead last, and. Basically, blew past everyone. Started jumping this triple, triple, triple section along the side of the stadium that nobody had done all day, including him. And yeah, just crushed everyone. 
past Chad about lap 15 and we're just gone. So, yeah. Mm. I need to watch that. Go back and watch that. That doesn't come to mind. Do you have a favorite, Steve? Uh, Honestly, probably the summer when he was perfect. 08, Outdoor Nationals. Yeah. Um, God, he was just so good every moto. Just crushing guys. There were motos where he just he just would jump a couple of jumps that you know weren't really they were just kind of rollers you know and stuff and just one that comes to mind if you want to think supercross and uh, hmm I don't know there's been so many so hey, how, how about Orlando was. with him and him and Carmichael yeah that was pretty yeah fetching. yeah oh, Orlando was pretty good too yeah yeah Manny was good though yeah high point with Ricky Ricky won but that high point race. They were going so fast, both of them. So, huh. Yeah, there's so many. All right, it's been the NFAB question of the day. JT Berluti. Berluti says, Bud's Creek. Bud's Creek, 2004. 2004, was it? I don't know. That 2000. You guys are good. Yeah, it was 04. Yeah. JT says Indy 2007. And I, me, me being such a James Stewart fan, I got 10 races to pick from, so you can pick any one of those. Um, thanks to NFAB for uh, – Coming on board with us, n-fab.com. Need a discount from for your truck, Jeep, or SUV? Email the show. Uh, use the contact form on Pulpamex, and I can get you a, a sweet deal on an NFAB, uh, something from NFAB for your uh, Jeep, truck, or SUV. And don't forget, we're giving away a set of plastic from uh, Cherubis. Contest at pulpamexshow.com uh, makes that happen. And uh, also, too, uh, we appreciate you guys listening. We're going to take our last commercial break of the night here on the show. JT, we're done with you. We're done with you. Got nothing to say to you anymore. Sweet. I can go to bed now. Yeah. We'll see you in St. Louis this weekend, right? All right, guys. Good hey, hey if, uh, if anybody else wants anything to do with my VIP deal, hit me up through the normal channels. And uh, see you guys. Talk to you guys on Thursday. Yeah. Uh, fantastic uh, program. BTO Sports VIP program. You had a ton of them this weekend in Toronto. Man. Yeah, had a couple. Yeah. yeah. Um, a little know. bit more than normal, but it was Canada, so. Anything goes up there. You know it's wild and crazy up there. Yeah, yeah it's wild west up there. All right, thanks, buddy. Yeah. All right, see you. See you, JT. And uh, we'll take our last commercial break of the night. Come back with Daniel Blair of the Main Event Band and uh, your questions, uh, voicemails, much, much more. Coming up on the Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com. Stick around. Mafia Moto Crew is an apparel brand based on the behind-the-scenes grit it takes to be a motocrosser. There is a long line of MX racers since the late 70s dubbed the Mafia. They were the baddest of the bad. Mafia riders had no problem riding and racing in the worst of weather conditions. Most of the time, they rode on worn-out equipment without receiving the exposure or respect they deserved nationwide. When it came down to it, Mafia riders were some of the strongest riders and many reached the top level of the sport. This no-quit attitude and determination has made the Mafia a crew of respected standouts. Mafia riders were notorious for undermining authority, and they always stuck together. That is what the Mafia Moto Crew strives to uphold today. Rep your crew by placing your order at MafiaMotoCrew.com today and enter discount code PULPCREW at checkout. Rep your crew. 
Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOSports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support a sport that supports us. us. We at BTO Sports want to give that to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code Pulp MX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Check, check. Mic check. Fire racing. undisputed leader in high quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From Nerf Steps and Lighting Accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and fed access models, NFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. What makes an Atlas brace unlike anything else? It could be that the unique design sits around your spine and sternum. It might be the carefully engineered flexibility, or because of the adaptive response to natural body movement, or it's that they are easily adjustable in both height and length, or maybe it's because they're available for people of any age, size, and height. Perhaps it's because they are the choice of champions like Jake Weimer and Ryan Villapoto. But maybe it's simply because when you ride, you like to dress for the occasion. Whatever the reason is, There's Atlas, and then there's everything else. For 2014, X-Brand has taken a definitive step forward. With our new Volcano, Phantom, and Limited line, our style now mirrors our unmatched performance in terms of comfort and clarity in all conditions. We've added to our crop of top athletes including Mafia Moto Cruise Enforcer, Nick Way. Also, Crossland Racing's top Jimmy Albertson. Why spend more for a name when you can save money, look great, and enjoy elite optical performance? We offer a complete line of laminates, lenses, nose guards, and zip-offs, so head to your dealer today and demand X-Brand. You can also order direct at eksbrand.com, and Pulp MX Show listeners can enter Pulp Show 14 to save 30% today.
Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket motorcycle suspension modification company. For over 30 years, Racetech has been supplying riders, racers, and tuners with the industry's best suspension products, period. Paul Theed has taught most of his competition the ins and outs of suspension. Why does he reveal his secrets? The more you know, the more you'll choose Racetech. The creators of the do-it-yourself gold valve kit, a revalve in a box. Visit Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Or check out Paul Theed's Motorcycle Suspension Bible, your guide to everything suspension. Racetech Gold Valves provide a plush feel with drastically improved bottoming resistance, increased traction, control, and consistency. Racetech's high-performance springs are high-performance because they're extremely lightweight for their rates. Use the Pulp MX code to save 20% at Racetech.com. Racetech. In 1973, Don Emler started FMF in his Hawthorne, California garage. 38 years later, that garage is a 90,000-square-foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility where, proudly, everything is still produced 100% under one roof using only the best American material. The only thing more important to us at FMF and winning is our customers. So here's a big thanks to our fellow riders for giving us the 2010 Reader's Choice Award in every major U.S. motorcycle publication. It's the passion that drives us. So thanks for making us number one. FMF, built in the USA, proven on the track. Is your bike missing that final piece of the puzzle? Does it feel like you're just coming up a little short? Can your bike use more power? It's easy to get noticeable power gains throughout the entire RPM range with the Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil. Install one now and you're set for the tracker trail. What this innovative product does is increase the energy at your spark plug gap, which allows more energy to be released in your combustion event. Besides the power increases, you'll get better starting, quicker throttle response, and then expect to be impressed. The Black Ops Moto Ignition Coil is available for two and four strokes, as well as vintage machines. Used by Michael Lessie in Supercross, Matt Lemoyne, Gary Semix, and other top riders. Black Ops Moto is happy to provide the Pulp MX Show listeners a 15% discount off their order if they call in and mention Pulp MX. Dealers and distributors are also welcome. Check us out at blackopsmoto.com and like us on Facebook. Learn what others have discovered and feel the instant improvement for your bike. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Pulp Mech Show. Hey, Pookie. Yeah, bro? You know what takes guts? Uh, like cutting your own banks? No, not like that. What about, do you know what kind of seat foam Adam C. Cirillo uses? Uh, I'm sure it's whatever winners use. Adam C. Cirillo and the rest of the Pro Circuit Monster Energy Kawasaki guys use guts seats. Guts uh, seat foam has a f- new product called Phantom Lightweight Seat Foam, and uh, a lot of the top teams in the sport are using it. They're established in 1990s, a premier off-road Seat manufacturing company offering high-performance seat covers and seat foams for motocross, supercross, and off-road. Guts has worked with every rider. Lampson, McGrath, Carmichael, Stewart. Today they got Pro Circuit Cowie, Moto Concept, Cycle Trader, Rock River, Yamaha, and many more. So if it's style and performance you're after, Pookie, you've come to the right place. Browse GutsRacing.com for more information. Hey, if you need some seat foam, Pulp MX 2014 for 30% off at GutsRacing.com. We want to thank Guts Racing for coming on. Official seat cover of Adam Cincirillo and the Pulp MX crew.
Get ready, America, because WUSA is your number one source for quality wheel sets in America. WUSA offers all the top brands that you and the world's best racers know and trust, like Reed, Dungey, Millsaps, Tickle, Sealy, Short, and more. All rely on Trust WUSA, because all our wheels are built right in our shop in Orange, California. And if you want it custom-made for your bike, like the world's best freestyle riders, Renner, Deegan, Adams, Madison, Mason, Sherwood, and others, you can choose different spoke and nipple colors for a completely custom look that'll dazzle you. Off-road riding, WUSA can build you wheels for the absolute toughest of conditions. And W also offers DID and Excel rims, along with OEM replacement spoke and nipple kits for your stock hubs. Need brakes? W offers the industry's best oversized and standard brake kits from Galfer and Brembo. Just see your local dealer or visit us at WUSA.com. Hey, you can also download the most current W catalog from the iTunes App Store. WUSA, D-U-B-Y-A, USA. It doesn't get any better than us. Tired of wearing the same old moto hoodies and tees as everybody else? It's time to check out the moto company for something different. All shirts and hoodies are top quality heavyweight cotton at affordable prices. All orders over $75 get free shipping. You've got the gear for the track. Now show your passion off the track with t-shirts, hoodies, and hats from the moto company. Motocompany.com Vortex Racing, the leader in top quality racing components for over 15 years, is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show. All Vortex Racing products are made with the best materials and the tightest tolerances. All because Vortex Racing is owned and operated by guys just like you, enthusiasts and riders that demand the best. We have over 1,000 different gear choices to suit your needs and track conditions. All sprockets are cut from 70-75 T6 aluminum and come in an assortment of colors. Want something even stronger? Check out our full line of laser-cut steel sprockets. Besides sprockets, Vortex offers V3 oversized motocross handlebars that are 29% stronger than the competition. With years of research into these bars and top riders like arena cross champion Tyler Bowers putting their trust in them. You know know these these bars bars can take the abuse abuse you'll give them. them. Remember, there's a reason champions choose Vortex. So the question is simple. Do you want to join the ranks of James Stewart and FMX legend Ronnie Renner? Choose Vortex. For more information, check out VortexRacing.com. All Pulp MX listeners are getting hooked up with a discount on any Vortex Racing product. Just email Jake at VortexRacing.com with the promo code PULP2014 or call him at 800-440-3559, extension 222. See you on the track.
Yeah. Welcome back, everybody. Hope Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com. Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension, X-Brand Goggles, Atlas Neck Braces, Vortex Racing, NFAB, Jeep and Truck Parts, Free Gun Underwear, Works Connection, Acherbeast, FMF Racing, Tech One Designs, 810 Solutions, W Wheels, Black Ops Moto, Mafia Moto Crew, The Moto Company, Optrix, and Guts Racing. Berluti, how is the Moto Company t-shirt? Are you going to put that in the... Uh, I'm going to wear it. What are you, nuts? Yeah, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. Hey, that's cool. Thanks. So how's the Hawkins Canadian cheesies? Those are good. Nice and crunchy. I like them. Solid. Better than Cheetos, Do bro. Do they make, like, hot ones, though? No. No? They don't screw up perfection with, okay. with spices. Yeah, whatever. God, Berlut. They're delicious. Yeah, they're good. Devin can vouch for them as well. The song you hear right there called Fight from the band Main Event. And we welcome in the studio its lead singer, Daniel Blair. What's up, man? How's it going? Thanks for coming by. No problem. Main event. Uh, of course, uh, Daniel Blair, longtime privateer racer. Uh, rode for Geico Honda at one point for uh, 250 Series. And uh, still racing Arena Cross. How's still that going? Still out there. Um, glad to say that it's one more week and it's over. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got yourself some wins, though, this year? Yeah, I won uh, four lights mains, which was yeah. pretty cool. I... Uh, the whole thing was put together last minute. I wasn't even planning on racing and ended up putting it together. And honestly, probably the most fun year I've had racing. Oh, really? Just, yeah. Oh, the, yeah. the guys I travel with and our crew. And, uh, yeah, it's been it's been awesome. And then, I, yeah, I got some, some lights wins, and it's been cool, man. I had a good year. Everybody always says, uh, of course, uh, Mike Mason was in here for a little while as a, as a co-host. Uh, he's, he's in the main event. Mm-hmm. He's in main event. Cliffy's in main event. Um uh, Mason and I talk about it. Kenny Watson and I talk about it. You need to give up this motorcycle racing stuff and focus on the band. Dude, I've it's been, good stuff. I've been trying. I swear. Don't you see my Facebook post? I think I've retired almost every year <laughs> since 2010. <laughs> I'm trying to quit really badly, but then every year right about when the season starts, yeah. something gets put together and it ends up being yeah. financially beneficial and I'm out there and I and I'm just getting ridiculed by everyone saying, dude, what are you doing here? Yeah, and like everyone I, is like, dude, the band's great. He needs to stop racing. No, I we're, well, the band, things are in motion right now. It's it's looking like I'm going to finally be able to park the bike for I mean, that's what I've been trying to do, okay. and I think we yeah. finally have a, a situation where it's going to happen. So hopefully right. I have one more arena cross, and you'll never see me race ever again. <laughs> Mark this down, everybody. Mark this time. I and said, day. hopefully. I mean, I'm not. I'm not committing to that anymore because I right. might be back next year, depending on the circumstances. But I want to not be back. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. You have a question for Daniel Blair or Berluti or myself? Paul Max Show presented by BTOSports.com. Uh, Daniel Blair's appearance on the show brought to you by Vortex Racing. Vortex Racing, the official sprocket and bars of Daniel uh, Tyler Bowers, mm-hmm. who is uh, winning eighteen points. Right, he's got. Uh, Think he he gapped it out the last oh, night. He did? Finally, okay. yeah. it was close, and then I think the very last night, yeah. wherever we were, just were, I think he opened it up. Yeah. Some some carnage happened. I think he's I think he's got a big one now. Twenty nine percent stronger. Their V three handlebar uh, vortexracing dot com. You need some bars or sprockets? Check out sponsor deals on pulpamexshow dot com. And Daniel, you're a listener of the show. Yep. So it's cool. Uh, you Derek direct messaged me. He said, "Hey, I'm going to be in town. Come on by." You didn't bring Mason. No, he wanted to come so bad, no, and, and I was like, no, Mike, you can't come. He's like, come on, man, let me go. I want to see Steve. I miss him. Poor Mason. And, oh, I, I, just, I just, you know, it sucks. Things have gone this way. It's like breaking up the Beatles. I mean, really. It's, it's at that level for sure. Oh, my <laughs> mad dog. Um, uh, uh, hey, so if you give it up, 
you stop racing, you're done. You happy with what you did? Yeah. I, I, mean, you, you... I mean, I'll be completely honest. I look back with whole loads of regret of some things that I messed up on in the past mm-hmm. with my racing. And yeah. mostly uh, not ever training at all, ever in my entire career. That would be probably the first thing I regret. But no, overall, That's I'm happy. Me, me too. Yeah. Hey, overall, though, I'm I'm happy. I Dude, I've gotten to do so much cool stuff, travel mm-hmm. the world, race Supercross, made every main of – I mean, I've made lights mains, 450 mains. I've even yep. made some on the same night. I've, I've, I have enough to where I can look back and be pretty proud. Yeah. But I think I left a little bit on the table with just my half effort that I put in for yeah, about 15 years. But I guess – you know, like we just had Adam Entenep on the show, and mm-hmm. he talked about how he just had the time of – he's going to be able to tell his kids, you know, oh. the, all the shit that he's done on the yeah. road and traveled. and Without question, man. I, I look forward to that. I mean, it's – I've gotten to do some really cool stuff. I, I, I can't even explain how grateful I am for the experiences that I've gotten. I mean, especially like the international stuff. I've been yeah. to Germany, Sweden, Spain, Estonia, Philippines. I mean, yeah. to be able to go to all those places and get paid for yeah, it, that's, that's right. awesome. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's its cool. And then even my Supercross and Arena Cross career, I've, I've had enough highlights to where I'm pretty happy. And I can tell my kid, my kid will be proud, and hopefully yeah. he grows up and does better than I did when he gets older. <laughs> How was it that year that you got the Geico fill-in ride? I, I did a story on you for Racer X yep. in the feature. It was, a, it was a story about basically a long-time guy gets the shot, you know, and uh, it's something that's familiar in our sport. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't remember exactly how you did, but you did okay. You did pretty decent. Yeah. But what was that like, getting the call? You know what? Oh, it was that was, it was the weirdest story ever, and it was the, one of the like one of the coolest what experiences. Year was it was 09. 09, okay. And it's yeah. funny because you say I I have that article and I've yeah. read it and I think you said in the last line of that article you said someday there'll it'll be a trivia about guys like this and Daniel will be like a trivia answer to a question yeah. guys that have filled in. And it's funny because that actual ex- experience in that year of my career was the highlight and also that was like the official end of my <laughs> real career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From then on it became Okay, let's see how much money I can make and how I can kind of booger my way through this. Yeah. That was the actual end of the pursuit because I got the opportunity that everyone dreams of and I really wasn't able to cap you know, capitalize on it and take it to the next level and Well, you were there, you were okay though. Don't be no, too, don't be too hard on yourself. No, it was yeah. good, but yeah. what it was was it was I was twenty Six, I think, twenty-six years old. Got a fill-in ride. Got to live, you know, a ride for the team I dreamed of since that yeah. team became a team. And but at the same time, I wasn't able to do take that next step to where the next year I, I had it again. Yeah, yeah. It was a, it was the official. Here's your shot. Enjoy it, but this yeah. is the end. Right. So you know, my my buddy Jason Fournette, Canadian privateer back in the day. He same thing. Manchester Honda with Bradshaw. Mm-hmm. Robbie Skaggs got injured. They said, hey. Here's his 125 alongside Bradshaw, everything you need. Um, and he looks back on it like he kind of blew it. He didn't, mm-hmm. didn't, didn't do anything better, didn't shine and said, I, that was my shit or get off the pot yeah. moment. And it didn't work. Yeah. But, it, what happened with me is, is it was a little overwhelming. You can imagine I was 26. Pressure. I have literally had been a supercross racer for 10 years. I made my first main in 99. Did you really? You, yeah. you were that long? You were that 99 when okay. I was 16. Yeah, yeah. I was wow. about 120 pounds on a YZ. LBZ? Was that LBZ? No, no, no. no. That was in 04, but okay. I was on a YZ 150 big board cheater bike in 1999. <laughs> made my first main. And you then, and Chris Kiefer. Yeah, you know what's <laughs> funny? He brought that up on the show a few weeks ago. Yeah. And I think he said that 
he knew that I had worn a cheater bike in 04, the year I rode for LBZ. And that is not true. I actually, my brother had one. I, my bike was bone stock with a fucking, Yosh pipe on it. Fucking Kiefer. Yeah, he's a liar. That, he, that was not the year he, he ran a big No, board. that is, it was 99. <laughs> Get, he needs to get his facts straight. So, no, but, um, but yeah, 10 year, imagine 10 year career as a privateer and then getting a call two days before Daytona and then getting a ride on this unreal fast bike. Mm-hmm. And, and here's the, here was the real kicker for me that really screwed it up is my dad has done my suspension my entire pro career. Okay. We have together. I mean, we, yeah. own, we own a business actually right now, Aramex Suspension. So I've tested. I'm like extremely picky and I've tested my whole life to get a bike around the way I want it. And I got on this bike that was about 20 horsepower faster than mine <laughs> and the bike was set up for Brett Metcalf and it yeah. was like every week we were kind of like adjusting from him. Yeah. And the bike was never good for me. I was scared to death of it the whole time. It yeah. was so stiff and the bike was so fast. So imagine getting on a bike that's stiff, you can't even ride it, mm-hmm. and then adding all that power. I was yeah. scared to death. And uh and then I finally before Vegas, I had we had 3 weeks off, got to go to the Honda track, test for a day or two. Mm-hmm. Got the bike so sick, went to Vegas, rode the best I rode all year and then I I literally walked away from the pits and I was like <laughs> See you later, yeah, Geico yeah. bike, and yeah, that yeah. was it. And then from then on, it was like, all right, let's let's make some money because the career is over. Yeah, they, <laughs> those filling rides are great, but yeah, there's not a lot of like adjustments. It's like, hey, kid, ride the bike. It know? was, yeah. and I could tell yeah. you right now, they're all, I, like, they're all like yeah. that. They're, I, they're, I, jump I look, on it and go. Yeah, and I, and I look back and I say, if I would have had an off season on that bike, yeah, oh, I, I could have done a lot better than I did. But given the circumstances, I did good. I still got ninth in points. Um, I think my worst finish that entire season was 11th. I was really consistent. Mm -hmm. So like I said, it was good. It was a good year, but I wasn't able to get on that bike, get on the podium Mm -hmm. to where people go, man, let's give this guy an off season. It was more like, good job. What? Um, what's you know. this, uh, Twitter thing about Nick way and some fair race or something? Oh, um, what was this? Just this fair race we did up in Idaho okay. where it was a one-on-one. It was did, actually, did you, did you have the two seven covered? Oh, pff. Way covered. Okay. Oh, Nick, nice, Nick nice. way covered. Okay. <laughs> I, first off, I had Andrew, Jason Anderson in the first round. Yeah, yeah. Handled him very first easily. Of all, right, yeah. First right, off, right. just just eliminated him right <laughs> off the bat. And then the second one, I had Nick. And, dude, I was cheating on the starts. I was watching the dude pull the lever. Oh. <laughs> so Nick's all, like, revved up. Looking, and I'm looking at this guy, the lever, and I'm like, Yeah, he's not ready. Dude, he's okay, not dropping it. Right. I got this. So I whole shot him, and it was a one-lap deal. And I had him. I mean, I, there was two corners left, and I went off this rhythm section. And I think it's because I knew I had it won. I wasn't concentrating. And I washed out my front end on the face, did the weirdest, like, 360 body twist flip ever, <laughs> and uh, crashed. My brain's out. And Nick, like, stopped and rolled next to me. He's like, you okay? And I was like, yeah. He's like, all right, later. And he just <laughs> finished the moto. And, but he, know, he knows yeah, that uh, yeah. he knows I had He him. knows you had him. It Did was, you have him gapped? You should call I him. had enough to where, I mean, there were the, the two corners that were left, were there was no passing. I had already gotten through the T-bone corners clean. Yeah, like yeah. I, he was coming in every corner, and I had gotten through it to where I was like, all right, you blew it. I got it now. And then We should call <laughs> the 2-7 right now. Oh, he'll, he'll remember. I mean, yeah. he'll probably tell you something different, but that's <laughs> what happened. Dude, but you're one of the kings of the fairground races and oh, stuff. Dude, Whatever I, paid, right? Oh, like, yeah. yeah, I've grown up, man. That's yeah. I, When everyone else was stupid and doing outdoor nationals, right. I was – Fair King. Did you ever go to Fallon or anything like oh, that? All the time. Yeah? I, yeah, I got knocked out there. Pretty, we actually just had a talk at what dinner. What is that? What's Fallon? Fallon, Nevada. Oh. Northern, oh, okay. Northern Nevada. This is fair race there. We actually played there one time. Our band, uh, we raced that night and then played the after party. Nice. And uh, I got knocked out at the race. I landed on a hay bale, went yeah, over the yeah. bars, got knocked out and had to perform that night. Like, 
not knowing I was in Fallon. And, uh, but no, I, I grew up. Forget the lyrics. I grew yeah. up yeah, yeah. doing fairground races yeah. and, and racing with Rusty well, Holland from oh, a young fuck. age. And, Rusty will Russ. teach you. Russ is the only guy I know who refers himself in a third person. <laughs> How you doing? Russ is good. Oh, what? <laughs> you, ever, never heard, you ever heard Russ say that? I'm not familiar. Oh, yeah. Russ is Russ, uh, how, how is it? Russ jumps and jumps. Dude, he was the king. I learned from him, and I yeah, eventually dethroned him at the local fair stuff. And then one of the questions I have is here. Yeah, I don't remember. There's doing another guy that Mitch picked up out of the blue. Oh God, it was an injury replacement for a couple of races. Yeah, he Whatever. did do that. He was off of. He was like a privateer Suzuki yeah. dude, and he got on there for. It's just a filler. Steve. Yeah. The the question wasn't injury fill-ins, Berluti. It was full-time rides. Okay. Ah. Uh, yeah, you never did many motocross nationals. No, it's, no. I I did maybe my first couple years and yeah, I mean I I've been on my own like on my own on yeah. my own since I was like eighteen like buying my bikes my own mechanic paying for everything, so when I have a choice in the summertime whether to go and race outdoor nationals for negative dollars, or stay at home and just kill fairground stuff I mean that's it wasn't even a choice I had a choice yeah. that was all that's what I had to do yeah. And I mean, I got married at a pretty young age, so I had my wife to support. I can't go chasing outdoors. That, plus, to be honest with you, I think outdoors suck. So <laughs> uh, I, I don't like them at all. It's too hot, and tracks are too long. Let's uh, let's take some calls. Uh, Ryan, you have a question or you have a story about Daniel? Oh God. Uh, no, well, it's not really a story. It's a it's a question about. Okay. Uh, I think it's Marysville MX. I don't know what it's called now. Marysville. Uh, okay. East Street or it, or or there's a few Riverfront. Yeah, there's a few. It's the one. It's the, it's the one that's like underneath of the highway overpass or something like that. Sand, Is it Sandy? Sandy. Well, the, if it's Sandy, it's East Street. If yeah. it's like more of a night fairground deal, it's Riverfront. Yep. No, no, it's a it's a Sandy riverbed, and yep. it has like a train track next to it. Yep. Yeah, East Street. Yep. Okay, so I mean, uh, this is like way back when we were both on sixties, but my dad and I drove up from. Uh, we lived in Ventura. We lived in Ventura, California. We drove up to that track for a weekend, and uh, we're camping out Friday night. We're like, "This is a bitch-ass place." Maybe you can explain this to me. But in the middle of the night, we hear a train horn, and every, the whole fucking pits goes train. Like everyone gets out of their vans and shit and runs and throws rocks at the train. <laughs> I don't. I don't and remember. I don't know if that was a regular thing. I was curious if that was. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't. I'm not that far from Marysville, so if whenever I raced there, I would stay at home. We'd we'd get up early in the morning, so I don't know about that. But I mean, it sounds like a NorCal kind of thing. Throw rocks at trains. My dad and I Tyson get up and out of our van. We look at hundred people rock. running. Um, all right. Thanks, Ron. <laughs> thanks. Uh, let's go to Doug. What's happening? How's it going there? Good. Uh, thanks for calling. What's your question for Daniel? Uh, well, it's actually not a question. It's just kind of a reminiscing thing. Uh, like back in like 88 or 89 or something, I rode uh, World Mini Nationals. And I believe, same Daniel Blair, there was a kid there named Daniel Blair on a 50 wearing Buddy Antonez's helmet. <laughs> and I'm wondering if he remembers that, if it was him, and how that came about. That was me. And I... that can lead to a kind of a cool story. Buddy Antonez, when I was little five, six-year-old kid racing down at like Glen Helen or whatever, um, I would just be running around the pitch, you know, just a little kid. And Buddy Antonez's mom would see me running around and started talking to me and 
kind of thought I was just, you know, a funny little kid. Yeah. We ended up becoming super close family friends with the Antonezes, and Buddy was on an 80. I think he was Factory Suzuki 80 guy at the time. Yeah, like, yep. like I think he was like the baddest yeah. dude in the country and, at that time. Yeah, yeah. And Jimmy he was. He and was. We, yeah. We became super close friends with them, and I actually was the ring bearer in Buddy's wedding when I was 12 years old. Wow. And, and Denny Stevenson was the, the best, best man. man. I was wow. the ring bearer. Yeah. I'd known him my whole I life. I just remember because the helmet was like twice as too big <laughs> for you, and like oh, yeah. it was a badass paint job. One thing else, other, do you remember the, uh, I believe it was Buddy Antonez, Tommy Clowers fight right before the finish at that yep. mini national? Yep, I think that was during that Kawasaki Race of Champions. Yes, it was. It was. I believe it was. was. In Vegas, they would yeah. all ride the same yeah. stock bikes, the Cowies. And I don't, I mean, I was young, I don't remember, but I know they got into it and it was like, yeah, it was like, well, they, they, right before the finish in like, mm-hmm. uh, it was like a two moto format. Yeah, two and like, short guys. I think Clowers yeah. took out Antonez. And they just wrestled on the track and forgot about racing. Yeah, I remember and I, that. And if I remember right, they both got suspended from the second moto. I think and so. And they couldn't race. I forget who was back in that, too. Uh... All right. Hey, thanks, Doug. Thanks, man. Cool story. Uh, one, one more question. I might, I've wanted to answer this question for years. You guys might be able to answer it. That race, and there's a, there a kid named Clint Latham. Do you guys happen to know what happened to that kid? I don't know. He was like a factory team green rider back in the day. He was mm. he like right around Carmichael's speed, Renard's speed. Latham. No. He, like he won titles at that many national over those I bet kids. you uh, I bet you one of our listeners knows though, for sure. Latham so. or maybe Layton? Clint Latham, I believe I've he was a Texas Latham. kid. Yeah. I've seen the name. So All right, thanks man. Uh, thank you. All right, thanks for the answer, you guys. Have a good night. All right, thank you. Uh Berlute, his question for you. Luke, what's up? Hey guys, thanks for taking the call. Um I saw a picture posted online on a rival website, Rhymes with Schmanch World. Um, it said that Berluti rebuilt Tickle's bike after he crashed, even knowing he wasn't going to be in the main event. Just wondering why he did that. Well, our bike's going to be outside and stuff, and I don't want it to look all bent up and stuff, so I just wanted to clean it up and just straighten it out, you know, just so it looked presentable for, you know, fans and people to go by. Yeah, just a professional trash, thing. Huh? Bars yeah, bars and the whole subby got... Yeah. I think it must have landed on the concrete, just slammed on. So that that's the reason why. He's a top-notch okay. tuner. Top-notch tuner. Yeah, did you get the MMI top, uh, top Tech Award for that? or No, well, I didn't even go to the main event. It's usually people that go, you know, for the, the yeah. night show, and they present it right before the main event. Yeah. Right. Gotcha. Thanks. All right, thanks, guys. All right, Greg. Uh, Greg, you got a question for Daniel? Yeah, about uh, the old Mod Pee days, uh, CMC Ascot. um <laughs> small- Faulkner's, uh, Chimp, Dylan Lord. Just wondering if you got any stories from that or if you have your old 50 still or any of that. No, I don't, but um, I do remember all that because that was back right when, I think right when I was about seven or eight years old, that's when the 50s started getting pretty sick. The PWs got. I think there's a full-page photo of you back in these MXAs somewhere. From oh, the there Mini. probably was, actually. Well, Mini, you're on your P-dub. That, you know, that I'm thinking – it's got to be 87, probably. It was yeah. my first race ever. My first time I ever raced a bike was at the World Mini <laughs> when I was five oh, years yeah. old on a peewee. And uh, Carmichael won. He oh, was yeah. eight years old, I think, at the time. Right. And he won. I got last. But actually, no, I, I beat uh, – do you know Dustin Nelson? Do you remember yeah, Dustin Nelson? Yeah, Dustin Northern Nelson. Think, did he have a, no, San Diego. No, San Diego. And San I think, Diego guy. Do you have a sister Both that raced? Motor World. Oh, there's, a, there's an old Nelson that used to live up north. Uh, maybe he's an older guy. Oh, yeah. I think – but I think Dustin Nelson, I think he, I think, I hope this is the right 
person, but I think his, I think he had a sister and she was the only one I beat. I got second to last. <laughs> Come on. No, I was five. I mean, I fell every corner. I, Nothing I mean, like your first race being the World Mini, right? And then getting a full-page deal <laughs> yeah, on yeah. motocross action for my first race ever, like that's, page three. I think yeah. it was like the index or something. That yeah. was your first race ever. First race ever. Yeah, it's full color photo, I think, yeah. right? Yeah, and everything, yeah. Yeah, let's go to the National. Uh, yeah, my parents, they – I yeah. guess that was the hey, strategy. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Greg. <laughs> thank, thank you. Yeah. All right. Uh, Daniel, let's talk a little bit about main event. So the music business sucks nowadays. Mm-hmm. Uh, how are you guys doing, though? Are you, are you, I mean, do you have a deal, a record deal? Do you have something where you, how are you making money? Touring, I guess? Well, shows? at the moment, we haven't done anything. We, you know what's crazy, too? This ties you in. The last show that our band has played as a whole, with me singing anyway, they, yeah. they did some stuff without me for a minute when me and my brother were kind of mad at each other. Okay. But uh, the last show that I've been on stage was the article you wrote, the U.S. Open. Oh, okay. Um, after party. Yeah. At yeah. the Wasted Space. And that was the last yeah. show that I've played. Really? I haven't been on stage since then. Wow, so, no idea. Stage fright. Yeah, I, I chickened out for the last half a decade. But <laughs> so this is a recommitment. This is a uh, recommitment. And what yeah. happened was in 2011, we, me and my brother, we, we patched it up. We became friends again. Uh-huh. We went in the studio, recorded a six-song EP, put it right. out on which, what which is play, what you've been playing. We've been playing on that. We, Beginning of the show, end of the show, we, we end with main event. Yeah, Yeah, and I appreciate that, by the way. Has that helped you? Oh, people, yeah, we okay. get people all the time oh, asking us, and, oh, and surprisingly, our iTunes sales have... So anyways, we yeah. put that, we put put that, that on okay. iTunes, and we've never played a show with any of those songs. We just, oh, no way! We put it on and literally didn't do nothing for two years with it, oh, and our idea. iTunes sales have been killer for like we still to this day we get checks from itunes okay. all the time so you make a little bit wow. of money a little, a little bit yeah, yeah i mean just and it's not it's not a it's no. not a lot but yeah. it's something yeah, yeah. like to kind of remind us like hey man we still kind of yeah people are paying for my for our music yeah right. so uh nice. and me and my brother have just never really been on the thought of kind of re-upping okay. so, the band until the last few months so now you're going to make a, a disc we're how do you well, go about that without a label without anything the music industry is changed to where you don't need a label anymore. Okay. You don't need – you can do everything yourself. Our music, our new stuff that we're working on now, we're doing it all ourselves. My brother does it in his bedroom, and it is as good as mm-hmm. major label stuff. It's The industry's changed. It's How are you recording it? Just Pro Tools? With just, Pro Tools. Really? We, yeah, we do it all ourselves. Uh, and is that good? Okay. Oh, all right. man. You'll, yeah. It's coming in six months. You're going you're gonna to love it. It is uh, – it's all, yeah, all done ourselves, and it's really, the technology's there. And if yeah, you know yeah. how to do it, my brother is so, genius. He knows what he's doing. So how do you awesome. get distribution for it? So you make the CD, how does that work? You go on cdbaby.com, okay. and you put it out through their website. They put it on everything, on okay. Napster, Amazon, iTunes, and yeah. you literally press a button, put it, and just So you're not selling an actual CD anymore? Never you're have. Not, yeah. not this new stuff. We've yeah. never put a hard copy out. I mean, look, it's crazy to look at, like, gold records and how far they've fallen and how no one sells anything anymore and we're in a terrible shitty time for music everybody in case right. you're wondering it's incredibly bad and it, tough for you guys to get music it out. is and, and here's what's happened the industry's changed where people don't buy stuff anymore they if you hear something you go on the website you download it or your buddy ha- you know it's just it's too easy to just mm-hmm. steal it so only like diehard fans buy stuff. I still buy stuff if it's a band I like yeah. I buy it because right. I like the band and I respect them and I want to pay for it but that's just not the reality anymore. Yeah. So we have kind of a little master plan up our sleeve right now okay. that we're going to do. And we have intentions right now to put out another EP maybe this summer, end of the summer. And we are releasing all of our music from here on out for free. Once that CD drops, we're taking everything off iTunes. 
We're going to do it all ourselves, and we are releasing our music from f- for free from then on out. And just trying to, going to build a groundswell and, yes. and tour. Screw and, the royalties. Yeah. Screw buying the music. Let's build a fan base. And the best way to do that is to give it away. Give it to people. Like, and, yeah. and instead of like get mad when people download it on Napster and stuff like that, how yeah. about we, we're going to force it on you. We're going to well, look at, uh, throw it out there let you have it. Look at Radiohead. They did the Name Your Own Price disc, uh, what, five years ago or yeah. whatever. They ended up making more money. They did. Than, than, I mean, that's not what you guys are doing, but it's crazy. They were just like, Radiohead released the disc and said, <clears throat> pay us if you want, don't pay us. Whatever you want, hmm. fans. Wow. And they, they ended up making more. a shit ton of well, money. because their fan base respected them yeah. and loved them, so paid more than a real CD. They yeah. ended up making more money, and it was more, you know... And- and also personal too, driven, you know, and, wow. and this is a different avenue. But Louis C.K., the comedian, he's got uh, his own shows, his own discs, all available for purchase on his own website. Mm-hmm. Nobody carries it. And he just kills it. Yeah, just kills it. You know, people, uh, people like Louis C.K. and like um, the main event. I have so much respect for them doing what you guys do. Just not having a label, just getting Pro Tools and learning that. That alone is a task. To learn oh. Pro Tools is amazing. The fact that you can do that, make it sound good, and then put lyrics on top of it, and then make your own album. My favorite artists are the people who do that because they do that. Well, it's real. That's what, I mean, that's the that's the thing that's changed the music industry. Things have gotten fake. All the labels want, they want you to come out with some flashy little single that's going to be popular for two months, and then that's all they care about. They don't They don't develop bands. They don't... So I know what you're saying, like yep. creating something that's real and believable. Yeah. We're doing it from the core, and it's going to be well, be better quality, I think, when it's done because it's 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 real, you know. You know, hmm. uh, uh, you and I are the same. We're we're close to the same. Uh, we're both artists. <laughs> I don't know if you're aware of this, but I came up with my own song a little while oh, yeah? ago. Yeah, yeah, I came up with a song. Uh, my buddy Swisscore, uh, his band uh, made me a vocal track, and I was trying to show he who shall not be named, who's in your band. <laughs> I was trying to show him that I can join the band, maybe. Back then, so <laughs> we came up with a you know with a little song. Oh, um, Mathis! What? I love it. Hold Are on. You kidding me? I'm trying. Technical difficulties here. God damn, this isn't working nearly as smoothly as we've I had. A lot of technical just... difficulties tonight. I've we never, have. I've never had this problem. I know, Burley. We're really sorry. Let's just fucked up my song rap. and everything. Let's uh, just play the subway rap. <laughs> yeah. We got to do that before we go. Have you heard the subway rap? I heard it. Yeah, and I like what you said. uh after making the main this weekend, he's going to be able to afford some more Subway. Or, uh, he said something like that. <laughs> All right. This is basically, if something happens oh. to you, a horrible accident, I'm in the main event. All right. I'm a lead singer, too. Okay. So. I did this with my equipment. I don't need no Pro Tools. First of all, they buried my lyrics. I'm pissed about it. Lead singer problems. Oh, I know. Right. Yeah. They buried my lyrics. Oh, yeah. I'm in. I'm in, dude. I'm in. Yeah, we were actually talking today. We need to add a backup singer, so. I'm in. <laughs> well, I can't, I can't do it because right now Mason and I are fighting, so I can't do it. Uh, oh, yeah. But maybe we'll have to, you know, patch that up, and I can go background yeah. or something. Okay. Um, but uh, no, but for for serious, but seriously, uh, what are some of the bands and artists that you admire? You 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 copy, not copy. You 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 know, use for inspiration, that kind of stuff. Like, is there right? Um, I'm all over the place. And that's right. I mean, God, you should ask my brother who he likes, and he'll name you like two bands. And okay. that's it. <laughs> like he hates everything except for I don't even I don't even know what he likes, but 
Anything I like, he don't like. So, no, I, I'm I'm influenced all over the place. I it started growing up as a little kid, traveling around the country with my dad, listening to Van Halen and um, Skid Row, Def Leppard. Like I grew up on the '80s stuff. Hair like, bands. Oh yeah. yeah, and I love to that to this day. I love that stuff. I know that's, someone else like that. Yeah, I, that's my my core yeah. influence. That's when I first liked music, and then. From then, as I got older, you know, I, little bands here and there, but I really got into uh, Papa Roach was my favorite yeah, band. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, even to this day, I actually— Are they still making stuff? Are oh, they still doing stuff? Yeah, they're oh, see, better I than ever. Really? And, uh, I didn't even know. Okay. They're actually, I think, recording an album right now in Vegas, too. Oh, so wow. I've, I've actually surprisingly became friends with the lead singer of uh, oh, wow. Papa Roach. Yeah, I, Check you out. I met him at a, one of their concerts, and, um, dude, I ended up— Meeting him, becoming yeah. friends with him, sent his kids some autographed jerseys. They even went to Arena Cross this oh, year. Really? His two kids went and uh-huh. got him tickets. And uh, yeah, so that 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 that's my favorite band of all time. I love those guys. And I then mean, I could meet Sammy Hagar and bro him down. So good. Dude, you met that what's the, uh, I know I met Alex. Alex. I met Alex Van Halen. And How was that? Oh, dude, I was so. I mean, Nervous. okay, look. <laughs> If there's one member of Van Halen that like I would least want to meet, it'd be Alex. But still, still. <laughs> well, that's the one you got, right? Your brother's a drummer, isn't he? He's a guitar. Well, oh, he's, a guitar- he's every he's, he he okay. can do everything a little bit, but he's the guitar player. Right. Uh, it was still pretty cool. I was nervous. He was at your truck, bro, dude, all day. Yeah, you never met him. No, I didn't meet him. I didn't. I God, he's even, in your truck. I, not my truck. The whatever. He was there. Yeah, the the other truck. God, if I could get Sammy some, like, if we could just bro now. He was in Vegas here. Uh, at Steve, you can do it. I you know. can make it happen. You, you can make it happen. enough connections to make I'll, that happen. I'll bring They're my normal. demo. I'll bring my demo. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> uh, no, you probably better keep that home. What is, a lot of your songs, uh, main event songs, uh, personal stuff. Uh, uh, like, where do you draw from? What, what kind of um, are they personal. things you see? Or, or yeah. Well, I mean, there's some that are like I venture out. Like our song, "Are You Happy?" That everyone yeah. likes. It's it's kind of a. Uh, one of those dark, sad kind of love songs, you know, kind of a bitter love song. Yeah. And people ask me, like, dude. Yeah, what about? happened? Even my wife asked me. She's like, who, who's that about? And I'm like, it's not about you. I actually, my brother helped me write that one. That was all for him. He had a, he had a bad outing with a, okay. with a chick. And yeah, yeah. So that song was all for him. And then, But most of the other ones, it's personal driven. I, I'm a really driven person. And just naturally with my lyrics, everything I write comes out like overcoming and striving for more. And I just that's just my... I guess where I'm at right now. You know how artists they uh, they write with yeah, where they're really at. Know, right. Like Eminem, he was you know he was pissed for a while and everyone loved him and then he got kind of happy and no one really likes him because. <laughs> where know. what? Uh, how long does it take you to like? Is it is, is it literally you can knock? I've, I've read oh. a lot of books and guys are like I knocked that out in 15 minutes or you know I sh- or I was in the shower and then I, I ran out of the shower still wet and wrote these lyrics down. Is that what you're like? It is. is that- every song is different. I when I'm driving or flying. Sometimes I'll be getting some ideas, and I'll pull out my iPhone, put them down, and I've I've written songs actually where I've written probably half the song in the studio, standing in front of the mic, where my, our producers being like, "Dude, come up with something!" Like I'm yeah, not gonna yeah. sit here forever. And I've had to do that, and those some of those songs end up being the best ones. And then I have one. There's one I'm working on right now. This song it's called "Still Alive." It's it's taken me six months to write the lyrics of the song oh, wow. because so nothing really yeah. nothing fit what I was feeling. The words weren't fitting the emotions at all, and it literally, I've changed it, changed it, and I finally just nailed it, yep. and it's, I mean, it's the best lyrics I've written, and it took me that long, but I've had other songs that were written in in the studio, like literally I had nothing the day I went in, <laughs> and it's just, it's yeah. it's how you're feeling that day. It's, now, uh, the great partnership of Eddie Van Halen and Sammy Hagar, the, the, the by the way, are you a Sammy or a DLR guy? I'm honestly, I, I like both equal. I grew up on 
both, and I like them. But I like for different reasons. I like them both. I have. I'll t- I don't have a. Right. I, don't, okay. I don't have a favoritism. Um, reading the stuff about them, Eddie writes music. Just I don't even care about your lyrics. I'm writing music, mm-hmm. and then Sammy comes in and goes, "This is what I'm doing," and, and that caused some friction between them. Is that what your brother does? He writes music, or are you guys get together and say, "This is the mood I'm looking for for these lyrics," or how in, does, how does, what's the process there? In the beginning, when we first started this, it was he wrote all the music, gave it to me, and said, this is it, write to this. And I'd be like, well, you should maybe change this. And he'd be like, no, this is it, write to this. And then I'd write the lyrics, the vocals, the melodies, and he'd be like, well, you need to change this. And I'd say, no, this is it. It was literally <laughs> so like – So that's how you guys you, got into start fighting. That's well, how you, that was okay. one of the reasons. But okay. he, had his, he did his thing. I did mine. It was what it was. But we've actually, as we've matured and become more <laughs> civilized brothers, he writes the initial music. Mm-hmm. And then I come in, and he, for whatever reason, open-minded, lets me change things, change um, the key it's in, yeah. change some of the fills and the drum. Like we, he lets me come in, but he creates, I modify. And then with the vocals and the melodies, the lyrics, I create, and he comes in and modifies. And some of our best stuff recently has been the stuff that he's actually changed of mine. Because, you know, I'm, I'm in a box. Like, I write what yeah. I like, and then I don't see out of it. And he comes in and goes... What about this, this, and this? And it gets better. Right. So we've actually, in our, in our maturing, we've, we've gotten to be better <laughs> songwriters for sure. Uh, this is the one we play at the end of our song. Are you happy? Would this be the most popular song <laughs> you have, would you say? Um, it's not our best selling, but it's the most popular. The one that and, gets you the most oh, buzz yeah. or whatever? Yeah. yeah, and this is the one that was about my brother and his chick. So this isn't about me for all you out there. and This isn't about me or my wife or nothing. This is my brother and his dirty, yeah. dirty rotten ex that he had. Back a few years back. He's your older brother, right? Younger. younger, oh, younger. Yeah. Way okay. younger. Five years younger. Oh, no kidding? Yep. Take a listen. cool to just uh hear that coming together like i guess for you right like it's kind of yeah. neat to main event on itunes buy it now don't listen to the part where he said he's going to give it away yeah just go buy it now get six months yeah <laughs> and then we're going to give it away that's good song that, that might be uh i think i got three or four of them on that might be my favorite one yeah i love that that's one that's a it's, good song it's yeah Never it came together. Oh, yeah, uh, we, we, we close the show with it you so you're taking your headphones yeah, off. you're oh, out okay. the door <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, this one's a good one. I, I it's my personal favorite because I'm I'm sappy. I like yeah. slow, like cheesy stuff. So to right. me, this is our That's cheesiest. This could be a Hagar song. Easy. Oh, yeah? This could be a Hagar song for sure. Yeah, I love it. It's it's my favorite part of this band deal. I mean, the recording and hearing it, the finished product. That's that's it for me. That's right. my favorite part. Everything else is cool too, but when we get it done and we hear it through. 
So, I mean, when we got this one, I was like, oh. So, yes. he who shall not be named, how's he coming along with his guitar skills? Man, that dude, okay. He who, what do you, how do you say? He what? who shall not be named. Yeah. He, uh, he hasn't been playing guitar for that long. Right. And honestly, like, I, I'm going to be honest, and I, he's going to probably hear this. I'm going to get punched he later. He doesn't but, listen to the show. No, oh, he will. He knows I'm going to be talking about him. So, <laughs> um, I, I'll be honest. A year ago, when me and Vincent were talking about getting the band back together, and he was like, dude, yeah. I want Mike in the band, I was like, dude, what? Like, <laughs> he doesn't even, he barely knows how to play a guitar. Like, he knows yeah. how to play, but he'll yeah. play, like, a cover here and there. And my brother's like, no, trust me. He can get it, I promise. And I'm like, there's no way. And then, like, six months later, I, I remember seeing him play something on Instagram, and I'm like, oh, okay. He's, yeah. God, he is he's yeah. getting better. And when we had our first, my brother, like, he talked to me. He's really, good at, he's really good at getting better at taking shots at people on Instagram, <laughs> too, by the way. So. <laughs> okay, we'll go, we'll go right there for a second. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> anyway, so um, he's getting better. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, I've noticed, you know, I noticed that he was getting better and getting better. Yeah. And then my brother said, just trust me, please. And I said, all right, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. And we had a few months back, he came to our first band practice, like, t- all yeah. together. Yeah. Dude, the guy... I can't believe how much he picked it up yeah. and, like, where he is now compared to a year ago. And then where he is tonight or this this weekend, yeah, yeah. our band practice well, this where, weekend. Yeah. Dude, from, like, a few months ago. The dude – but you got to think. Look at him on a dirt bike. Yeah. The talent that that guy has. Right. And if you put your mind to something, you can do anything. Practice so imagine, yeah, yeah, imagine yeah. someone with that talent and a pretty, pretty solid work ethic. He's come around. He's insane. I can't even believe how good he is. It's, it's awesome. I, and it's That's really good. made me feel good because – Knowing going forward, I know we have our lineup, and that was a big yeah. worry for me is that second guitar spot. And Mike is like, dude, on it. It is the f- – we're, so we're done. So once he wraps up the Cowboys thing, will you guys go on a bit of a tour? Not tour yet. Okay. What's, what's how happening? You, how do you tour? How does that work? You have a booking agent, I guess? Yeah. I mean, we kind of – finds clubs? I don't we even We kind of do it ourselves. We, I mean, this is all in a, a work in progress right now. Okay. What, what's getting ready to happen is a work in progress. But for now, short term – we're going to be doing one-off stuff, yep. um, just big shows. We got some stuff lined up in Canada already. We got a deal in the Philippines. Like we got a bunch of weird stuff, and it's because we have cool connections with Mike, with me, and our drummer Dustin, our, our new drummer. He's connected with Monster, so uh, we have these weird connections that are getting us these really cool one-off deals. Okay. And what we're really doing is kind of prepping ourselves and getting ready because we have a like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity waiting for us. But the opportunity, we can take it when we're ready for it. So we're getting ready all summer. Right. And then come fall time, we're going to actually take this opportunity up and can go for it pretty big. Let's, uh, we always try this part of the show. Uh, Kenny Watson. K-Dub. Your, your old manager. He was. We'll get to that story. Let's, uh, let's, it's all time, everybody, for the uh, Cold Call Kenny segment. Let's, uh, Is he going to answer? Well, you never really know. Like 20% of the time we're, he answers. I think, are, yeah, are we about 40% success rate? Hello? A little bit lower. A little bit lower? A little bit lower. Okay. You just never know. He's answered every time I've been on. Oh, has he? Yeah. He must know you're on exactly. or something. No. He hasn't answered more times than he Really? Yeah. See, we're, we might be You cold call him twice. Your call has been oh, forwarded no. to an automated voice. Fuck, Kenny. You let to, me I down. I want to hear the story of the managing. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll you tell you really again. quick. Uh, and then, then we'll see what he said if we can get him on here. But uh, we were playing a show at the Knitting Factory. And this is yep. like... 
maybe our third show ever because he okay. was our manager before we even started playing. Like when he was doing Warp Tour stuff, or how did that no, happen? No, this was in okay. um, Os. You guys are like, hey, I want Kenny Watson as my manager. Well, he, I rode for, I was riding for Utopia at the okay, time, so yeah, he yeah. was like my goggle rep, and right. we sent him our demos, and he was like, dude, I'll help you guys out. Like, you know, I I got some some feet in the music industry. Let me help you get started. You know. Watson. And, um, Always got something. Yeah, yeah and, and he was like, <laughs> hey, I'll get you a show at the Knitting Factory in Hollywood. And I think it was with like – I'm a goggle guy slash team manager, but I know music and I'll get you. Yeah, yeah he He's did. got connections. No, he, he does. So he listen, does. so he no. gets us this deal at the Knitting Factory and we uh, – let's see what happened. I don't know what – we were the opener and the place – there was no one there yet. Like okay. the headliner was later and Kenny like – refused to let us play. He told the promoter, they're not playing until 9.30. And it's like, the guy's like, dude, it's 7.30. He's like, no, too bad. They're not getting off the stage, and they're not playing until this place is full. And, dude, he held his ground, and literally, I was like, the Hi, pr- Kenny. promoter was freaking Kenny out. Kenny Watson. Hey, this is Kenny. Can I help you? Kenny are you Watson. Guys calling, are you guys calling to book the main event? <laughs> <laughs> you were their manager. Fucking took him to the top, kid. One show. Okay, wait, one so, hit wonder. So finish, one hit wonder show. Finish the story. So Watson says you can't go on until nine thirty. Yeah, Kenny, uh, you'll remember this. We we're at the knitting factory, and you would not let us play until the place filled out. Remember, it was like empty when we were supposed to go on. And dude, I, f- I forget who that dude was that we were that young kid that was like promoting. But Kenny held his ground. We didn't end up going on until the place was packed, and we. <laughs> <laughs> slayed it to a full house, and we were supposed to open. There was no one there when we were going to go on, and he was. Yeah, like, the guys all. The guys all. Uh, yeah, they're going to open. And I said, okay, but they're not going on if there's no one here. And he's like, well, we have a time slot, and I'm like, so. Then you're going to pay them, and if, they, if the time slot comes and goes, they're still going to make their money, and they're not going to play. I go, I'm not going to have these guys go out and play in front of four people. It's not. No way. And they're like, oh. Right. So as soon as I got packed, I said, all right, you guys can go on now. <laughs> and and they did. played their set, and they rocked, and the promoter was stoked. He's like, thank you very much. And I was like, no problem. That's what we do at the main event. We rock the house. <laughs> Don't pay my guys. <laughs> That's what we do at the main event. Oh, awesome. Oh, Watson. I was part of, I was oh. part of the team that night, dude. I freaking did it. Uh, yeah. It was hey, all good. Berluti's in studio, by the way, Watson. K-Dub. Um, That's the only reason I answered the phone, by the way. Uh, okay. Ah, right on. Hey, you just said that. Um yeah, we. Well, I asked Daniel already the question that we've talked about on the show, Kenny, and we've talked about it with uh, uh, he who shall not be named. Uh, Daniel just needs to quit racing and focus on the main event, right? I mean, that's it. They're good stuff. Uh, hey, you, you could ask him. I, I told him that a long time ago. I said, dude, no disrespect to you. You're awesome at riding a dirt bike. But, dude, look at, look, look at your opportunity that you have here. You have something here. And, right. But you know what, man? It's like Daniel's a brace. You know, probably since he's been four or five years old, probably, and it's in his DNA, man. It's he yeah. grew up riding a dirt bike, and it's like, you know, I'm sure he's had the opportunity to go do music, but I know the opportunity's a lot easier for him to go make money. And he, I, he has a family, he has a wife and a kid, and yeah. he needs to go out and support his family. And he can't be. It's easier for him to go chase a fair race on the weekends than go chase a, a a show on the weekend. I would assume. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you probably still have some contacts with the Warp Tour. Watson? Uh, they've already done all the Battle of the Bands. They've already done all the side stages. They're ready for the big time now. They're, they, you'd be blown away. You think if you go on the Warp Tour, you're going to make a lot of money. You don't make a lot of money. No. It's all about being seen and building your, you know, your fanfare and, and yeah. just building a base. That's what the Warp Tour is about at the bands at the main event level. 
But, you know, once you get on the main stage, that's where you make your money. But right. it's just about being out in front of those people. And what it is is, like, the Warp Tour is about, you know, local bands, bands like Daniels that could travel around the country and have that opportunity to go play in front of 20,000 kids that they would never do if they were just doing their own tour in a club that holds a couple hundred people. They're, they're in front of, you know, a bunch of new ears. Like, kids could be walking by and they could go, hey, I like that music, and they're going to go listen to them. And that's something that would that would they would never get that opportunity if they weren't touring on that tour. Are you guys not maybe not right now, but if you build up like if you play a, a, a House of Blues, for mm-hmm. example, what can you make? Um, how does oh, that? Man. I mean, like I always wonder <sighs> that because some of my favorite Canadian bands come down, they play House of Blueses and things like that. In Canada, they sell out sixteen thousand seat arenas. I'm not kidding you, thirty thousand seat mm-hmm. stadiums. They come down well, here. Hey, no one knows. Who I'll, they are. I'll give you a perfect example. Okay. For let's let's use a band like Pennywise. For them to go play the let's call it House of Blues, yeah. their guarantee is probably fifteen or twenty grand. No, oh, is it that much? Okay, oh, yeah. yeah, I didn't know that. What? I, I, I didn't know. It's yeah. it, but really, it's not that much when you think about it. How many guys are in the band? There's four, five guys in the band. Yeah, and then you got your guitar techs, you got yeah. your Road tour manager, yeah. you got all that. To doing a one-off show really isn't profitable. Yeah. But if you're on the road doing consistent shows, you know every night of the week for for that much, it makes sense. Right. But one-off shows, you don't see that happen too often because you don't make no money. Right, right, right. Uh, Watson, uh, how's Brock Tickle? What's the latest? Uh, we saw the press release came out today. Uh, when do you think he'll be back? I mean, is there any sort of timetable on when? No, no, zero. Okay. Zero right now. He needs to uh, – we're not even focusing on that. We just want him to get back, get out of Canada because, believe it or not, Steve, I know you're Canadian, but the hospital he's in um, – they're really not taking really that great a care of them in the healthcare. Everyone says the healthcare is great in Canada. Well, ask Brock Tickle about the healthcare when he gets healthier. But uh, <laughs> not too good there. Not too happy. Yeah. Um, when, so when can he leave? When he, do you think he can get out of there? Uh, we're keeping our fingers crossed. Hopefully tomorrow they release him, and he's not going to be able to fly. They're going to rent a car or a, a, like a SUV so he can lay down in the back because he can't sit up for more than an hour. Right. And lay him down, and they're taking him right to a hospital, and they're t- going to take him probably to U U of M in Michigan, University yeah, yeah, yeah. of Michigan. Wow, bummer deal. Yeah, that sucks. That's too bad for you guys, no doubt. He was just. Caught- Did you get my text? As soon as he turned into a, a pizza, a supreme pizza, he went backwards into a, a frozen cheese pizza. That's what Watson texted me this weekend. I shared it with uh, JT. I'm like, let's look at this text from Watson. We're just laughing. We're just, oh man. Oh, uh, I, I wanted to point the finger. I had to point it right. at you, dude. You, I know. I know, right? Um, hey, well, was, was, was Elisa's crash? Did you see him crash? I didn't. I, it was like third lap of uh, the first practice. Dude, I, yeah. Dude, see that? You wanted to see someone walk out going, wow, did you see Tickle's crash? Yeah, I did. And he, gave I, it to you, and he gave it to you, and you weren't even paying attention. Good point. I was, th- I was thinking more of the main events, though, But uh, speaking of main event. Um, but, uh, hey, why do, why do I keep hearing that all you're doing is just talking crap on me? All the fans on Twitter. Because all, cause all they are is they're all those idiots in the chat room that just love to speculate and talk shit. I didn't say nothing bad about you. Supercross Live, people are like, yeah. Did you, go back, did you go back and listen to the show? No. Okay, you, before you, you should talk to me about this, you need to listen okay, to the show so and what, see if that's talking crap. What about Jason Ellis' show? What did what, you say on there? That was nothing. That was Ellis saying he hates all radio hosts. And didn't you used to do a radio show? And I said, yeah, but I, I had to move, and I don't do it anymore. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, well, maybe we should do a show. He goes, I'll teach you how to be this. I'll teach you how to do that, and we'll fucking crush those guys. We'll crush this guy. And I said, hey, I said, you know what? 
I give that guy a lot of respect. He, that show is a good show. They do a good job there. And he goes, no, they don't. No, they don't. This is the best show on the air. That's what Ellis did was you, saying. Did like, anybody at any point drop Pulp Mech show? No. Ah, oh, damn it. Okay. All right. He he said he said, I think it's pulp something, and I didn't say nothing. Damn it! They say any publicity is good publicity. So even Watson and Ellis talking shit on Pulp Mech show, I was hoping it would get the name. No, no, no. It's just your people, freaking. You know. Well, I got a lot of Twitter hits from people saying Watson's talking shit. So I knew you wouldn't, though, Kenny. I knew that you and I, you know, with our relationship, you just well, wouldn't do that. Dude, I'm not. I might take a jab, jab here and there, but I ain't talking shit. You should, every time someone says something, you should just go back and listen to them before you even waste your time texting me going, dude, come on, really? <laughs> I know. What the because, hell happened? Because I, I tell people to do that all the time, and I didn't even follow my own advice. Yeah, exactly. There you go, bud. Uh, hey, Berlut. Yeah. Hey, Berlut. Oh, so, uh, wait, I turned your mic off because you were eating cheesy. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Hey, Berlut. Uh, so uh, did you, uh, did you, have you had a chance to uh, talk to Brock yet or – Reach out to Jessica or anything? Yeah, I've been back and forth with Jessica for the last two days. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. Okay. Does Brock even have his cell phone, or is he is he texting? No, I I, ha- I have not talked to him personally yet. I've talked to Jessica a couple times. Yeah, more than that, I talk to her regularly. But uh, yeah, I just wondered if you, uh, you know, I just know that you know they're going through a hard time because it was a uh, it was pretty scary there for a second. You know, a lot of people think, oh, it's just this and that, but you know, I know they were really concerned about his spinal cord. You know, because he did bruise his spinal cord, so they didn't know. You know, they had to do an operation to stabilize him before they could even move him. Um, so, you know, the best way to describe it is it's like what uh, what happened to Doug Henry. Um, you know, they they put that column in his in his yeah. in his uh, vertebrae, and the same thing with Nick. But Nick did three, and he did one, and you know, it was a it was a compression fracture, but it it went all the way through. It, so it that's was, what the problem was. What a weekend. RV thing. Uh, Brock, Cincerillo's shoulder. Uh, Josh Grant doesn't even race. Food poisoning. Yeah. Just a bizarre weekend. Yeah. Like, yeah, oh, that shit. was crazy, man. And you know what's funny? All I kept thinking of was when I was watching the race is I was listening. I was thinking about what you were saying about DC pretty much has this thing wrapped up now, don't they? AC, they pretty much yeah. has this championship yeah. wrapped up. You know, I don't see anything going wrong here. Yeah. You know, they got cushions all the way through. They got the top three. And then when Davil, when Adam pulled out, I was like, oh, okay. You know, they're still pretty strong in there. With And then Baggett freaking crashed, and I was like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's pretty – I'm Mitch Payton. I'm kind of nervous having, wow. you know, Bogles, Martin uh, Davalos holding the reins for me. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Bogle's five points back, right? Wasn't it? Five points. Yeah, yeah. five points back. Hey, uh, where's uh, where's uh, um, Bogle? Five Bogle's points. Five back. points. Adams four Bogle's points. Bogle's five. Bogle's five. Oh, who do you, and then who's behind him? Third. What do you, that's that, that's top three. What do you fourth, think? Daniel? Fourth is way back. What do you think, Daniel? Bag it. Who's going to win that series? Bogle. You think Bogle's got it? That's yep. what Berluti was saying. He's on fire. Just getting with, better every week. Just with, with the momentum. Yeah. Uh, Ackerman wants to talk to you, Kenny. No, I love that guy. So don't put him on or do put him on? Put him on. Dude. All right. Hey. Ackerman's on. He's a pretty good show. What's up, guys? Hey, guy. Hey, Kenny. Pretty do good you, show. Uh, I was telling um, Steve this before. Do you remember when? I'd send you, like, militia clothes, and you go to the warp Tour and sell them and stuff. Sell so, it again. Oh, militia stuff, and I would sell it? At the warp Tour. Yeah, and I would sell it? 
Yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah, I remember that. That's how you, I made all my money. Do you, uh... Yeah, but... Do I owe you money you now for it or something? Yeah, 800 bucks. Okay. Just, just let me no, know. I'll, I'll, I'll write, I'll write, I'll write uh, Larry a check and pay him back. Because he's the true yeah, owner of the right. company, not the other guy. And, oh, Watson. <laughs> hey, um, Chris, knows what, Chris knows what I'm talking about. Need, I'm just talking crap. If you need help getting um, Brock uh, back to the States, I can possibly work out my, okay. um, sorry about my voice, uh, work out uh, med All right, how about, how about this, Ackerman? I'll hit you up to, uh, I'll hit you up tomorrow, and I'll find out what, what the deal is with, uh, I, I got to talk to his wife and find out what their arrangements are, if they're going to release him tomorrow. Because what they're doing is they pulled his catheter out, and they're waiting for him just to urine on his own. Um, you know, a good sign was he got up on his own and just stood up and walked around a little bit and got back in bed. But um, yeah. I, I know that's a problem. They're just going to take him to Michigan. I guess there's a really good doctor there or whatever, but... Um, I, I think for sure it would be really good for you to maybe talk to her and talk to him and give them some advice, you know, about, you know, leaving it in or taking it out when it heals or what. Because I don't really know the uh, the whole deal on the injury. You know, Dr. G's been there pretty pretty much every step of the way with these guys. So um, yeah. I know that some people leave the column in, some people take it out. You know, I, I don't really know the whole deal of it. I just want to get that guy home and get him taken care of because, the way it sounds is like he's super uncomfortable. Well, even if he goes from Michigan to a doctor, um, when he finally has to come back to California, if he okay. needs, like, MedJet or something, I can get that okay. set up for him. All right, Chris, I appreciate that. I will relay the message, and uh, you'll definitely be hearing from me tomorrow, buddy. All right. Uh, Thanks. Yeah, I, appreciate I, appreciate, I appreciate it. Love you all, time. Thanks. All right, buddy. Hey, I returned your text, too, man. Yeah, suck it. I, I, I said, who is this? Just to fuck with you. <laughs> hey, oh, uh, you did? Yeah, you did reply yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, I, I like, did. I said, who like, is this? Fuck this guy. <laughs> cool guy. This guy right here. No, right on, Chris. Thanks, hey, thanks, for, thanks for calling in, buddy. Thanks, Ackerman. You're great. Thank you. Talk to you guys. All right, see ya. Chris Ackerman, everybody. Hey. Pretty good show tonight, not too great. Hey, yeah, Dan, Daniel says they need like a, they're looking for a backup singer, and then I played him my song that oh, I made. Oh, didn't you didn't? That's painful, painful. Daniel seems to think I might have the right stuff. Dude, Daniel's freaking on quaaludes. <laughs> he, he is a lead singer, and they they are known for you know. Hey, uh, what's C Blair doing? Is he is he uh, is the Arena Cross Series over yet, or they got one more race left? I think one more week. Where's that at? Salt Lake City. Next oh. weekend, and it's over. For you, for the are you are you going to retire again, or are you just going to? <laughs> is it a maybe? Is it a question mark? We're going to have another retirement ceremony. Yeah, for you. I've another uh, Facebook post. Um, well, no. you guys know how it works with him, right? Yeah, no, he, no. He yeah. says I'm done. He tells the band he's done. Him and his brother kiss and make up. They get into fights all the time. They say, "All right, let's do it." About a month before the season, his phone starts ringing. Someone puts something <laughs> together, and he's like, "Fuck it, I'm in. I can make more money doing this right now than sitting on the couch writing songs." And that's what he guys does. Kind of how it works. That's, that's what he explained a, later. That's a about, little bit. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's about as accurate as it gets, right there. Kind of what he said. <laughs> but I remember, I remember Daniel. Do you remember this, Daniel? Vincent used to do the same shit as you. He would oh, go yeah. back and forth a couple times, and I'm like, Vincent, 
Daniel can pull it off because if he crashes, he can still sing. But if you crash and hurt your hands, it's game over. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, you're right, man. <laughs> think about it like that. So then he was just like, over. But... Uh, I, I don't know. I support you guys either way. You guys are good dudes. Well, you were their manager. You were their yeah. manager. Maybe you, maybe I was their manager for one night. I tried to put some other stuff together. Really didn't uh, work out because they really didn't know what direction they wanted to go. But, you know, it, uh, I could say that I, I did my I did my best with them, and you know, they're friends. So I, I'm, I'm a huge supporter of the main event. We're Always tr- will. We're trying to, on the Pulp Mex show, to help them out, too. We play their songs front and back, in the center. You name it. Um, hey, can you buy your music on iTunes? Oh, yeah. Yeah, bro. Come on. Uh, I don't know. Hey, I don't know. Let's talk about Toronto a little bit. Daniel, how much have you been following the series? You, you into it? You watching it all? Like... I'm in a pretty competitive fantasy Supercross league. Okay. So, and, uh, yeah, yeah. so I've been watching thoroughly every single one. Did you pick the seven deuce deuce for the main? He was probably red 100. Uh, yeah, I actually, to tell you the truth, I thought he had it in the semi. Yep. And then all of a sudden, I was like, what happened? Albertson got him, and I didn't know why. Yep. But then when I saw the lineup for the LCQ, and I'm like looking at all the guys, because I'm, you know, yeah. zoning, yeah, I yeah. said, oh, pfft. He's got he's it. He's in. Here yeah. it is. Yeah. I knew, and I called Preston Mole getting in, too. I, I knew those two were getting in. Yeah, yeah. the Yeah, it was a... Uh, I- before the LCQ was Mole and uh, Gilmore wasn't in it, right? Gilmore he was got, already in. He was in already, yeah. Mole, uh, Mole and Antinap. Antinap and then right. that Ronnie Stewart. Oh, Ronnie Stewart, yeah. And then some other guy, the guy that won it yeah. that I've never heard of that threw a pretty dirty whip off the finish line. Antinap says he's a NorCal guy, or Lodi. Kind of. Lodi. No. Um, where's he from? Uh, he's, I don't know where Lompac. he's from. Lompac. Lompac. That's like Central. Is it Central? Okay. It's right. Santa Barbara. It's like Santa oh. Barbara. But no, he, he comes up. Yeah. Him and his brother oh. have done stuff up in NorCal a lot. Like, okay. Dodge National stuff like that, so I've right. seen him around up in that area. But I don't. You got to remember, I don't ride anywhere in NorCal. I, yeah, yeah. I have like two private arena cross tracks. I don't go on outdoor <laughs> crap in public. Uh, Kenny, more impressive this weekend: Ryan Villapoto or James Stewart? Dude, James Stewart, hands down. Okay, All right. well, just because just because Villapoto, I, I mean, it was good that Ryan rode ride and that he nutted it up. But dude, I don't. I mean, I've seen a lot of Stewie races, but that has to be in my top three, dude, for sure. I mean. Yeah. Dude, that guy rode freaking phenomenal. We were, I was at the shop today, and we had a meeting this morning, and we were looking at tape, and, dude, I counted him in 19th coming around the first corner. Yeah, really, right? Yeah. And the time he got to the, to the quicker, he was in 14th, but, <laughs> dude, he was back there, and I was like, and the, the, dude, his race on TV, dude, it looked like he wasn't even going fast. He was going so fast. Does that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty nuts. Was, yeah, was, he's he rode really really well, man. I'm. I mean, what can you say about the guy? Yeah, no, I mean, no doubt about it. He's the goat. He's the goat. <laughs> he's the he's the goat. He's not the goat. Dude, you're stirring up some shit, K Dub. Uh, oh, of Kenny, course. Kenny knows he is. He knows what he's doing. He did. Uh, he did pick. He did pass Ricky in one less race, which is amazing to me. That those yep. two, those those two are that close. Of course, James has only two titles to Ricky's five, I believe. Ricky's five yep. cross titles, right? Yeah, yeah. So. You, you got to remember, dude. Ricky quit racing before when he was twenty six. He was done. Which is James is James twenty eight and still chasing it. So he's not twenty. More power to James him. isn't twenty eight. I don't think. How old is he? Twenty nine. I would say he's twenty six, twenty seven. No, 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 no way, no way. Okay. I think Kenny's right. Twenty eight. Google it. Okay. Um, yeah. Will you admit that you're wrong if I'm right? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I don't care. Yeah, yeah whatever. Yeah, no, it's fine. It's I wanted to say he might even be 29. Yeah, I, that's what I, I almost I think, think he might be 29. Because he's the only, I think he's two years younger than me. I'm 31. He's, he just told me earlier this year, like, I'm only two years older than Villapoto, and Villapoto's 24. 
He's 28. He'll be 29 in December. Yeah. Ooh, smack. Oh. I don't know what he was talking about then when he told me that earlier this year at the podium because I, I called him an old guy in the class, him and Chad, old guys. He was like, no, 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 I'm not an old guy, you know, like, I'm only yeah, well. so, um, but I bet you Stewart was probably the fastest to 40 wins. And then the last eight oh, have been, yeah, have been the, uh, the <laughs> toughest, you know. I would have, I would have. A, a few years ago, if you would have said, if he can ice it up, man, it's going to be close. I, yep. I was feeling he could do it. Absolutely. He, I was on, he was on track. I remember when he only did 33 more or whatever it was. I'm like, oh, dude, you can get that. Yep. Yeah. No, I would have. When, bet- when he got off the, uh, the tally, I was like, oh, man. I would have bet on him passing MC back in the day. I thought he was If, if someone had laid me some money down, I would have said, oh, yeah, he's got MC covered. Not Dude, I think he still might if he no. if he puts it together. If he puts it together and he could race for another couple of years. Dude, he's I twenty three back, he's twenty eight years old. That's yeah, but like I mentioned earlier, Steve, I you know, he's he's having fun now. He doesn't feel the pressure. He's gonna probably race longer than what I thought he was gonna race. He could. He's, well, he's gonna. We got one more year, anyways. But yeah, who knows? Uh, Suzuki still wants him. Still wants to pay him. Why not keep going, right? If you're still competitive, still winning. Well, so. if you're winning, they'll yeah. they'll want him. They'll want him. Yeah, good point. You're right. If they don't want him, someone will want him. Yeah. RCH maybe. Never know. Oh, I can see that. Mm. That'd, be, that'd be epic. That's like the Hatfields and the McCoys, right? The, the Stewarts and the Carmichaels. Yeah, I think so. Hey, yeah. are, are you gonna have a fill in or no? Too early to talk about that. What for out for for indoors? No, we're not. We're not. I mean, I don't. I mean, you know, we're yeah, not doing okay. that. We're just going to finish up with Josh and try to get Josh into the top ten and right. keep 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 plugging. He's well, pretty close. So, congrats on screwing over Pike. I, I read it again on the internet today. So, congrats <laughs> on that. What what's that? How did I screw over Pike? Oh, you just won't give him a ride. Really? Yeah. Uh, so we should call Pike right now and say, "Hey, throw all your everything that you worked your butt off <laughs> yeah. for all year and." Come ride for us for five races. I'm just reading that on the internet. That's all. That's, that's yeah. Just like the people calling you saying that I was talking shit. You're reading that too. I was. I am. <laughs> Good point. Lame. Uh, all right, Kenny. Thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. I'm, I'm glad you. Hey, man. Hey, Steve. I really appreciate you letting me come on your show, man. It's always a pleasure. I'm just glad you picked up. We're about fifty percent right now. I think. Yeah, that's all right. Well, you we we text earlier, and I told you I'd come on, and I knew Berlut was on, so I can't let my guy down. Dub, you gonna be there this week? No, one what? more week at home, dude. I can't travel. Well, oh, your eye. Yeah. Patch, the patches, patches. One more week on the ca- one not on the couch. Well, but I, 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 can't I, I know why you dude. weren't there last week, but I figured for sure I'd see you there this week. Patches, no. patches, McGee. Every, yeah, everyone's like, "Oh, you just didn't go because it was Toronto." I said, "No, I could have went to Toronto. I got my passport. I'm all good to you go." Do? Yeah, I got them. I'm all I'm all legal now, bud. Okay, Toronto, okay. Toronto is the fucking race of the year, bro. Ask yep, anybody. I missed it. I missed it. I'm so upset. I missed it too. You missed the. Uh, you missed the. Party. I missed my guy getting freaking weeded. You know, I missed. <laughs> you know, I, that's what I missed. You and missed I'm that. glad I wasn't there. You missed the pre-race party with uh, me and JT and Weege hanging out. Oh man! That. God, that sounds like so much fun, <laughs> Kenny. It was so friggin' cold. It was not. Yeah. Mathis cruises around in his shorts like normal. But it was. It was miserable, dude. It was. It fine. was a good one to miss. Man, yeah. Across this year, but, uh, it's been freezing. Has it? Every single week has been a blizzard. Well, you guys were just on the Mexican border. Well, we've they had were. two. Were, we've yeah. had two warm weeks. Before that, we had seven or eight in a row that were yeah. blizzards. It's been yeah. such a horrible winter. Jeez, yeah, that sucks. Hey Daniel, are you uh, are you flying back and forth? Or are you are you roading it? Flying, dude. I uh, 
Actually, I, I work for GoPro in Arena Cross. I'm their two, go-to guy at the track. I handle all their stuff for Arena Cross. So they actually uh, they transport me home every week. Nice. Nice. Yeah, that makes is, it a lot better, doesn't oh, it? Oh, yeah. Well, I have, you know, I got my, my boy, my three-year-old boy, and then I have a six-month-old girl now. So wow. there's no way. I wouldn't be there. If, if, if Without that opportunity, I wouldn't be there. I got to be home, man. I, I love those kids, you know. GoPro, the official yeah. camera of the Pulp Mech Show. Perhaps you'd see. Is it? Oh, yeah. Is it, is it an official camera? Yeah, I guess so. Do you, what about that crappy ca- case that you guys promote? Optrix? <laughs> is, is that what you call it? Yeah, you, it's fantastic. It's a great case. Devin, yeah. Devin uses his on the reg. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, good for Tits Legendary O2, whatever you call himself. Devin's cool, though. I like Devin. I ain't going to talk shit on him. Thanks, man. But, but you, Steve, you can suck it. Damn right, you can. Thanks, Kenny. Hey, there's a drug ring going on. Bullshit. Hey, hey, Steve. One last thing before yeah. I leave. So yep. Speaking of that guy, um, what are they going to Canada or what's their deal? No, I don't think so. I heard they're not. Yeah. They're gonna go back to the drug ring. They're gonna go back to the, <laughs> back to the drug ring nationals. Yeah. Fuck it. Oh, oh shit, yeah, that's funny. Oh man. Cool. All right, you guys have a good show. Thanks, Thanks for Watson. calling me, Berlude. We'll see you. See you when to see Houston, you. Houston, huh? Sounds like a plan. You'll be there, right? I think so. I got a ticket. Yep. Then you'll be there, bud. You got All a ticket. Right. There's good Mexican food there. Yeah, for sure. We'll hit that up. Thanks, Watson. All right, you guys. Good talking to you, Steve. All see right. you when to see you, bud. Keep up the good work. Thanks. See ya, Daniel. Yo. See you at the Grammys. <laughs> Manager of the year, Kenny Watson. Later, bud. I'll save, you, save you a ticket. Uh, Kenny Watson. Uh, no banquet this year. No Supercross <coughs> banquet for Kenny to get Innovator of the Year award. Really? Yeah, they're not doing it. They're pulling back or what? Yeah, yeah. Budget? Yeah, budget budget so. cuts? Yeah. I saw my wife walk upstairs. I was going to ask her about uh, her thoughts on AC's injury, but. I'm still puzzled about the banquet. you hear why? No. Oh, Money's well. tight, bro. They're not making that what much at Supercross. Oh, shit. They're barely getting by. Dude, it looks like the stands are filled they're, up. Nah, they're struggling. Really? They're str- no, they're not struggling. <laughs> no, they're no, not. they're not struggling. Um, Daniel Blair, uh, what else about this season Supercross series has caught your eye? What uh, Obviously, Villapoto's got you know almost a race lead. Um, what else have you been thinking uh, about, been impressed with, want to talk about, lots of talks about the track? Track designs, they've been really hard and slippery a lot this year. Yeah. I i think the tracks have been more entertaining, at least, to watch. I don't know how the riders feel about yeah. them, but I think they've been a little bit better. Yeah. A little bit more. I mean, some weeks are difficult. Some are really – I thought Dallas was maybe the stupidest track I've ever seen ever. <laughs> it was the easiest. Yeah, I think we talked on Twitter about it. And... Ha- maybe. It, yeah. it was the most amateur day track I've ever seen. And and um, I've actually talked to Chad Reed a few times about it, too, because I yeah. know he gets frustrated with yeah. the easy, lame tracks. but. Yeah. The whoops have been some races okay, but man, some of them are so weak. And our arena cross whoops are literally they're big. They're yeah. huge. I, I don't know. They almost need to be tamer for Bauer because Bowers just kills everybody. Yeah, he he eats those things up. Yeah, like, like there a, there is such a noticeable difference between his whoop speed and everybody else. Yeah, he. I mean, well, you got to remember arena cross guys. You're dealing with older guys like me who. The whoops hurt our <laughs> backs and shoulders. Yeah, yeah. And uh, then you're dealing with the young kids that are coming in here to get and ready. They for, and they don't know. No, what, they're yeah. on their they're on their road to Supercross, and yeah. they go and they see the whoops, and they're like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I, I've been surprised with that. What I've because you know how it works with like fantasy football. 
you like your team, but then you get your fantasy football team, so now you're more zoned in on your players. Yeah. That's how it's been for me because I'm in this yeah. fantasy league, so I've been focused in on a lot of players. And there, <laughs> there's a few guys that I, I got some beef with. Yeah. Jeremy Martin, dude, what in the world in those fantasy. first two weeks? I picked him both weeks. Dude, yeah. I was so le- I was so bummed, and now he's shredding, and I won't touch him. Yeah, I'm scared no, to death. He I won't shouldn't. Do it. He's still sketchy. Um, yeah, he ain't shredding. Yeah, yeah. He, I, so now Lemoyne I, beat him straight up. They were that was close. Yeah, yeah. you know, and, and then Lemoyne too. Yeah. He, I'll I'll tell you. I mean, I I was really impressed off, this weekend, but uh, you know, I won't I won't pick him in fantasy either. He scares me. I've I I don't know if he'll get all the way to the finish line every time. But uh, last weekend he was awesome. And Dave Janolfi's in our fantasy league, and he picked him and. Kind of pissed about Ginolfi? that. Janolfi. Janolfi, yeah. Ask me for Pulp Mech stickers. Listens to the show, reads the site. I don't know if he listens to the show, but reads the site. Then said he was going to write a column for me about life on the road as a Arena Croft guy. Mm-hmm. And I said, hey, if it's really good and you want to do it, I'll pay you. Like, you know, no, mm-hmm. no problem. I pay into Nap a little bit of money to do his thing. Nothing. Hmm. Never wrote a column. Really, Dave? I looked at photos of him. Never ran a Pulp sticker. Hmm. You don't really understand what's going on with Janolfi. Oh no, he's in. He's in good the, guy, but he's in the. Uh, he's in my homie crew. I'll find out in Salt Lake. I'll, yeah, yeah. Just say, hey, Janolfi, how's that call? How's coming? that? How's that article how's coming that along? Come? I'll ask him. It's round but, uh, uh, round nine, and I, just, I see nothing. Yeah, so. he's uh, he's one of the guys in the in the tight crew. So uh, yeah, I'll no. I'll find out what his deal is. Yeah, but, uh, yeah no, no big deal. Hey, seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. We're on for just a little while longer. Daniel Blair, Tony Berluti, and the Pulpamex show. But that is the same number you call for voicemails, and uh, I went through a bunch of them this week. And uh, pick the best ones. And here, here we go. Here's the voicemails presented by no one. Hey, Steve. I was just wondering what you guys think about the GP so far this year. Do you think anybody can make a real run at beating Cairoli? Maybe Desal or Paul in for this title. Uh, they both seem to have the speed. I know they had that fuel issue in Thailand last week, and they got a couple weeks off before Brazil. But is Will Cairoli's consistency win another title or either these guys or maybe somebody else make a real run at beating him this year or do we have to wait for Hurlings to move up for that to happen? I got nothing against the guy. I think he's a great rider, but I just want to see some action watching the races on TV. They're not bad but so far, but hoping to see some good racing this year. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody can touch Caroli. Consistency week in and week out. The guy's so strong. Paulin can beat him here. DeSalle can beat him here and there, but. Solid. Yeah, he's all just, the time. Yeah, he's just always, like, he'll go 2-2 or, you know, on his bad days or whatever. Uh, and Hurlings is on another level. You know, Although he, now I heard Hurlings is hurt, maybe. Oh, yeah? Oh. I, I don't think Caroli gets enough credit myself. No, he doesn't. Even against our guys. The guy's phenomenal. No, I've, I've, I've gone there and watched three yeah. or four GPs. Yeah. Just, and, Dude has it, man. Yeah, he's phenomenal, for sure. He's in better shape than everybody. Comes through the comes through the pack. He's a, a yeah, just incredible rider. I've watched a couple of the races. Uh, I watched. I haven't watched the whole things, but I mean, Anstey was killing it that one weekend. I don't know what got into him, but he was challenging Hurlings. Really? Yeah. Right. Yeah. At uh, in uh, the first round of Qatar, but no, I think it's another KTM sweep. Caroli Hurlings. Yeah. Steve, uh, I'm wondering what you think about Dungey's new bar mount. It looks like they have some sort of rubber or springs that give them 10 millimeters of play in the whoops or off big landings or something like that. 
I don't know if the whole team's using them or just him, but I'd like to hear what you think and uh, maybe whoever else is on get their input too. Thanks a lot. You know what he's talking about? Yeah. Okay. They're like little shocks. I think they're air. It's it's like a pneumatic spring in there. Or they're air. They're underneath the bar mount. Yeah, exactly. They're like a uh, what were those bars? Yeah, six uh, fast companies. Fast yeah, company with the what's he want? Springs just or whatever. Flex, more flex. God, than that would be... Yeah, just under landing, they 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 give and you can adjust the pressure. Jeez, really? Yeah. I gotta go take a look at that. Yeah, that's no idea. sounds cool, but I don't know. How, wouldn't that feel like such a vague feeling in the front end? Like, wh- how would you? Well, you can play at the pressure. Yeah, and then if I you guess... hit stuff harder, you can have more pressure. Does he run? Does he run the uh, fat bar twin twin wall? Not sure. Because if you if you get rid of the crossbar, or you know some teams just cut it in half and then put the yeah. bar back yeah. there, um, it flexes a little bit. You know, I would think that's yeah. the same kind of feel as having. That's weird. That's weird. I I wouldn't think he would do that on a KTM with that frame. I don't know why he would need that. There's another thing. Yeah, steel flexes more than more than oh, aluminum. Yeah. So he's really trying to get Yeah, I don't even know how long he's been using. I just recently, you know, found out about it myself. Right. Yeah. Hmm. I didn't know anything about it, but uh, I'm going to take a look and ask Roger yeah. about it maybe. Yeah, go ahead. Roger's pretty open about that kind of stuff. Good. Yeah. So. Are you and him buddies again? I don't know. Were we ever not buddies? I don't know. We're ever buddies. <laughs> I don't think we're buddies, but uh, he gives good interviews for sure. So. Hey, Mathis, Scott from Virginia, calling uh, after finishing listening to last week's Pulp Show. Uh, just calling to comment about Devin. Um, just suffice it to say, I miss Tits Legendary, Tits 1.0. Uh, Devin, aside from blowing every rider and, and guest that comes on the show, uh, <laughs> he may be one of the dumbest people I've ever heard. Um, <laughs> although Swink was up there. He's a he's pretty close second. Poor um, Swink. But... He, I, I'm convinced he's illiterate, but his comments about your uh, United problems and your flying in the air, it's amazing. And then to follow it up with Southwest is expensive, just reaches a whole new level of jackassery. Uh, I, I don't even know what to say anymore. And, and if I have to hear him say, killing it one more time, it's kind of like hearing Raining Yellow. Although Raining Yellow is pretty funny, Devin is, is not funny, although he tries to be. All right, just thought I would uh, put that out there. Oh, by the way, Chris from Ontario, I really wanted to reach through my iPhone and choke that guy out. He was awful. Drunk Canadian. All right. Great show. Love DV. Love JT. Um, Gothic J was great. That really made uh, DV's day. It was like a little kid in a candy store. Yeah. Gothic Uh, came on. Great show. We surprised DV. Keep going. Later. Devin? Yeah. Killing it? Just tell the guy killing it? Killing it. Yeah, basically. Uh, I love how he hates me so much due to one like sentence I said. Welcome to the big time, bro. It's all good. Don't worry about it. Welcome uh, to hey, the big you time. gotta have haters. Yeah, if you, ain't, if you don't have haters, you ain't doing it right. Exactly. It's all yeah. right. Tell that guy to drink some Haterade. Yeah. What are you saying about Swink? Uh, he said that Swink was the second dumbest person he's ever heard next to Devin. Is Swink in studio? No, Swink just calling. Oh, okay. Yeah, mm. so... Or did he say Swink was dumber? I don't remember. I think he yeah. said Swink was dumber. But okay, then you're second. Yeah, yeah. The <laughs> fact that he's comparing podium. me to Swink, I never what? thought he's on the podium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. There you go. <laughs> Swink's a bad uh, one thing dude. I've learned about killing uh, it. One thing I've learned about uh, well, social media for sure, but even being in the media and having a radio show slash uh, uh, Racer X website or Pulp and right, you'll never make everybody happy. Whatever you do, someone's not going to like it. So why bother? Yeah. Why bother trying to make everybody happy? There you go. I'm a shitty stand-up comedian, so I get it. It's the guy's good. listening to the show. So. Yeah, he's still listening. 
Killing it. We welcome your opinion, and Devin is killing it. It's now my slogan because of this guy. Right. Folks, what's up, dudes? Hey, I got a question for you guys. question. When you guys are talking chassis setup, what exactly are you talking about? Are you talking about, like, triple cap, uh, offsets, fork high, setting the sag, um, things like that? So what exactly are you talking about when you're talking about chassis? Kind of All right, hey, thanks a lot, dudes. Later. Uh, all of that all and of that. more, right? Tire pressure. I mean, mm-hmm. all of it. There's no doubt, Berlut, in today's sport with the 450s, I mean, when does anybody go, besides Nick Way, who changes cams and pistons on the regular, uh, when does anybody go, oh, I just need more power? I need, like, you know, the, the, the ignition curves are played with a little bit. The, 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 the uh, mapping is played with a little bit. But basically, your race day is spent searching chassis setup. Would you agree? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yep. Fork height, offset, bar mounts, sag. Four strokes, an easier bike to ride than yeah. the two-stroke days, huh? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Two-stroke days, you know, you're, you're dealing with jetting, you're dealing with different pipes, you know, you, hey, let's put on the the top-end pipe, the low-end pipe, or whatever, you know, whatever to suit the track. So, yeah, all of it. Tire pressure, tires themselves. Flywheel weights. <laughs> flywheel weights, yeah. A lot of guys do flywheels on four strokes. Yeah, we do. Yep. But, I mean, two strokes, we did the same, too. Yeah, we did, yeah. It's funny, man. Reading across, we don't. And just I wrong what you brung. I I don't I think I went three weeks without washing my bike. <laughs> I think I, I don't I didn't change the filter, and then half the time I don't even check my tire pressure. I just feel it. Come and go, on. No, seriously, it is. I've gotten to the point where I got my bike dialed. I I get it. I get it in stock form. We port the head, put a pipe on it, get my Renthal twin walls. Let's go racing, and then uh, yeah, just lube the chain, fill the gas tank. That's literally how it's been all this season. The tire pressure changes every week. I don't. Well, usually when we get there, like I'm like, okay, we're a little higher elevation. It went up a little bit. I'll check it. We get it right around 12, and it's like, all right, let's go. Good for the rest of the night. Nice. Yeah. How old are you now? 31. 31. You gotta be one of the older guys there, huh? Kelly Smith, uh, maybe. Kelly is the old. He's the old dinosaur Mm -hmm. in the class. Gibson's not still around, is he? He did a few this year. Did he? And he's older than me by a month. And oh, then, he's not older than Kelly? No. Gibson, no? Gibson me, Gibson, and Ginolfi are all 31. Okay. And then Kelly's 33 or 4, maybe? Where did this Ginolfi cat come from? I know the name from Arena he's Cross, but he was ever in New, New Jersey. He's been in Arena Cross for a few years now. and Never Nationals or Supercross? I think he did some Nationals, too, when he first turned pro. But he's been right. Arena Cross exclusive for a few years. And uh-huh. He's Mandingo Pickles athlete. <laughs> yeah, he's good. He's real good at Arena Cross. He's not, he was number 9 this year. Yeah. And then I think yeah. maybe... He's around 12 right now. I saw points. where he was. He did, did guys, really well last year, right? You guys yeah. ever hear about Kelly Smith winning the uh, High Point National? Uh, 1936. 2000? Oh, 2000. My bad. Is that when it was? KTM? Yeah. You were tuning his bike, weren't you? I was. What happened, I don't the, know sec- if ever what happened the second moto? He won the overall. Oh, did he? He went 1 4. That's right. For the overall. Math is tuned. Kelly's right. cool. That's pretty cool, huh? I need to do a podcast with him. I, I, Dude, I, Kelly's I, so cool. I, we've, tried, we've missed each other a few times, and I need to do one for sure. Hey, guys, this is Bucky from Fresno. Hey, Bucky. Hey, long-time listener, first-time caller. Usually I listen to a couple podcasts most of the time. These fuckers, they just kind of talk to hear themselves talk. You guys, all your bantering and all the, you know, off-key stuff is is sick. It makes the show. You guys are real. Anyway, get to the knit and gritty, the last last Supercross race. I know it's not going to change the face of anything, but my boy Manet, 228, won the LCQ. It's not the greatest thing in the world but for him it's pretty good your heart and soul into everything putting everything you've got his dad john super good people 
and fuck, I'm so sad that I got to put uh, Wyndham in this realm. But they fucking didn't give him any shout-out. They didn't even get his fucking name right. They, these guys, do, you know, you got to start somewhere. You do everything possible. The kid was so excited, jumped on the top of his bike, happy. Give him something. They mispronounced his name. They didn't find anything out. At least have be humble and realize you know nothing about the dude, but give him something. Are you fucking kidding me? It totally appalled me. Anyway, I know that you guys have been talking about that stuff, about their announcing and knowing certain things and delving into their lives. I don't expect, you know, to know firstborn or all that crap, but fuck me running. Didn't give that boy <laughs> shit. Totally bummed me out. Anyway, just wanted to give you guys a shout-out. So, Thanks again. Keep it going, and I'll listen to you tomorrow. Bye. So Bucky's saying that the announcers in the booth don't know that much about the riders on the track. Oh, I've never really heard anybody yeah, complain about that before. No, that's that's never, unheard of. I, I never bizarre. Mm. Yeah, don't know. That sounds like Ekinap's dad or something. Adam's dad yeah, or something. Yeah. Though they now, sound kind of the same. You're a huge football fan, and by the mm-hmm. way, Cowboys they, they suck. But um, Super Bowl this year. You uh, know it. Demarcus Ware, how do you feel about that? Are you okay with that move? Later, Holmes. Really? Yeah. Why, dude? Sixteen million dollar cap hit. Get yeah, lost, but he was dude. still good. No, he's Broncos. not. He's he will be good this year. Now here's the deal. I like Demarcus Ware, but the dude's been hurt for two years. Miles he's, Austin, pff, get lost. What wow. you guys don't have him either? No, I cut him too. What's he gonna huh. do? Pull a hamstring and catch uh, three balls all year? Get out of there. I asked Pookie to come on the show to talk about Adam. She said she's too sad to talk about it. So, um, uh, okay. So, anyways, uh, big Cowboy fan. I'm a Raider fan. Wearing a shirt. Bronco, but uh, a Bronco fan. Um, Backer fan. We watch football, and the great Troy Aikman mm-hmm. is the color guy. Greatest. Great Troy, Troy Aikman. Aikman. He will tell you all about a four-string offensive lineman that enters the game. They know what school he went to. They know what he did. They know where he was drafted. They know what other teams he played for. Our guys, and I like Emig and, and, and Wyndham and Ricky and MC, Ralph. It's not so much on Ralph because he's just the, 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 play, the announcer. It's on the analysts <laughs> to know – Everything about every rider, at least in the main event, if not something about all 40 guys. It's it's disturbing to me that each and every week the LCQ goes off the line and there's crickets. Crickets. And, and this is guys like Cody Gilmore, uh, beat cancer from Nebraska, uh, did this and this and this, all the stuff we know about Cody Gilmore, or Enton Knapp. Or Ronnie Stewart. And they did a good job a few weeks ago on Ronnie Stewart. They profiled him a little bit and talked about him. They need to know that about every guy. That's their job. They need to step up and spend some money. Get a statistician. Well, okay. Statistician. Exactly. What, yeah. Jason Wygant, what he did for the X Games, MC was announcing it with Tassoul, I think. Yep. They paid Wygant some money. He did all this research on everybody entered. Three by five cards. cards. He sat in the booth. Something happened. Here you go. Here you go. That's cool. That, well, that's and, like a status. So, yeah. Yeah. It's exactly like that. Yeah. So, uh, RC and MC and K-Dub, they don't need to know, but there's got to be someone in that booth who does know. Yeah. Uh, you know, one of the biggest things about Mike was last year, like Albertson's out in front of Dungey in Phoenix, and they don't say a word about him. They don't say his team name. Like, say you're the owner of that team name and you're investing gajillions of dollars, thousands of dollars, and you don't even get your team name said when you're beating Ryan Dungey? Yeah. Like, fuck me. Like, 
We got to do a better job of that. Step up and pay for uh, somebody to look it all up, dude. What is what would that cost? Twenty thousand yeah, dollars a year. They'd love to go to the race, you know, right? Yeah. Did you uh, Did you ever watch the CBS uh, Behind the Dream where yeah. it showed Emming and he was doing his voice practices that he does mm-hmm. yeah. like in between the week? I was watching that and it happened to go over my mind. I was like, Why aren't you doing research? Like, I get it. Well, you're trying to perfect what you're you're talking to sound like not an idiot, but you sound like an idiot not knowing. These guys what you're are saying. my friends, and I and I like them, and they do a good job. But you tell the people something about these guys. Make Jeff look. Is it was it Jeff Manet? Did I even screw that yeah, up? Yeah, <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that Bader Manet's son? No, it's M A Y N E T. Okay, yeah, Manet, I think it is. But was it Jeff? Jeff, yeah. Uh, like, I'll look it up. Uh, tell us something about him. And you don't need to know, you know, his firstborn, but tell us something. They don't know, well, Steve. They don't, don't know anything. Yeah, there was an LCQ in Detroit. Ralph goes, I don't know who it was, whatever, Ronnie Stewart. Ralph goes, it's Ronnie Stewart. And then there's like like nine seconds of nothing as the pack is going through. And then R- Ralph goes, Ronnie Stewart's in the lead. Like Ralph was like, fuck, these guys are obviously don't know. Not, I got to pick it back up. And again, <laughs> Maybe they didn't hear me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, again, I like these guys. They're good for my friends, but they need to stop talking to four teams and realize that there's grubby people back in the pits like Daniel Blair back in the day right. that have a story, that are interested and have sponsors. And if they're up front and shining, give them the sun, sunlight, spotlight. Give it to them. His name was Daniel, by the way. Daniel. Yeah, Irv. Right. <laughs> I deserve that. <laughs> um, so that's all. That's that's. I've always said that. Wygan and I have said that. Uh, over and over and over. If they don't want to know it, pay someone who does, who would be happy to help them out in the booth. It would make it look more professional. It would help. If your uh, HRT Racing last year sponsoring Albertson, and you're spending all this money, and your rider is winning the friggin' LCQ, and you don't get your team mentioned, are you coming back the next year? You're going to be pretty bitter. Yeah. You're going to be like, why do I want to invest in this fucking sport? These guys can't even tell my, tell my team name. It, now, if your guy's in 40th, Okay, right. How should you expect to mention? But you now guys he's beating out Ryan Dungey yeah. in an LCQ, mention the goddamn team name. They started doing a better job of that because our, a, lot, a lot of our listeners were getting on them on Twitter, and Emig was like, "Yeah, well, Emig told Wygant one time, man, I should be getting a lot of shit on Twitter about this." And Wygant's like, "Yeah, because <laughs> we were t- talking about right. say the team name." So it is pretty bad. It's I pet think. peeve of mine. No, it's I, I agree with you. I think I watch every week, and the commentating I think is. Slacking. You know what? I, you know what I don't like about it is they state the obvious too much. They don't talk mm. strategy. Like mm. for the for this weekend, when was the last time Barsha has been in the lead yeah. this year? Yeah, or has he? Uh, hasn't been. Hasn't so been. now he gets in the lead. How about talking about the dude has an opportunity? He's out front for the first time this year. You don't really hear like yeah internal strategy with the riders. You hear stating the obvious, like he took the corner and he he went through those whoops it's like yeah. they're they're commentating is just what's happening we, we can see that let's like go a little deeper like i always like david bailey man he was like mm-hmm. dude i would learn something every week and yeah. i kind of wish there was more of that on there where you could know what these yeah. guys are going through mentally or something it's just, it's not there i just feel like there's they, they could do more research on these people and these guys and yeah. and cuz everyone's got a cool story look at entenap i mean look not to toot our own horn here, but us at the Pulp Mech show has really exposed this guy. Right. Right? And and you can see he's he's a nutball. But he's got a cool story and he's into it and he raps and like we've given this guy some some love and like 
people love it, and there's yeah. people. On tw- so let's do that for all of our guys. You're helping that are the in dude, there, you you're, know? Giving, like, you're helping the guy get a fan base and a well, following, and he's going to get more support from it, more sponsors, maybe, and maybe let's do that on the broadcast where actual real people listen, like a lot of people. Yeah, you know? millions are watching too. This guy they've never heard of, like, yeah, say like, something about him. Like guy and, might get and some again, help if, the if, next if, year, if, you know, if Ricky, oh, if Ricky and Jeff and Wyndham and MC don't want to do it, get someone who does know these Yankee guys, you know. So, anyways. That's my pet peeve. I've, I've, I must. This must be the hundredth time I've gone off on this. So, anyways, all right, let's go. Hey, what's up, Mathis? It's Hoba. Um, just had a question. Um, we've all seen that Chad is obviously going to probably transition into a team owner role after he's done racing. Hobo Nick, by the way. Um, You're familiar with Hobo Nick. I know that very well. That uh, Stewart. He actually called in not too long ago. Don't know he what did. happened. We didn't get to his call. I don't yeah. think we got to his call. He called in, and then we were in the middle of doing something. Yeah, I, talked not sure I talked to him today. He knew I was coming on. Oh, he did? going to okay. razzle me about something. We uh, walked across America. Did you remember that? Yeah, brother? I remember that. Yeah, he yeah. was on the show a few times. Interesting guy. Dude, yeah, really I dropped him off at the airport and was there when he landed. I wouldn't have let him go. I, I would have been like, look, <laughs> dude, dude you're going to get raped and killed. I'm not letting you go. <laughs> yeah, I, dude, you have... I mean, I don't. Did he ever tell you what he did in Detroit the week before he started his walk? I don't think so. That's what sparked this whole thing, dude. So maybe he did, but I'll, yeah. I'll make it quick. I know we're running out of time, but he didn't. He got his passport stolen. He was traveling the Supercross with me, yeah. And in St. Louis, they broke into our van, stole his backpack, and he was supposed to fly to Costa Rica the next day uh-huh. and be gone, like, and go for a couple months. Oh. Lost his passport, couldn't go. The next weekend was Toronto. We had to go. We dropped him off, no joke, on Eight Mile in Detroit. He wanted. He said, dude. Eight Mile, I'm going to find Eminem. So he literally gets <laughs> dropped off on Eight Mile, and he says, pick me up Sunday at noon right here. And this is like Thursday or Friday, no, and I'm like, dude, yeah. no. But he's a gnarly dude. Like, that dude can handle yeah. – if Walking Dead ever really happens, <laughs> find Hobo Nick, team up, dude. The guy can survive that kind of stuff, no problem. So anyways, we, we went. Oh, that's great. Went to Canada, came back down, picked him up. He was sitting there. Nothing, nothing wrong with him. And then but the problem was, it sparked a little spark in yeah, him. Yeah. And he was like, then we get to Houston, and he's like, take me to the airport. I'm like, why? He's like, flying to Jacksonville. It's like, why? He's all walking home. I said, no, you're not. Yeah. Yeah, I am. I said, no. And I was with Cole Siebler, and we're like, dude, you're stupid. You're not doing that. <laughs> he's like, no, really, I am. I want to. I need this. And I'm like, all right. Dropped him off at the airport. I'll see you when you get home. And I literally drove down, watched the dude walk into Huntington Beach, Insane. walk into the water, and I was like, "Yeah, what an animal. We stopped and saw him when he came by through here, down by the, on the floor. Yeah, right. Yeah, I, yeah, I remember that. nuts, man. Anyways, Hobo's call. Stuart, you know, might only have a year left after next year he's done. And same with Villapoto. I've read that he might be done as well. Um, has there been any whispers or talk around uh, the industry of what those guys might be doing afterwards? Um, I know back in JGR, Stuart days, uh, they were talking about, you know, him possibly going into uh, some car racing. And I know Bill Poto's a big fan. Uh, but uh, I was just wondering if you guys had any input on what those guys might be doing after they retire. Right, thank you. Uh, I I don't think Villapoto and Stuart ever come around. Villapoto's I mean, they might, be, but I just think they got He'll be out somewhere in a cabin mm-hmm. shooting some stuff. Yeah, and I think Stuart's just... You know what? I mean, they'll come by. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think they're going to be like Chad. I don't think they're going to buy teams and start teams. No, I don't think. Could be wrong. I don't know. Chad seems to have that. We were talking earlier that addiction to yeah. the sport. I don't. He'll yeah. be around. And you and you and you follow Chad on Twitter or whatever. If you yeah, know. he's watching MotoGP. He's watching uh, 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 different uh, V8 supercar stuff. He's, he's a he's, he's a race fan, man. Yeah, he's yeah. into everything. Right. I, so 
He's a fan. Of I those think he'll guys. be around. Yeah. And then James, I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah. What's he gonna do? I mean, car race or nah. just chill? Just chill, I think. Right. I, dude, a guy like that. It's hard to been, say what he's, he's gonna been do. in the spotlight since he was five years old, and like, wouldn't you just want to be like, okay, no more spotlight. I'm just chilling Let, unless, in my beautiful house. Unless and, you dig it and can't get out of the spotlight. Some yeah. people. Man, he doesn't strike me as a. Spotlight he doesn't seem guy. like that. Though. No. He's not. He's not a. No, he's not. He doesn't do a lot of media stuff. He's not like a me, a heart- me, me kind of guy no, either. I, he's. He might probably yeah, yeah. help Malcolm out. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I don't see them or, or owning, owning teams like Chad Reed. So. Uh-uh. All right, that's been it. That's it. Yep. So voicemail seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. So, uh, call in anytime. And uh, all right, that's a wrap on the show tonight. Nick Way, seven twenty two. Matt Lemoyne. Daniel Burr, thank you for coming in. Hope you had a good time. It's thanks, awesome. Thanks for coming by. Thank good you. luck with everything. Main event. Uh, ch- search them on iTunes. Uh, buy some of their stuff. Soon it'll be free. But buy it anyways. And uh, uh, Berluti, thanks, man. Appreciate thank it. Thank you, Steve. A good time. Always. Always fun. Uh, Devin, thanks, man. Always a pleasure. Uh, Killing thanks, it. Killing it. Killing it. Thank, <laughs> thanks to SwizzCore for all he does. Uh, BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, Race Tech Suspension, X-Brand Goggles, Atlas Neck Braces, Vortex Racing, NFAB Jeep and Truck Barts, Free Gun Underwear, Works Connection, Acherby's, FMF Racing, Tech One Designs, 810 Solutions, W Wheels, Black Ops Moto, Mafia Moto Crew, The Moto Company, Optrix, and Guts Racing all on board with us. Let's go out with the subway wrap, and then we'll, we'll fade into our normal main event ending of the show. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We appreciate it. We will see you next week after St. Louis with another terrific edition of the Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com. that shit, making that paper. Not that much paper, though. Let's rap about Subway. Yeah. Here we go. Rolling down the highway. It's in my way. Looking down the street. Fuck. Thinking real cheap. Don't got that much paper in my pocket. I think I got like six bucks. Rolling down the street, hungry ass fuck. Seen a fucking sign, looking really, really fine. Subway, eat fresh, hell yeah. I was thinking in the brain, my way. Turkey, ham, fucking meatballs, hell yeah, I want it all. Fuck that, I only got six bucks. Good thing it's February, so I can't get a foot long. Hell yeah, rolled up. There's a line, bitch at the cash register could look real fine. Hell yeah, ho, here we fucking go. Looking at that shit, I'm looking at the bread in the fucking oven, looking so fresh. What do I want? Wheat flatbread, honey fucking O, damn bullshit. Oh yeah, thinking fucking wheat, want a foot long, want some fucking meat, yeah, six inch. Nah, fuck that. I got six bucks. I'm going for the whole thing. Fucking 12 inches of bread, meat, lettuce, turkey, ham, whole whatever the fuck I want. Cause Subway means it's my way. Yeah, I told that bitch I want a foot long on Italian urban cheese. She said, what kind of meat? I said, ho, what the fucking kind of thing you want, bitch? like hell yeah i want that black forest ham with the fucking no cheese hell no nah, bitch i ain't trying to get fat cheese is cheese is whack yeah
put it in the oven, toast that shit up, get that shit right, make it hot, shit came out, it was steaming, I was like, damn, that shit's gleaming, sandwich looks good, here we go, vegetables next, gonna put that shit on, never take a rest, here we go. Bitch asked me what you fucking want on your sandwich. I was like, hmm, fucking green peppers, onions, spinach, fucking olives, green pepperoncinis, jalapenos. Then I want fucking mayonnaise. Now wait. Trying to watch my calories make it light. Trying to take flight on my dirt bike ride. Oh uh, yeah, went to the dirt. Then I was like, fuck yeah, this shit's only five bucks. Got it out with some luck. That bitch was like, you want it for here or to go? I was like, what you think, oh? Oh, yeah, I got this shit for here. Sat down, ate my breakfast and my lunch right there. There's something I want to get off my chest. And it's about that summer. When you went away to community college, I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine, and I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I, I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Concho, but I just wanted you to know that. You could hear me if it got into your brain somehow that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho.